Hey, we've work. got four lights or whatever the equivalent number of lights oh, hey. is for Yay. our virtual recording solution. Yay. Alrighty. I'm so excited. Dun, dun, dun. You just can't hide it. I'm sorry. Don't I've been be home for like an hour. There's no need for me to have just done that. <laughs> <laughs> and yet. And yet none of us are worried about it. <laughs> We're just excited to be here. Always. Yeah, yes. Even if we did get the taste of the sweet, sweet round the table life last time. Mm. Yep. Those were the days, my friend. We thought. All right. Anyway. Um. So, um. Let me look at my notes here for just a second. And according to my notes, um, Sean, what happened last time on D and D? I hope you're not surprised. I made notes, so I know how to do things. <laughs> Kind of. Um, so I'm calling this one How Cal Got His Groove Back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I called uh, it the basement, but call it what you will. <laughs> How Cal Got His Groove Back. Yeah. <laughs> and Raider committed arson. Well, you know, a little bit. You did. You um, did do that. I did, I did, you know, firebomb the place. I, did, I wanted to feel what, see what it was well, like. Oh, good, didn't it? All right, so um, <clears throat> we started off in the bar. Kel shared his regrets about not having a family with Kalia, and she made him feel better. Winky face, winky face. <laughs> um, initially through conversation. <laughs> um, then the next morning we had omelets uh, and learned Narasana was summoned to meet the High Priestess of Colton East Hill. Um, we decided to go to Carthel first to catch up with Grandmama. Um, <laughs> we should have called this episode Grandma. Going to Grandma's house. Going to Grandma's house. <laughs> I wanted to do that. I, I don't. I try to put spoilers in the titles. So <laughs> I want. I want everyone listening to be as surprised as you all were. <laughs> oh, you weren't um, surprised. So Calamity talked with her for a bit and asked for a lot of money to go away, which she got, and then we left. <laughs> so that's more. <laughs> You're, I was thinking about it, though. Like, you were thinking too small. A lot more than that, uh-huh. just like on a stroll. Yeah. <gasps> I could have gotten so much more. You, you, right? You could have gotten alimony. Yeah, she said yes to that way too quickly. You yeah. guys made a mistake when they agreed. Counteroffer it. Yeah. And, and for some reason, Narasana really hated plants for like an hour and a half. <laughs> no, those plants. Because they're evil plants. <laughs> no. Are you, um, don't you follow Sylvia now? Yeah, no, you do. As soon as you said that, I was like, oh, shit, right. <laughs> Those plants could have been someone's parent. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right, life narrative, I just can't stop fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> so after leaving, um, leaving Grandmama's house, um, we went shopping, uh, oh, yeah. then headed to Calamity's old house uh, where the Calamity oh, yeah, ritual was committed. Sense. 
Oh yeah. All right. We got. What did we get? We got sending stones, stones, and then I got, I got slippers of spider climbing. So I'll be switching shoes occasionally. Um, like Mr. Rogers. That's right. Won't you let me climb on the ceiling? I was kind of imagining it like in the Zelda series when Link puts on the iron yeah. boots and he jumps up in the air and then all of a sudden has them on. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happens. <laughs> now Rangworm has to jump every time he changes yeah. shoes? Okay. Yep. Um... We went into the basement of the Calamity Ritual House, and we found a secret door, uh, but behind which was the room where I was violated by Calamity's husband. Um, That's terrible. It's accurate. terrible. And I, I asked Narasana to burn it. Um, in, a, in, a, in a one-time show of restraint, she hesitated, and so I went after her. I didn't say one time. Okay, pretty much the first time you decided not to burn something. It's been 15 years. <laughs> it's a minute and a half. Yeah. years. You don't know me anymore. Um, so while I was lighting the room on fire, Calamity snagged the book off the table and buggered off. Uh, Kel closed the secret door and we left shortly before the house and the teleportation contained, circle contained within blew up. Um, we left Carthel and hunted it up outside. The next morning, we were awoken by Kel's bald-headed angel buddy. All right. And, and had a protracted, another thing, conversation with him. <laughs> um, <clears throat> oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Flat back down here for a minute, will you? Yeah. Um, okay, Kel- bye. Oh, wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> we called him back like four times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kel got some beautiful paladin stuff, and we discovered that putting the orb anywhere would likely suck. Um, we learned that Veracast is out killing all the unicorns for his ongoing nefarious purposes. Um, and then we finally let the angel leave and teleported to East Hill. Um, on our way into East Hill, we ran into Captain Timbers, um, who shared a moment with Rangram. And then we all went off to the Temple of Colth, um, <clears throat> where we split up. Kel went off to chat with Barkus. Uh, Narasana went off to her interview where she got her book of leadership. Awesome. Um, Ooh, I just <laughs> and learned the teleportation circle in the, the top of the uh, library of Colth. <laughs> oh, God, I'm so loud. <laughs> My echo is really bad. Oh, now it went away, I think. I moved the mic up further away. Okay, cool. Um, Rangram went off to cause some trouble, and Calamity went off to unborrow some stuff at the library. <laughs> <laughs> she went to return some books. Yes. That's what libraries are for. Yeah. <laughs> she, she just did it stealthily, so she had to avoid paying the late fee. <laughs> also, um,. Like, I don't like, so this top of the sink is just out of view of the camera. The cat just like a moment ago jumped down from it. But all it looked like was this little black mass just dropping from the ceiling behind Amanda. And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) it's like Flavi is in the house. Everybody run! Um, But he's so cute. Oh, but he's so cute. All right, sorry, I didn't mean to, I think you're just about finished there, Sean. You want to end us off? 
the group got back together and Kel uh, accosted a child on the street. In, what? in the library. It was, I thought it was on the street. No, it's in the library. library. I accosted a child. It's not so much accosting. You thought, you, you thought it was Rangram in disguise. And then, Chris, it sounds like you're swallowing your microphone. Um, sounds like it? Yeah, yeah, like you're a little too close. All yeah. Right. Is that better? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Narasana went off to talk to her kitticorn. Um, they talked about how dangerous Wait, they're... what did you just say? Kitticorn. <laughs> kitticorn. No. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> my recap, I can do it however I want. What's your name again? Avaro. Avaro. A-V-A-R-R-O. <laughs> these these recaps are just going to descend into petty yeah. name calling, <laughs> <laughs> like the rest of the session. Yes, um, this one last untainted portion of the session has been corrupted. Uh, Veracast, so they they talked about how Veracast was killing unicorns, and um, he agreed not to attack Veracast. Um, the gang convened at the bar and. Calamity stormed off with Kel following. After <laughs> Rangram made a snide remark. I mean, it's Rangram. He always <laughs> makes snide remarks. And, um... Read the room. That's where... Read the room. That's where I stopped listening. I think I think after that, Calamity went to go visit Barakas. Yes. And found the, um... Found Barakas's stuffed calamity. I think you spent way too much money on that. Two hundred gold, <laughs> and you all bought a favor. I was just saying <laughs> that that was a very expensive joke. <laughs> but, hey, you're wealthy um, now. That's what wealthy people do: is play very expensive jokes on each other. I'm not wealthy. The party is wealthy. <laughs> the party's wealthy. Calamity's in charge of doling it out. I mean, just because your wealth isn't liquid, Rangrub, does not mean you're not wealthy. You have armor plus two that you're wearing, a magical yes. sword, and... Yes. Convertible goods. Hey, Chris. Yeah. I... You still need to turn yourself down a little bit. All right. And I think is that's... Is that better? That's... Yeah. All right. We'll find that. We'll find that sweet spot. Calamity talked a little bit, yeah, and then went yeah. back to the green wagon. But, okay. Um, yeah. and, then, and, and then something very important happened. Kel accepted. Ky- uh, Kyle accepted Kel. Yes. Right. Oh. Um. What's the blue dasp's name again? Dasira. Dasira. Yeah. Saw that. D a s i r a. I also want to point out that Nara was Narasana was definitely like, "What the fuck, man!" Whenever Rangram was giving Calamity shit. You are. <laughs> hmm? I said it's, it's only just now. No, no, she actually, she actually, I listened, every listen to it, she did actually say, Rangram, hey. Oh, yeah, that's true. No, because I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, come on, man, you're being ridiculous. Rangram, Rangram the night before, destroyed the room where he was tortured by Calamity's husband. So I think he was reliving that a little bit. Which is why didn't actually punch you. Well, I'm good. I'm a good ducker. <laughs> Sometimes when we're in pain, we lash out. <laughs> Very true. Uh, All right. Okay. It is. Well, it is early in the. It is early morning, the tenth of rebirth. 
<laughs> you guys are sleeping in the Green Flagon in the city of East Hill. Um, having come here so that Narasthana could speak to the priestess of Kolth and um, and do all that jazz. Rangram. We'll start. Yeah. We'll start the session with you. Give me just a second. Everyone else getting a tiny little shudder of terror down their spine? <laughs> nope. A little bit. Rangram, you are in the mayor. You are in the mayor's mansion. Um, now, are you getting a little terrors down your spine? Which mayor's mansion? Yeah, the one in the, New Haven. The New Haven mayor's mansion. Your mayor's mansion. And you're standing uh, in the dining room, um, and your wife is standing a uh, few, maybe ten feet ahead of you, um, and she's looking away. And as she's walking away from you, and you're following her. You're trying to get her attention, um, but she refuses to acknowledge or look at you as you walk through the house. Uh, as you look around the room trying to get her attention every time you look in the corner you see a hulking shadow watching you as you move from room to room of the house your wife keeps ignoring you and the shadow keeps following staying in the corners can I do things or um, I walked into the to the dream uh, you wake up in your bed in the green flag and in a cold sweat. And a small puddle of urine. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's where we'll start today's session. It is the 10th of rebirth, 1633. <clears throat> All right. I will clean myself <laughs> and go down for breakfast. All right. The only one who has a nightmare like that? Mm-hmm. Sure is. The fuck? Evil gonna evil. <laughs> what are you thinking? Matt has an idea. Tell me, Matt. No, Matt. I, I is it something idea. Kel wouldn't know about? I have an idea too, but I don't think Rangram would know about it either. So, what's well, I never have. What's, what's, what's your idea, Rangram? <laughs> oh shit! Your dream. <laughs> oh no, you didn't. I don't remember if it was in if it was in character or out of character where she said, "Oh, now I get to affect people's dreams." When we were in, in the um, temple, as you wake up, you realize you're in the same room the last time that you had a nightmare like that. Uh, when you woke up with a piece of your soul missing, that's what I was thinking. Uh, oh, but I don't feel drained. You don't feel drained, no. Okay, dude. Jacuzzi. <laughs> what did you say? Jacuzzi. It's French for I accuse you. <laughs> I don't think I'm wrong. Of course, Rangram never thinks he's wrong. <laughs> well, Rangram, I mean, Sean might think that. Rangram, that would be a stretch for Rangram. So. Yeah, no. no. I mean, the only, re- the only way he would know about that is kind of incidentally... I don't think I don't think it makes any sense for him to figure that out yet. Yet. <laughs> also, I'm not I'm not saying that you're right or wrong. So there's other there's other 
creatures at work in this land that affect dreams. So wait, does any remember? number of which you could have pissed off? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, yes, over there, um, uh, Narasana, you had a question. Does he remember? Does he realize he's in the same room the last time this happened? Does he connect those dots? Yeah. Yeah, it could it could be a magical effect. It could be straight up PTSD. <laughs> who, who knows what dickery the DM is busting? Really, really sad about his non-existent wife, yeah. or kind of existent wife, <laughs> kind of existent wife. <laughs> All right, so um, it is it is uh, the morning. What do you guys do? It is the like I said, it's the tenth of rebirth. It is a uh, beautiful spring day, surprisingly dry. Sun's out, wind's blowing. Sun's out, guns out. Um, I don't do. Do we have anything else to do? Any still? I don't know. I thought Chris was throwing us a plot hook, but apparently not. You guys are the ones that stayed here. <laughs> did, I mean, you did. You you had the mug club going last night, so. Yeah. Uh. Well, I mean, we needed. I have, I have another glass. Did yeah. I? Um, Your morning Chris, Did I ever get a response from Rotark? <clears throat> you sent something to Rotark. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it was when we first got back to New Haven. I, I asked him to. Oh, join oh, us. oh! Yes, yeah, sorry. I, you texted me about that, and I'd forgotten to put it in my notes. Let me just look real quick. Yeah, because um, I or I texted. I know Grim and and Rotark. Um. Bum, 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 bum. Right. Um. Um. Oh, so okay. I, okay, I knew you contacted Graham. I didn't realize you also contacted Rotart. How are you going to contact Rotart? Gnomes don't go there. Oh, gnomes! Gnomes don't go to the Goblin Village. No. They told you that the last time you were there. But don't the goblins come in and gather things from uh, East Hill? So when yeah, you know, yeah. probably send something to get gathered. I would have sent it to Captain Timbers because mm-hmm. he's in touch with the goblin leader. But for us to be a while trying to get it. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway, Grim is um, Grim's gonna Grim's gonna show up. Uh, he says he sent you back a letter. Uh, the courier that you sent to Rotark hasn't yielded any fruit yet. So. Okay. All right, so what are you guys doing? You guys want to go and uh, try to find a dragon slayer? Uh, do we want to make a stop in uh, Crailson and check on Balthrun? Yeah, we should probably do that. Yeah. That's on the way, too. It's right Is across that the river. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. We can go to Crailson and then ferry across to Ben Felden. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I know Crailson and Ben Felden well enough that I can teleport us to either place. Mm hmm. So, do you want to teleport us to uh, just outside the front door of where we met the desks the last time? <laughs> yeah, you can take us to the dragon quarter easily. Yeah, I mean, not the dragon inside the dragon quarter, but outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah that probably be considered. Um. So, are we finished here? We're ready to go. I mean, I could take. 20 minutes and go talk to Captain Timbers? Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
feel like yeah. there was something I wanted to do, but I don't remember what it was. Boy, welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> like my entire life. Um, you want to all go, or do you guys just have breakfast and I'll go talk to them? We should have more breakfast, Dales. Yeah, I'll just oh. breakfast, I guess. There's nobody else in town, I think, that I need to talk to. Okay, I will um, I will scamper off before I remember. I um, It's not cool to scamper, and then I'll saunter. <laughs> Scampering, not very mayoral. No, it's really not. <laughs> nice. Just a Caitlin bark from all, from all Hilarious. So I'll go. I'll go find. Um, I'll find the mayor. Or the mayor. I'll find uh, Captain Timbers and and chat with him. Just try to tell him to uh, or ask him to give a message to the goblin leader when he comes back to town next time. He says, yeah, yeah, of course. I'll do that for you. Great. He says, been going well. he says, it's been quiet. Very quiet. It's because we weren't here. <laughs> he contemplates it for a moment. He's like, yeah, actually, he's, he's like, you're right. Trouble usually follows you guys. So uh, have a great day there, Rangram. Right, you too. Thank you, Captain. And I will fuck right off back to the inn. All right, so you fuck off to the inn. Um, you guys are heading to Crailson? Yep. Yeah. Just outside the the Dragon Quarter, where we where we met the Dasks last time. All right. We'll wait for Caitlin to get back. Yeah. We can't leave without her. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> where are you, Scotty? No. <laughs> um, bacon. Some breakfast bacon. Ah. Mm-hmm. He eats it up greedily. Um, and uh, nuzzles against Kel. I give him stitches. You know, maybe it was just a fantasy, maybe not, but he did really get a taste for chicken and waffles. <laughs> Well, who wouldn't like to? Well, see if we can pick some up in uh, Carlson. Is this the real world? Is this just fantasy? Cat eats waffles. <laughs> because he's a dragon kitty. <laughs> where did where did Naristana go? I don't know. You're in the same house as her. Why are you asking us? <laughs> I, all, all I can hear is the occasional random thump. Maybe, maybe she's being murdered. Hey, what are you doing? My guess is somewhere in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You made me laugh, but I spilled it everywhere. <laughs> now it's just gonna take longer. <laughs> oh, oh I'm really sorry. I wanted coffee, and then I realized I was way too allergic to that shirt, so I changed clothes. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> Wandered right. around town for so a minute, you... and now she's back. All right. So you're teleporting to the Dragon Quarter. Uh, outside the Dragon Quarter. Okay. I need you to roll me a percentile dice. I kind of forgot how badly this could fuck up. 
God damn it, guys. What'd you get? 13. Interesting. Right? <laughs> is it bad or good? It's uh, bad. Lower is temp- typically worse. Okay, right. um, give me a half a second here to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> How much is this 13? Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Everyone goes to the book. <laughs> Similar area because I'm very familiar with this. Nope, you fucked it up. You got you, you got fucked up. <laughs> this is more than just seen casually. I spent a lot of time here. You're very familiar with this place. Fuck. Um, your nostrils. The world melts away and come back. Your nostrils. My nostrils. Your nostrils fill with very unfamiliar and exotic scents. You're standing outside a large monastery. Um, uh, Off in the distance, you see an unfamiliar mountain, large and singular, looming in the distance. Cherry trees um, in bloom surround you. Um, What? Hey, remember one of your wife? Uh, you are you are in a land that you've never been to before. Um, but it's a, it says that you're go you go to a similar area. Yes, you are, you are on the street on a monastery. You are on the street outside a monastery. Yeah, similar does not mean nearby. It means, <laughs> it means similar in description. And a large I, I, city. I look around. Krils has changed, Marisana. Well, they had to rebuild a lot, right? This is not that. <laughs> Christopher. <Yeah. laughs> you got roll better, girl. Uh, <laughs> Why am I trusted with this? Because we're the only one who can do it. DM, lock your door. <laughs> yes! <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> One second, nope. I got, gotta get my map. You can only do that once a day, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I vote find the in and get shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she could still get us. Yeah, home. but then she's trying to. We can either end up home or we can try to get to Wary's place, but that's gonna be shitty. We can also oh. look around. FYI, this just happened. I'm not trusting Wary's tele- teleportation circle until I've talked to Chani. We're not using that one. Oh, you guys have other teleportation circles you can utilize. Yeah. No, yeah. we have our one at home and the one at Killer. That's all you ever gave us. Yeah, I mean, like, if you don't want to be in this in this far away exotic land, you can get back to Carthol. I said I was missing for a day. And actually, you you know you know the one in East Hill, and you you know the one in. Railson too. No, I don't. She's not trusting that. She's not East Hill. Well, I, I, I mean, I figure we're here. I we mean, might, we might as well look around. We could find a landmark. You could get very familiar with it, Narasana, and then when we want to come back here, we could end up somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Can you see it clearly enough? <laughs> it took a while. You had to talk for us to see it. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll just keep talking so that you can really get the full effect. I mean, I have. I see what's going on here. 
I just. What? Can I roll perception? Yeah, go ahead, roll perception. Hmm. I mean, I'll roll it. Because I imagine I'm like, what the fuck is going on? 20! Wow. I realized exactly what I did. Fuck! And I should clarify, I'm not rolling perception to try to figure out where I am. I'm trying to find something that looks interesting to fuck with. <laughs> Fair enough. We just bent in and immediately it's yep. trouble. You just teleported a cat into a bathroom with a toilet paper was going over. <laughs> I mean, glasses on the edge of the countertop. <laughs> I got a twenty-two perception. What do I see when I look around? Uh, you see a bunch of people. Um, you see, uh, you're on kind of a busy street. You see uh, a lot of traffic uh, coming coming to and fro. Uh, you see across the street from the monastery what is clearly uh, a bar. Um, <laughs> And, and you see Calamity heading into it. How yeah, did she get over there? <laughs> pretty much. Um, is it an inn bar or is it just a bar? Oh, thank goodness. Um, what's that? Is it an inn and a bar or is it just a bar? Um, the language is unfamiliar to you, but you, you, you could find out. <laughs> the language. <laughs> Wait, Rangrum, do you want to do some hoogity boogity? That lasts, what, an hour? Yeah, you want me to cast a ritual here in the street? For twenty minutes, go to the bar and find the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Nobody knows. What's wrong with your friend? Always casting a ritual in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it happens every time I have. <laughs> All right, so um, Dragonborn Monastery. Y- yes, yes. You see lots of Dragonborn coming in and out of it, along with other, along with other races as well. So, I could ask if we have questions. Yeah. Have you already disappeared into the bar? Yeah, she's gone. She's gone. I think you're our, you're you're our bet. Her, she's our best hope for getting arrested. You're our best hope for getting answers. I'm torn. So, are we splitting the party? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Rangram, can you handle babysitting Calamity without killing her? I think you're an excellent babysitter who is more ideally suited to the job and who's who she's not actively pissed off at at the moment. So, all right. So, Rangarum and Diggle Kill walking through the <laughs> All right. What are you doing there, Sana? <laughs> Babysitting, apparently. So you're heading to the bar? Um, I'm going to sit outside the bar and just watch people. Because I know what Calamity's doing. She's going to make friends regardless of the language barrier. Mm-hmm. He has alcohol. <laughs> so I'm just going to watch for a bit. That's how many friends I have, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like two. Yeah. One of them is a dragon cast. The other one has one eye and lives in orb. So is there a window into the bar? Yeah. Okay. I, I do want to sit outside for a bit and just watch people. Mm-hmm. Are there people casting magic? Just whenever you get to me. I okay. have questions. All right, everybody roll me um, a d20. Well, I guess, yeah, Kel, you're following, or Rangram, you're following Kel, so I'll let Kel roll yeah. it for you guys. Fourteen. Thirteen. 
Six. All right, so Kel and Rengram, you walk into a large monastery, even larger than the Dragon Quarter. Um, impressive. It is very impressive. Um, <clears throat> you walk in, uh, people are kind of don't seem to be paying too much mind to you. Um, you see, uh, as, you, as you walk in, um, you see sort of several kind of practice areas and dojos, um, mm-hmm. kind of off to the side. You see a uh, one room that's full of people going through like a guided meditation. Um, and, uh, you see a couple of folks like sweeping up and mopping. Uh, the, uh, the walls are made of, um, a very fine marble, um, along with the floor. Um, everything's, uh, kind of, um, uh, gilted. There's like gold filigree everywhere. Um, it's very fancy gemstones. Um, Gemstones uh, tucked into the wall. Into the walls. Um, the one thing you do notice that's different is um, it seems like there's a lot more intermingling of the various dragonborns here. Like, you know, back at the back at the quarter, like kind of you know, brass dragons hang out with brass dragons, blue dragons hang out with blue dragons, you know. Uh-huh. But yeah, you you, you see like, there's obviously still that sort of metallic chromatic division. Um, but you definitely see like, yeah, there's some brass dragons hanging out with some bronze dragons, uh, some blue dragons hanging out with some white dragons. Um, those, um, you know, they don't have that same caste slash clan culture that you have here. So that's a bit jarring. Um, you but, said there is a chromatic and non-chromatic split though. Well, yeah, that just happens. Yeah. I just, I didn't understand you when you were talking. Yeah. Good versus evil. So, what, what would you like to do? Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna look for someone who I won't hopefully bother too much. Either if somebody is like sitting by themselves reading a book, or maybe one of the people who are sweeping up. If there's a there's a metallic dragonborn among them, and, um, and I'm just generally, I don't expect to see any in the, in the monastery, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna keep an eye out for any writing in thieves' camp. Okay. Um, uh, Kel, you actually notice there's a, um, a hooded figure, um, sitting on a bench reading a book. Um, however, the book, you actually make out, like, the title, like, it, it's in a language you can understand. So, um, mm-hmm. uh, so you get the idea that this person might speak your language. Um, and he's just sitting there kind of reading to himself. Wouldn't they have a shared language with Draconic? Anyway? Yeah, is it common or Draconic? Uh, it's, it's common. Okay. Yeah, easy enough. Um, does the person appear to be a metallic dragonborn, from no. what I can see? No, uh, in fact, uh, roll me a perception check. Twenty. Uh, appears to be an orc. Oh, okay, I swing with those. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will approach. Mm-hmm. And I will bow respectfully. Excuse me. Uh, he looks up. Sorry to bother you. Hey, how's it going? He says, you speak, you speak, uh, you speak the Eastern tongue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just came from the East. Uh, oh yeah. I got here about a month ago myself. Nice. Um, well, <clears throat> I'm sure you were intending to end up here. Uh, <laughs> he says, yes, it was quite the harrowing journey. He says, I, Says our ship crashed. I had to go through the black desert. You know, 
Bad news that bears all around. Black deserts. Yeah, yeah, you know that big impassable desert that's in the middle of the continent, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. You went through that. Well, he that's... says he says part of it anyway. Yeah, he says not the whole thing. I don't. I luckily crashed in the western side of it. Otherwise, I I wouldn't be here anymore. Well, I mean that's fair. But hey, you. I mean that's really impressive. Thanks, thanks. He says if it wasn't for my if it wasn't for my training, he says I don't think I would have made it at all. He says you know. Oh really? Where'd you train? Uh, he says Dragon Quarter over in uh, over in Krailson. No shit. <laughs> he says you from there? Yeah, it's my hometown. Oh, well, pleasure to meet another uh, another another folk from Krailson. Yeah, it's a small world. I class brisks with him. Yeah, great to see, you. great to meet you. What's your name, pal? He says my name is Tragoba. What's yours? <laughs> Keldrash. He says, wait a minute, is it? Is what? this the guy that was, and, and, and this, this is this is Ryan Groom. He's a friend of mine. Is this is this the, yeah, the yeah, it is. It is. He, he looks at you, takes again. He says, "Wait, haven't we met before somewhere?" Wait a minute. You you were you were at the uh, the panoply of bone, weren't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You were the you were the idiot that went into the shadow fell and came out like ten minutes later. Yeah. I mean, you know, to be fair, there were four of us idiots at that point. But oh, he's, yeah, he's, I'm sorry, that sounds judgy of me. He says there's a just there's a fine line between courage and idiocy, and, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, it was stupid, but it was the only way to get my father's soul back. So, you know, what are you going to do? Oh, I'm glad to see you're still kicking. He says, though you yeah. do, boy, you do look like shit. <laughs> Actually, I feel fine. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bit of a rough night, you know. And travel, especially unexpected travel, doesn't agree with me. But <laughs> he says, "So what brings you?" He says, "So what brings you to Nishima?" Uh, a, a mage that can't aim. Nishima. Yeah, it's the country you're, country you're in. You do know that, yes? No, actually, that's news to us. Yeah. Um, little little magical accident dropped us here. Oh, he says, well, you're in the capital city, he says, Hakido. He says, just uh, just south of the Holy Mountain. He says, you can't yeah, miss it. <laughs> so, uh, all right. My mind's back Catholic for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give us a bit of bearing. Um, all right. So that's that's good to know. Um, you know anything about this uh, this bar across the way here? Is that a, a decent place? Just good fish, good sake. I mean, I'm sold. All right. Well, um, I'll, I'll I, I I would like to you know spend a couple minutes. You can, I can meet you over there if you want. I thought I I thought I'd chat with Trigova for a minute, catch up on some old times. Uh yeah sure I'll I'll meet you over there right. don't get into trouble all right sure all right Ringer what are you gonna to talk to Trigoba about oh I was just gonna uh, let him know that um, that we're we're from the east if he if he ever you know, ever gets back around that way he's more than welcome in New Haven I'm I'm, I'm uh, and, um, you know a fan of that town and also uh, if you know. 
there's a there's a, a very inclusive group of dwarves that are established in the in the further in the east. He says, "I appreciate the offer." He says, "But I'm not." He says, "Until the butcher is off the throne, I'm not heading back to Carthal anytime soon." And I and I I, I or Carthalia. I, I give him a little wink and say, "You know, hopefully that's going to be happening a little sooner rather than later." He says, uh, he says, I spent the last uh, year attaining a matter of inner peace, he says, but um, if uh, if that butcher were to die, I think it'd be a lot easier to do. I Believe me, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I just recently um, faced someone that, uh, that caused me a significant amount of pain. And I mean, they, they initially were got away. But then after that... Uh, Across the street, Calamity feels a compulsion to take another couple of shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, I'll just, I'll spend a little time commiserating with him. Okay. Yeah, shoot the shit for a bit. Um, Narasthana? Uh, what do I see as I watch people? <clears throat> um, people go about their business. Um you uh, you see, uh, this, this town is fairly large. Not as large as Carthol, but... Um, Definitely, definitely got a lot of people. You see, um, uh, a lot of the a lot of the people local to here, um, but you also see a fair amount of travelers. You see, um, uh, you 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 know, you see people of most every species and race um, uh, around. You know, walking the street. You're on. A, you've, you've come to realize you're on a very busy thoroughfare. Lots of carts coming up and down it. Lots of um, lots of uh, trade. Um, uh, you do see actually. Um, Wizard practicing a cantrip as they walk down the street uh, with a, they're holding like a, um, they've got a strap of books that they're holding over their back. Um, they appear to be between classes. They've got the strap of books over one, over their one shoulder and they've got the book in the other. And you can kind of see them like with the strapped hand kind of doing hand gestures you recognize as some sort of prestidigitation spell that they're practicing. Um, What's the guard presence like? Uh, it's actually surprisingly, like, uncomfortably minimal. Like, like I would expect lawless lawlessness, or like there's something supernatural that means it's not necessary for a guard. Um, you get the I like based on the amount of people you see here, like the guard to people ratio is way lower than it is in Carthalia anywhere. Like, in in, in your time sitting out here, like. You've maybe seen three or four hundred people come by, and uh, maybe one or two guards. And that, okay. And even then, they didn't seem to be patrolling. They just seemed to be going from one spot to another. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. <laughs> I'm seeing the the reflection of Caitlin's light in the mm-hmm. picture, and I'm looking up at the lamp above us, like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, um, all right. Well, I guess if um, if no one approaches me or anything like that, I'll mm-hmm. go in and uh, sit down next to Calamity. All right. We'll, we'll come into that in just a second. <clears throat> Calamity, you and Kyle into the bar. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, you see, uh, the bar itself is long. Um, Unlike the bars back home, uh, people here seem to sit on the floor. They're very narrow, like small tables. Um, they kind of sit on their, you know, sit, sit on their knees or sit cross-legged. Um, there's, you know, cushions. 
Uh, people take their shoes off when they come in. Okay. Um, Kyle pads up and sits at the bar next to a, next to a confused looking gnome. I'll follow him. Mm-hmm. It's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, a server comes over and says something in a language you don't understand. I for some alcohol. Oh, alcohol, he says. Mm-hmm. You speak you speak the eastern eastern tongue. Yeah. He says I do, I do as well as you can tell. He says what? Oh, yeah. He says he says He says studied a long time. Anyway, he says, "What can I get you today?" Something really fucking good. <laughs> he kind of eyes you up and down, sees your fancy armor, your beautiful cloak, your exotic pet. He says, I think I've got just the thing for you. Your boss necklace. My boss necklace. My boss <laughs> necklace. He catches his eye. And he feels, he feels that your power over him is increased because of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, he comes over with a very... Uh, it's actually a very plain-looking bottle, but it's got sort of this mud seal on the top of it. Um, he, says, uh, he says, this is 50 gold pieces a bottle. He says, but it is... And I can say this with humility. The best, he says, the best uh, Nashiman sake you'll ever have. 50 gold a bottle? Mm hmm. Sounds good. I'm going to have a bottle. Coming right out of the party funds. He takes it and he cracks, he cracks the, uh, the seal on it like by hitting it against the bar um, and uh, uncorks it. Uh, he pours it into a kind of a serving um, glass, and then he uses some, pretty much some cantrip magic to warm it up. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then pours one for you. And he says, "Now he says our fish here is well known. He says some for you and perhaps for your half furry friend there." Kyle, you interested? <laughs> you heard the man. He says, "Now we have a." He says, "He says for someone of your, for someone of your caliber." He says, "Might I recommend the chef's, the chef's omakase?" He says, "The chef will come over and hand select some fish for you based on your preferences and needs." I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> a very old woman comes over uh, and starts um, starts making uh, essentially sushi for you. Um, um, and she feeds it to you piece by piece. It's incredibly good. Does she feed it to me or does she hand it to well, me? She, she, no, she... <laughs> assholes. Uh, I just she, asked Sean got squirrely over there. Yeah, Sean, Sean. You know what I meant. <laughs> she she hands gives them each to you one piece at a time. Uh, yours has rice. The one she gave Kyle is just uh, kind of... Uh, oh, sashimi mm-hmm. style. So, Kyle greedily eats the fish up. Um, you're you're on your ninth or tenth piece uh, when Narasana walks in and sits down next to you. What's this? Uh, Narasana, you walk in and you see an old woman uh, serving exotic fish things to uh, Calamity and her cat. <laughs> Calamity appears to be about a half a bottle into a very f- plain looking bottle of some sort of alcohol. And. <clears throat> We just had breakfast, right? 
Yeah, but teleportation takes that out of you. Does it? It might. Marisana is not going to drink any alcohol. Um, She's not that hungry Mm -hmm. either because I'm not hungry right now. (laughs) At the bar, you should get something. It's only polite, Marisana. All right. Um, What kind of ale would you like? What kind? I don't care. All right, he comes over with a very fancy ale and charges you five gold pieces for it. I pay them in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Um, do you just drink in silence? I mean, she seems busy eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the bartender stays around, I'll ask him questions about the town. Okay. Uh, he, he sticks around. He says, what would you like to know? Uh, there didn't seem to be very many guards outside. That's unusual, isn't it? It's, um, it seems like this place isn't, you know, well guarded. No, I grew up around guardsmen, and it's really weird to not see them everywhere. He says, he says, our city is a peaceful city. He says, we allocate our guards to the borders to prevent any of the creatures from the outside to get in. The outside? You have a great big wall or something? He says no. He says, he says it's just you know the the hinterlands are dangerous. He says, um, he says, and you know, being as we are in the center of the uh, in the center of our island, he says, in the shadow of the holy mountain, he says, uh, he says, you know, we don't have much. He says we don't have much in the way of natural protections. He says, and most of the things that come out of the mountain fly, so a wall wouldn't do very well. Okay, that's fair. So if you were visiting the city for the first time, apparently we're getting a surprise vacation, uh, what would you do? He says, well, it depends. What, what, what interests you? He says, he says, we have, we have much, he says, if you're a nature person, he says, we have many cultivated gardens. He says, he says, kind of eyeing your, your Sylvian medallion. Uh, he says, if you, um, he says, uh, if you're a person of learning, he says, we do have a great university here. He says, perhaps the best in the world. Um, he says, we have a, we have a wonderful monastery. He says, there's of course the palace. He says, though, you'll need special permission to visit that. Uh, he says, and of course you could take a trip up, trek up to the mountain. He says, though, some don't return. And he says, it's quite dangerous. He says, but it is, it is something that will change you. Why is it a holy mountain? Who does it belong to? He says, he says, we, we believe that, um, in the time before the gods, he says, that this mountain was the, the home of the god that lived then. Uh... <laughs> he says, the whole bar rolls inside. There's a lot of catches on quick. He, he says. He says. No, of course. He says a person, a religious person like yourself, might might view that as blasphemous. He says, but it's been handed down for over two thousand years at least. He says our earliest known records of the of the mountain. He says, no, of course. He says, being such a holy place, he says it's full of energy and spirits and things both good and bad. As gods or no. entities, both good and bad. <laughs> 
You're not even there. I'm not even there, but I'm. Kel, saying... you walk into the you walk into the tavern. <laughs> um. Do I get the idea? At this that... point, by the way, your your omakasa has finished, and uh, you get a fifty gold piece bill. <laughs> um. Do I get the idea that they like still revere this god? They just like think it's cool. He says we worship the same gods that you do. He says, of course. He says, but we do... He says, our culture is very... He says, how to explain it to an outsider? We... It's not a worship, but we do revere our ancestors. He says, we, yeah. we, consider, we consider those who came before us and respect and honor them, he says. He says, and in, such, in that same way, he says, we respect and honor the mountain, he says. He says, we like to be close to it. Cool. I'm done. Sorry. Mm-hmm. He um, kind of eyes you up and down for a second. He says, um, "He says you you know what they he says you know what they say about the mountain, don't you?" No. What? He says there is a forge there. A forge. Mm-hmm. He says it's the only place one can. He says it's the only forge capable of producing what you would call a magical artifact. Oh. oh, really? Like, do you need somebody special? Like, is there somebody there who does that? Or he says the um, the last artificer who who lived in the city died 150 years ago. He says, but he says, but it was said that he could will magic into objects. Interesting. He says now, of course, he says the for- the location of the forge is lost to us, and he says probably full of spirits or monsters or. What have you, but hmm. as Kel comes in, I notice and I'm like, Kel, you wanna try this shit? It's fucking awesome. Hell yes. <laughs> Kel, you take I a s- over, the bottle is empty. Is <clears throat> well. Just a little bit left. Uh there is yeah, there is a uh, one one Kel size shot left of, of it. <laughs> then it goes. Um you've you've had you've had uh Nashiman Saki before, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, you, you're going through your various port cities, but none as good as this. This is, this is transcendent. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that brings back memories. So, I know where we are, and I plop down next to Narasthana, but you're also conversing with the locals, so you probably figured it out too. Yeah, apparently there's cool stuff on a mountain. Though, so, Narasana, you never did find out you're, that you were in you're, the name of the country or even the name of the city. <laughs> I asked the barkeep for two more bottles. All right, he happily provides them. He says, "Would you like me to open them now? Or would you like to save them for later?" Open one. All right, he opens one for you. Those ones come out of my own funds, mm-hmm. Sean. <laughs> 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 I said Sean, not Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you roll your eyes. <laughs> All right, so uh, you crack open a second bottle. Uh, do you pour one for everyone, or if they seem like they want some, I do. I'll share. Yeah. All right. So, uh, interesting coincidence. Uh, we ran into an orc in the uh, the monastery. Some fellow named Tragoba. 
apparently oh. crossed your path before. Oh yeah, we were not enough. Yeah. He said he watched you go into the Shadowfell and come back out. He said we were idiots. Yeah, he said that again, actually. <laughs> I didn't know something to stay the same. <laughs> right? So, yeah, apparently, apparently this is a super peaceful town and they don't need guards. We should probably leave as soon as possible. <laughs> to say, we don't need to bring disaster to this place. It's fair. They aren't prepared. <laughs> Outside, the winds of destiny begin to blow. <laughs> God heard your words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mocks your plan. Sure. I mean, you're already a bottle in. Yep, I am. Yeah, how strong is this stuff after a shot? How does Narasthana feel? is pretty strong. Nice and warm, I'm sure. Warm. Yeah, it's warm and you feel warm. Okay. Uh, I don't think you should drink and teleport, so we're staying the night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys explore the city. Um, Ranger, what do you do after you leave Tragoba? I would go back to the bar and okay. talk with these guys. People are are drinking uh, very nice this very nice alcohol that you've never heard of before. Um, and... Um, the mood is actually surprisingly jovial, considering that you're so far off course from where you're supposed to be. I think really is that we all want to try out this carousing table, but we're fighting with our character development to do so. <laughs> I think yeah. that's where we're at. It's trash. Also, she's not cheering any for alcoholic drawing room. <laughs> oh. Ouch. Maybe if he came in during the first bottle. <laughs> You up, just, but just spiteful. Second bottle. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind staying. <clears throat> Maybe I mean, not up the mountain, but yeah, of- is this is this an inn or a bar? Or uh, this is just the bar, but he he can recommend an inn for you. I'm actually really good at making my way through mountainous terrain. So. How good are you at standing at the moment? Can I roll for it? Sure, <laughs> roll, me, roll me a constitution save. With this advantage, she's got a ball of constitution. Ooh, I just oh. rolled an 18, so it's a 22. <laughs> you, you stand up. Uh, it's a little swimming, but you're fine. It's a little swimming. I'm faking but, it real good. Yeah, you're faking it real good. So before we get into the carousing portion of this uh, session... Uh, I do want to ask the guy if he knows of any place that is acceptable to um, teleport into. Uh, he says his teleportation circle? I mean, I, I understand that people aren't going to give me their teleportation circle, but a place that's not in the middle of a busy street that I could study to teleport back to, I don't need a circle. Um, he says, I think your best bet would be to go to the academy. Okay. Does that everyone? He says, he, he says he says they handle the magic stuff there. He says that's magic. He says just confuses me. Well, do we want to get it in before okay. you guys get too slosh to do anything? It's at like ten a.m. ring room. Not here. It isn't. Not here. It isn't. <laughs> uh, you actually? Well, yeah. I guess shit. Like, um, fuck. You're like far west on the continent. Like, let me yeah. Know. 
It is morning. It is early in the morning here. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say for uh, just so things aren't too weird that it was like 9 a.m. local time when you got here. You know, you guys dicked around a bit in East Hill before you left. So, uh, but it was like it was like 1 p.m. there and maybe 9 a.m. here. So it's now the 11th. No, no, it's the 10th. No, still. it's 9 a.m. earlier. Oh, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. All right. This is a pretty small continent. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, right. relatively. Uh, compared to- I'm going to say, I don't know, I'm trying to figure out, like, America is, like, four time zones wide. Yeah. Ours is seven? Yeah. And America's, a, I mean, really, America's actually a pretty gigantic country, too. Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, it's a whole so, continent. Continent is, yeah. is kind yeah. of... Yeah. The- but we'll I mean, we'll say there's a six-hour, six-ish hour difference here, so... All right. So it's really early. Yeah. So it's pre pre work day <laughs> time. This bar is so full of people. <laughs> it's, we found the brass rail of the tree. Maybe maybe we should just live here. <laughs> I like these people. Maybe you have enough money to buy a house. So. <laughs> yeah. You know, our house cost as much as your little horn jewel did. <laughs> I figured it out the other day. We paid twenty five hundred gold for our house. Location, location, location. It would be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You also bought your house in the equivalent of you know Saint Joseph, Illinois. So, <laughs> <That's fair. laughs> all right. So, shall we get get a room? And you guys my horn jewel didn't cost that much. It was the magic that I put into it that cost the money. But even yes, reshaping the magical item. Yes. Anywho. Yeah. Uh, find a find a hotel and, or an inn and day drink. That's what I'm understanding. Well, I was going to go sightseeing. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. All right. Calamity. Are you? Oh, going to I've got magic girl bottle. <laughs> do you have the kindergarten rope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are sightseeing. Is there anywhere in particular you'd like to go, or are you just kind of wandering about? Calamity wants to go to the university district. Okay. If they have a big, like, central market. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. Maybe we haven't, we haven't around, been here before. We around noonish, we can get some street meat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look for magic items. Yeah. And then go up the mountain. Uh, not far up the mountain. Oh, did I, I tell you guys about. Oh. The mountain is uh, the home of Amintoth, or was the home of Amintoth. Do you tell us about the forge? Yeah, but he didn't really explain that. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you want to go up and handle your sword? Sounds interesting, I do. I figured you would, but I mean, we're drinking right now, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get over the carousing thing. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys wander around. You head over to the university district. The university, um, you've been to the university in Carthal, obviously, with, with the Temple of Kolf. Uh This one is way bigger. It is it is like an actual, um, you know, like campus campus. It's got multiple buildings. It's got um, multiple disciplines. Um, in the center of it, looming over everything else, uh, is a large, um, ornate wizard's tower. Um. Actually, Chris, let me, let me ask you a question. Before, would I know 
if this was the town that my wife is from. You haven't seen it. Only I saw it. Hmm? Said only I saw it. Oh, you, you know if she went to school here. Yeah. I would know, I mean, I would know, I would assume I'd know what town she was from. Um, yes, you do know that she studied in this town. Do I recognize it from scrying her? Uh, once you get to the academy, yes, you recognize this campus. But I don't know. I don't you, think I would know specifically it, what she in was your, here. In your fifteen-year period, though, yeah, you met back in you met back in Carthalia, so right, right, on sabbatical. <laughs> no, okay. I want to find somewhere where we can buy scrolls. Okay. Mm. You head over to a. You head over to a. Okay, so the Grand Marketplace is probably where you want to do that. They don't. Uh, they, I'm going to tour the university for a little while. All right. So, uh, so there's okay. So to give you kind of an idea of this layout, there's a giant central wizard's tower. However, each school of magic has its own like outbuilding that kind of snakes off from the tower. So imagine, if you will, that there's the tower, and then there's eight buildings kind of in a ring around it. Um, but there's also, I mean, there's also like history and writing. There's like pretty much there's you know different. There's um kind of an engineering building um kind of scattered about, and this it's a big, large green campus, like lots of trees, lots of um you know uh, fountains and um, statues. Uh, everything is kind of yeah spread apart and vast, and distinct from the rest of the city. And did we already pick our inn? No. Okay. I think I'm going to peace out and go to the inn that the first inn or the the bartender recommended. So I'll see you guys there. I don't want to run into my wife. You don't want to. Well, we don't need to hang around here. I don't think any of us have business here. Calamity does. She wanted to come here. Oh, but yeah. Oh. But if anyone wants to leave, that's cool. Yeah, I don't think... I'd, I'd rather not have that conversation today. Calamity, is there anything particular that you wanted here? No. Oh, okay. So we can just go buy scrolls then? Yeah. Cool. Are you joining us for that, Rangram? Sure. All right, so you go. You go to the. Uh, there's kind of a grand central, a grand central market full of various wares. Um, it's uh, right in the center of town. Um, you see people coming and going, haggling over the prices of grains and breads. Um, you find some street meat. That is about noon at this time. Um, you also find um, there's a, there's like a lot of places that do like little buns that are filled with things um, that are delicious. Um, kind of a, a lot of things that are flavored with a sweet bean paste. Um, You're having Golden Harbor flashbacks, aren't you? <laughs> maybe just a bit. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and then you find you find a couple places um, selling magical things, uh, including. Um, Including some scrolls. Um, well, how many scrolls do they have? They have a ton of scrolls. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to just say uh, any scroll you want that's below, that's fourth level or below, they have for sure. Wow. So here's a question then. Um, you can only use scrolls that you that are in your spell list. Correct. Yes. 
how does a ritual spell work for a sorcerer? If I have a scroll, is it used up every time I use the spell? Yes. Even though it's a ritual? Even though it's a ritual, yes. Okay. How much would a comprehend languages scroll cost me? Uh, let me look. Alright, so while you're scroll shopping, um, anybody else, what's everyone else doing? I'll scroll shop as well. <laughs> Kel is, is sucking fried tentacles off of a skewer. Nice. That's gross, man. Tasty. Ew. It's very fresh. That's part of the ew. Calamity, what are you doing? How many, um... So is this, like, a lot of scrolls in this place, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll take them all. Yeah. Yeah, Clamity doesn't care anymore. She's gonna follow Kel around. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would. I thought we came here because you wanted something. She was just gonna buy them all so Edward could have them. But there's too many. <laughs> can I have some money? No, I don't want to enough with Kel. I get. I don't know. I'll follow. Can I have some money for schools? How much money do you need? I have no idea. Well, figure out how much you need and then come back. <laughs> all right, I will go find out how much. How much I need for my scrolls. I don't know if I like Calamity having the party bag. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her face. <laughs> I'm, I'm so going to get... I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said I'm going to get a couple buns with sweet red bean paste and offer Calamity one. Man, do you know, do you know, is there a place that um, kind of translates spell level on a scroll to rarity? Yeah, it's it's uh, towards the start of the magic item section in the DMG. Um, like I see this, I see where it says scrolls, but it doesn't actually have the... Like before it starts the alphabetical section of items, yeah. like a page or two ahead of that. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, magic item rarities, character level. Identifying a magic yeah. item. Um, Google search. Okay. Yeah, I've got it pulled up here. Cantrips and first levels are common. Second and third level are uncommon. Fourth and fifth are rare. Sixth and seventh are. Yeah, I got it. I got it now. So everything up to fourth level. So um, uh, the uh, yeah. So just tell me what you want, and I'll tell you. So you said comprehend languages. Just give me what what spell level is that? One. One. Yeah. Uh, They are selling those for fifty gold pieces. Can I get three? Sure. Okay. Rangram. Um, I'm just getting the writing down the levels. Um, Do they have anything? Oh, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say I'm gonna talk to the shopkeeper. So you you got anything? You know, 
really rare? <laughs> he says, yes, yes, we do. Um, he says, but uh, for those things, you'll have to get explicit permission, he says, from the shop owner. Well, what you got? And then uh, if I want it, I'll ask permission. He says, uh, she can she can disclose that to you. Is she around? He says, he says, there's a there's a fifty gold piece fee to speak with her. Okay, and so then when do I get to speak with her after I pay you this money? I'll go get her right now. He says this is he says the fifty gold pieces will be applied to your first purchase. He says it's just she's a very busy woman, and we had a we have a lot of looky lose. I think is the expression you would use. Okay, well I'll give you the fifty then. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I, I'm there shopping, but I'm gonna have to uh, listen in. All right. All right. So a um, a very old, kind of wrinkled uh, looking uh, gnome woman comes out, pulls up a little, pulls up a little apple box, stands up on it, so she's closer to your eye level. Yes. What can I do for you today? Uh, well, I was curious about what kind of uh, higher level scrolls you have available. She says these ones aren't good enough for you. You need something better. Well, I mean, <clears throat> if I could get my hands on a, a gate spell or a meteor storm, power <laughs> stop wish. Dominate monster, earthquake, incendiary cloud, war- power word stun, sunburst. If you want me to list them all, I can keep going. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm aware of the spell scrolls that we don't put out for the public consumption. He says, let me see your hands. Uh, okay. Um, wait, wait, what, what are you wearing on your hands? Ouch. Magic Adam wise. Um. Do you have any rings? No. Okay. Well, I have Lady Darcy's ring of spell turning, but I'm not attuned to it. Mm-hmm. She says... Oh, Tsk, tsk, tsk. Only one ring, and it is not an academy ring. She uh, says, "Sorry, I'm not from around here." She says, "She says we normally reserve, we normally reserve those those spells for those who are seven rings or higher." Seven rings. I don't even understand what that is. She says, that's, <laughs> "She says, she says the she says the highest the highest most powerful uh, mages from the academy have ten rings." So do I think this is um, is this corresponding to spell levels? It roughly corresponds to level, sure. Okay, well then I say to her, I mean I, I'm a sorcerer, so I don't do the ring book thing. Like, I like books, but I don't do all that other stuff. She says, and I accidentally she, teleported, so, I mean... <laughs> She says, so you're, she, so you're telling me you're not in full control of your magics. Uh, no, I think that maybe there's a god of chaos who flicked us a little further than I intended. Yeah, blame Flavi for this. <laughs> no, I fucking am. She says, well, look, I can sell you a scroll to teleport you back, if that's what you would like. No. <laughs> she says, you are asking me to sell you... Very powerful weapons. I don't even know if I want to buy them. You won't even tell me how much they are. She says, well, the, uh, this meteor swarm, 
She says, I- if I were to have such an item. And I closed the door and I uh-huh. laughed. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she says, this meteor swarm that you, you, you desire. She says, she says, only a tin, tin ringer could use such a thing. And even then it would cost you know, 50,000 gold pieces at minimum. Not doing you fifty thousand gold pieces. Well, there you go. That answered my question. I'm not interested. Thank you for coming out. I guess I'll keep my fifty gold. Here's another hundred and fifty. Sorry about your business that you lost today. Have a great day. Wow. I, I'm standing next to her. Like, yeah, you remember I was going to buy stuff too. But all right, give her, give her money if you want. I mean, I gave her my money. You can do whatever you want. While you're here, would you happen to have Rary's telepathic bond or? Drawmage's instant summons. Um. <clears throat> Drawmage's instant summons. Um, Rary's telepathic bond. She does have. <clears throat> um, let me just look at it real quick. That's fifth level. Uh, and she says it'll be. That'll be 5,000 gold pieces. <laughs> okay. How much are um, second and third level scrolls? Uh, they are 500. Each? Each. I mean, for second and for third? Um, second yeah. level, 500. Third yeah, they're, both, they're both 500. Okay. Okay. I think I'll hold off on Rary's telepathic bond, but I got to go get some money. Mm-hmm. Oh, she gives you fifty gold pieces and tell it to give to give it back to Narasana because she overpaid. She gave me two hundred for one hundred and fifty worth of things. Okay, I will go give it to Narasana and then. I mean, I'm not too far away. You could just hand it to me as you walk by. I will, and then I'll go find Calamity and ask for two thousand. What is it? Is that right? No, 2,500 um, gold for various scrolls. 2,500? Yeah, they're 500 each. What do you need it for? Scrolls. What scrolls? Uh, general prose, magic, magic mouth, phantom steed, water breathing, feigned death. What does it even do? Why do you need phantom steed? You have granite. Just in case. Actually, we're all in a country without steeds. Mm-hmm. What was the first one? What were all of them? General Repose. What's that? General Repose, if you die, I can cast General Repose on you, and then you don't decay for ten days. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm Mm-hmm. What are the other three? Magic Mouth. What's Magic Mouth? (laughs) (laughs) These are all very unfamiliar spells to us. We've never heard of these. Magic Magic Mouth. You cast a Magic Mouth, and it talks. Why do you need that? Your message. You can set it on a place or a thing. Was it useful? Why? You never know. (laughs) And then what's the last one? Water breathing. We have potions for that. Why use a potion when you can cast a spell for up to, I think it's eight people for 24 hours of water breathing? Wow, that's awesome. Way better than the spell. Potions only last an hour. Mm-hmm. Would have been very twenty five hundred. Unless you'd like to come and try to haggle with them. Well, 
What do I roll to see if I feel like I can handle? Chris? Um, insight. I rolled 12? <clears throat> you, you get the idea from the interaction this woman just had with Narasana that she is, um, she's pretty hard. Uh, how much did you need again? 2,500? 2,500. I give him... I guess 25, but that's such hard math with how much I have. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm trying to feed Kyle a, a raw eel filet. <laughs> oh, he's into it. Okay. <laughs> Kalina, you could just pay him up... The whatever is extra so that he doesn't have to ask you for money again for a while. No. <laughs> what I thought. All right, so uh, is there anything else anybody wants to do in the scroll shop? Nope. And they only have scrolls? Uh, this shop is, yeah, just scrolls. You guys want to look around for other stuff, or? As we walk through, um, is there anything that will say it has fun magic shit? Yeah, yeah, there's like a whole table of of weird magical gizmos. Alright. Um we're gonna take a look at it. <laughs> Alright. Um, I love how when the party bag disappeared, there was no shopping. Yeah. And now we have money again and it's just Shopping! We gotta get the you gotta, you gotta burn that hole in them pockets. <laughs> burn a hole in that portable hole. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so what do you get at the magical shop? All right, uh, yeah, there's a bag of beans. Um, they um, uh, they uh, produces um, random effects when you ba- you uh, plant them in the ground, uh, including grow creatures, grow trees, grow eggs, grow a pyramid. With a mummy lord inside of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you see several bags of holding in various colors. Um, uh, you see um, some some boots of striding and springing. What does boots? What do boots of striding do? Uh, boots of striding and springing. Um, uh, if you are slow, you, your walk speed becomes thirty, and you can jump three times further than you normally can. I'm sure you have to be attuned. It does require attunement. Yeah, but I'm not slow, so it's fine. Um, and uh, <laughs> but I don't mind. Um, uh, bum bum bum. 
Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Um, where is it at? Wherein the DM finds something he thinks has potential. No, no, no. I know, I know what, I knew exactly what I wanted to go to. I just had to, um, um, so you find, um, a, uh, a a set of uh, three ivory goats. <laughs> I'm listening. Um, there's three different goats. There's the goat of traveling, which becomes a large goat with the same statistics as a riding horse. Uh, it has 24 charges each hour that you spend uses one charge. Um, you can use it as often as you wish as it charges. Um, and when it runs out of charges, it reverts to a figurine that can't be used again for seven days. The goat of travail becomes a giant goat for three hours. Um, once it's used, it can't be used for a month. And the goat of terror becomes a giant goat for up to three hours. It can't attack, but you can remove its horns and use them as weapons. <laughs> so buying that shit. One horn becomes a plus one lance, the other becomes a plus two long sword. Um... And uh, <laughs> and it frightens creatures <laughs> that are yeah. around it in a thirty foot radius. <laughs> so, how much is it? Um, it is uh, five thousand gold pieces. I will. Uh, I will. Thousand. And they they stack up on top of each other's backs. Goat see, goat do, goat. Don't say goat see. Yeah, don't please don't. Okay. (laughs) Walked into that one. I'll I'll kind of surreptitiously ask around and see if there's a see if anyone has a line on a arrow of dragon slaying while we're here. Ooh, I was thinking about that. I was going to say I could do some more potions, healing potions. I gave him five hundred platinum. All right. I'm going to message you the uh, item description. <laughs> and then you can yeah, print, actually, print it out or do whatever you want with it. Cool. Actually, probably, I would I would say to Naristana, why don't you ask around about um, Arrows of Dragon Slaying because um, you're the more, more. I think you're the most persuasive of us. I Either am. you or Calamity. I definitely am. Okay. All right. I'm one, two. I'm, I'm better at it than you are. <laughs> well, actually, you have persuasion as a skill, don't you? Yes, I All do. Right. Um, intimidation and deception. Yeah. yeah. All right, so you go to the magical ammunition shop. <laughs> Um, and it asks, inquire about an arrow of dragon slaying. Um, the uh, person, the person who's running the shop, um, is a female elf. Um, and she says, she says, are you planning a trip to the mountain? Why? We were, but are there dragons up there? (laughs) Just because there are doesn't mean we want to kill them either. She says. The, she says the mountain. She says, "Are you, you? You? I can tell you're not from around here." She says. She says the holy mountain is home to a ancient dragon, most foul. Oh, the black dragon! 
Kobawa the Vile, yes. Yep. No, we are not going to go after another evil dragon. No. We got too much shit on our plate already. I was not going to suggest it. She says, she says, so anyway, I regret to inform you that um, while we do have arrows of dragon slaying in the city, they're all along the, uh, well, the guarded outposts on the edge of the city. Are they? Mm-hmm. There. Do you know anyone who makes them? She says, unfortunately, she says the last artificer died 150 years ago. What's the requirement to be an artificer? She says, well, one has to learn how to make magic items. And she says, as far as we know, there's no one in the world that left that knows that skill. I was... know enough. What's that? I said she doesn't know enough. What? I know there is one who made the ring for... Uh, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who made the ring for Miri? Secret artificer. But we don't know, and we shouldn't be telling people that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Snark sometimes gets us in trouble. <laughs> Such a bouche conversation. She's like two bottles of booze in. So. <laughs> she says, do you still have artificers in the East? No, no, she's been drinking. Um, what else you got? Yeah. Anything um, of the dart variety? Anything of what? The dart variety? Dart. <laughs> uh, yeah, she's got um, ten magical darts plus one. What? How much? Um, not. They're pretty cheap. Um, let me let me pull it up. After that, look up arrows of hilarious effect. <laughs> they are they are thirty apiece. Thirty each. Yep. Uh, can someone loan me three hundred gold? Or fifty each? I'm sorry, fifty each. Can someone loan me five hundred gold, please? Well, you don't need a loan. You have a party bag, right, Calamity? He said loan. <laughs> 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 I will buy the ten darts. I have arranged to attack you guys. <laughs> That's great. You need oh my, one. Oh my god, you've gone all you've gone all vex about the about the party funds. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Critical role thing. Uh, How about an arrow? Has got anything special? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean you you can get like Arrows of slaying, I guess, but I guess those are special. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, you you do find um they're very very expensive though. Um, you do find an arrow of demon slaying. Ooh. Um, along with five arrows of orc slaying. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. How much is the beef? Sounds racist. How about the demon slaying one? How much is that? Uh, it is 10,000 gold pieces. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, huh. might, might come in handy if we go up against uh, Lord of Felk here. He's not a demon. He's a He's devil. A devil. Yeah. Um, does, uh, does she have any uh, wands? We don't have any demons on active roster, do we? No. <laughs> she says you'll want to go to the wand shop. There's a wand shop. That's delightful. 
<laughs> and actually, that might be after the wand shop. You might want to check the robe shop for you. Oh yeah. Who me? Yeah, yeah. you. Ah uh, yes. Diagon Alley. Yeah. <laughs> you know there's a Diagon Alley. There's a, there's a store that's opening on Neal Street on October 31st called Enchantment Alley. Mm. I think it's a clothing store for nerds. Nice. That's what it looks like. Oh, that's awesome. All right, so uh, you head over to the wand shop. Um, pretty much here's what I want to tell you. They don't have any... So the thing you've noticed is, with the exception of the ammunition shop, most of these places, the magic they deal in is not combative. <laughs> In fact, you get kind of you've kind of picked up the perception that that like evocation and like damage dealing magic, like the those magic items like aren't available for purchase. Um, a pacifist environment. We we found a country with strict gun laws. Yeah, <laughs> we're in Australia. What you won't tell me five wands? Why not? <laughs> and they've had you know zero mass wand. Castings. Um, all right, that didn't land as well as I hoped. Let's move on as if this is going well. <laughs> I heard a little bit, but I had started the joke. So yeah. Um, all right, so uh, you, they sell a wand of enemy detection. Enemy of detection. Wand of enemy detection. You can use an action that has seven charges. Uh, you can know the direction of the nearest creature hostile with you within sixty feet. Um, you can sense the presence of a hostile creature that's ethereal, invisible, disguised, or hidden, as well as those in plain sight. How much is that? Um, let me look. Calamity, if you buy that and attune to it, every time you use it, it's going to get fucked up by the fact that Rangram's standing next to you. Yeah. No, I was thinking she would just be salty with it and like, oh... <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking it could be helpful if her in a fucking terrible dungeon again. <laughs> Yeah. Fair enough. Do you have to be attuned to it? Uh, no, it's a wand. You don't have to be attuned yeah, to anyone. Yeah, you do. It's a no, wand? because my wand match and missile's not attuned then. Yeah, no, you don't have to. I don't think you have to be attuned to anyone. Well, the one that I was looking at. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, well, the one, yeah, the one that gives you like plus one to all your spell attacks. Yeah, that one, obviously. No, a lot of these have to be attuned. Do they? Oh. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, that's fifth level. All right, so, um, so anyway, wand of enemy detection is um, uh, they're going to sell it to you for twenty five hundred. It does require attunement, though. It does require okay. attunement. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> I got some awesome the w- shit. wand of magic detection. Uh, it has three charges that detect magic, gains one d three a day. Um, it is for five hundred gold pieces. I actually might. 500 gold pieces? Mm-hmm. Why? I can do it whenever. You're not always around, and sometimes you're still I'm usually around. Yeah, but sometimes you're like, no. Well, I'm not paying for it. That's fine. I pay for it. Fine. <laughs> um, I came also, with money to burn. <laughs> you also find a um, wand of uh, secrets. Uh, as three three charges, and if there's a secret door or trap within thirty feet of you, it will point you towards it. We're not actually, but Sean's in the bathroom. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's mainly it. Do I want the secrets? Uh, no, I am a wand of secrets. <laughs> oh wait, there's one more. They have a wand of polymorph. But Arisana wanted to waste their money. Did you say there's a wand of polymorph? Yes, there is. Yes, there but, is. It, but it costs fifty thousand gold pieces. And it requires attunement. Yes. Yeah. The All wand right. of the wand of secrets does not. Neither does the wand of magic detection. Right. Maybe a wand of secrets would only come in handy if for one of you if I got knocked out or wasn't there. Where I go evil again, and you have to deal with my brother. <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> All right. So, um, is there any other shopping you want to do while you're here? The day is 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 getting long in the day. It's starting to be late afternoon by this point. Potions, potions, healing potions, robe store, potions and robes. Apparently. Yeah. Right, so for potions, I'm just to say it's the same kind of potions you can get anywhere. So let me know if there's anything you want. Um, Two superior healing potions. Uh, yes, they've got plenty of healing potions. Um, since potions are something that can still be made. Uh, superior healing potion. Uh, those, those cost uh, 2500 What? Oh, I'm sorry, 500 I was looking at the wrong oh, okay. Yeah, they're 500 Um, What else do you want? Let's do four of those. One each. Um, that was going to be two for me and two for Cal, but do you oh, want never mind. <laughs> I don't. I don't need one, so I've got enough. How many do you guys have? Well, now I have four. Now I have three and oh. one greater. Okay, I don't need any then. If that's where we're all at, because I have four. <laughs> <laughs> you said four, and there's four of us. I was like, wow, that's generous. <laughs> um. yeah, there aren't any robes that would be useful to me no did you need a tune um, no there is actually one it does require attunement though so you may not want it mm-hmm. um, but uh, it is it's a, it's a robe it's um, it is it's very it's like made of the silken material um, it's very soft. It's got kind of a shimmery blue uh, color to it. Uh, however, whenever you say a command word, uh, it hardens up like armor. Um, and what it does is it makes your base armor class 15. Yeah. Uh, and it is 50,000 gold pieces. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Not for 50,000 gold. You're at 14 right now? I'm at 14, yeah. It would be worth it for... Well, what's your no. dexterity modifier? Zero. Oh right, you've got your your dragon toughness. Well, that would that would stack with your dragon toughness, I think. Let me let me read your dragon toughness. It's just plus one. So where do you get the other rest of it from? I don't know. You told me what it was back when we started, and it's never changed. <clears throat> Yours should be twelve plus plus one. Plus one. Thirteen. No, because you told me there's something that you gave me. It's Draconic Resilience when you aren't wearing armor. Your AC equals 13 plus your dex modifier, and you have a ring of protection, right? No. Oh, so it'd be 13. But it was 14 
because you told me I did not. I remember the first session you told me I didn't need mage armor as a spell because of such and such. And I mean, I've rewritten my sheet, so I don't know. Um, did you have a ring of protection at some point? I thought you did have a ring of protection. Plus no, I've one. never had a ring of protection. That's calamity. Oh. I've never had a ring of protection. I've, I've never had any rings. Hmm. Well, um, we'll we'll investigate that. Because um, yeah, I think I think in that case you're probably supposed to be at thirteen. But we'll do, we'll take care of that later. Uh, it's not gonna. I don't think it'll come up at the moment. Um, all right. So um, everybody. Uh, so so that's the only. They have other robes, but none of them are magical. They are very pretty and feel nice on your skin. And your scales. And your scales. Yeah. All right. So you guys get your potions. You get your robes. It is it is about dinner time. Sun's starting to go down. What do you do? Go back and get Find some food end. and drinks. I'm assuming I didn't see anything like thiefly because I was wandering around. Um, surprisingly, not no. Okay. Decisive acts, a- absence of thiefliness. I also, can speak words. Yeah. Also, I, I'm really far from my home turf, so I imagine there's some geographical limitations to Maybe. these can't. It makes sense. All right. In so these can't. Uh, <laughs> so what do you do? Find the inn. Find the inn, eat and drink. Mm. All right, are you carousing or? Yeah. I think that's, that's the whole point <laughs> of the beginning of this. <clears throat> if everyone else is carousing, I'll join in. I think the last two times I caroused, I almost got killed. You imagine. So you're in, yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, apparently apparently I've decided I'm I'm carousing. DM imperative. No, you don't have to. Okay, so Ringer, what do you do if you're not carousing? This will actually be interesting, I think. (laughs) Do you want to hold the keys? Yeah, I (laughs) do. I will hold the keys, but I'll kind of keep an eye on everyone. I think as my time as mayor is uh, <laughs> has added to my feeling of responsibility for others. So I'll just try to. It's very fatherly of you. Well, you know, I'll, I'll when the time comes, I'll bring them all buckets and try to get them to drink water. And... If you are condescending to Narasthana, she's going to just pour cups of alcohol over your head. The more uh, condescending Ramroom gets to calamity, the more she acts like a petulant three-year-old. I like, I like, I'm not, I don't imagine that I would talk to. <laughs> I genuinely appreciate the help. <laughs> I just keep an eye out, you know? I mean, sometimes it's good to have a a, a thief watching your back. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, everybody roll me a percentile die. You don't even know you're there. Uh, including you, Ramroom. What are we rolling? I'm sorry. Oh, sweet mother. You signed up. <gasps> oh. That's very good. It could be very good. It could also be very good. Oh, I'm also going to let you guys know that the uh, I've it's less predictable. I've I've no longer made like the good effects in one end and the bad on the other. It's okay. oh yeah. So. 
before you get too excited about like what you could potentially be getting. Um, I saw this one first. I thought, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ranger, what did you get? Eighty. Okay. Um, okay. I know you're not carousing, but that's important to me for other reasons. <laughs> that's disconcerting. Always is. All right. Um, we'll start with you, Calamity. What'd you get? Ninety-seven. Okay. <laughs> uh, Kel, what'd you get? Twenty-five. Okay. And Narasana, what did you get? Thirty-six. Okay. It was, and even if it wasn't me, he does it. He can do it to troll me. Okay, <laughs> know the difference, and it's because he lives with me. Or we all got decent ones, and together it's just going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kel. Early in the evening, Rangram. This is from your perspective as you're watching all this. Early in the evening, the booze is flowing. Everything's humming along. Uh, you know, you guys are all joshing with each other. You guys, you know, you guys are fabulously wealthy, and all of you are pretty charismatic. So, you know, you're all the center of attention fairly quickly. Uh, <laughs> early on in the evening, Kel, um, um, this halfling comes up to you, uh, even smaller than Rangram, and he pushes you, pushes you in the thigh. I look down. Do I notice? He's like, he's like, you talk a big game. He says, but you know what they say? The bigger they are, the harder they fall. He's, he's slurring his, his stuff too a little bit. He says, a lot about it, lizard, lizard boy. You want a piece of this? <laughs> this guy's neck craned up as he's looking at you. Here's six foot eight. He is he is maybe two foot four. And I'm sitting down and he's looking up yeah. at me. Yeah. I just I, I I can kind of watch this happening and I catch Kel's eye and just go like this. Come on, no. hot come on, hot stuff. Let's try it. Let's go. Two rounds. You and me. Does he want to fight or is he hitting on me? I can't tell. <laughs> I repeat my earlier gesture. Oh. Uh, as you as you lean in to talk to Rangram to ask that very important question, Kel, uh, he is up your body and he's got his legs around your neck and he is flipping what? you over. Roll me a strength save <laughs> with advantage because he's smaller than me. Yeah, I'll give you advantage on this. It's <laughs> uh, a twenty-seven. Um. He actually gets you like halfway over before you're able to catch himself. He had a 25. <laughs> and uh, he lets go uh, and is he, he's like on your back now. Like surprisingly strong. Like incredibly strong for his size. And he's got you like in a neck lock. <laughs> um, what do you do? Nobody, you okay? No. What's uh, happening? 
happening? Why is the small person hate you right now? Bartender, that <laughs> <laughs> there's a fly in my suit. That halfling picked a fight. I don't know why. I go, Kyle, go take care of that, will you? <laughs> um, do you do anything, Kel? Like, are you just going to let him hold I on? I try to bring him off my throat. Roll me a strength check. 20, or no, just a check, 17. Um, you are unable to pry him off of your throat. Uh, roll me a uh, strength, another strength check. Nine. Uh, he actually, he flips around and brings you, bring, like, jumps off of you while he's holding onto your neck and slams your head into the table. You see, oh, you see stars oh. for a second. And then he's like, he's got like one of your arms and he's trying to pin it behind your back. Like literally, oh, literally, oh, he's got his feet, his feet into your back as he's like pulling it back. Oh, he's like, come on, big guy, I got you now. Help, help, help. He's very small, very quick and surprisingly strong. Chris, can we help? Well, yeah, you're, you're, you're there. <laughs> uh, I go up and I cast shocking grasp on the drunk. All right, he uh, he buzzes and he falls over off of him onto the ground. That's Ah. impressive. Everyone kind of applauds. Yay! (laughs) Somebody comes up and says, "I want to buy you a drink." That guy's an asshole. (laughs) Me? Yeah, you. Why does he attack people? You know, every night he picks the biggest person in here and then tries to take him down. Uh, hold on, just a second. Hey, stop it. Sorry, my cats are also assholes. Uh, So I'm going to uh, take the little guy and tie him to a chair. And uh, I'm going to put him in front of a table. I'm going to write on a piece of paper. No, I'm going to ask one of the locals to write on a piece of paper. uh, Don't be an asshole. And... uh, yeah, I'm going to tell everybody they should ignore him until he can get himself out of the ropes. All right. So uh, lots of people come up and buy you guys drinks. Uh, the night fades and blurs and swirls. Rangram, um, you're watching all this. Uh, when you notice something out the window that catches your eye. Oh, shit. <laughs> I look out the window. There she is. I knew it! <laughs> Miss America! <laughs> yeah. She's she's talking to what looks to be uh, two other elven women. Uh, they both got books slinged over their backs. Um, uh, and even even at this late hour, it's, you know, it is still a weeknight, though. That she's walking along slowly. They're laughing about something you can't quite make out what they're talking about. But they seem to just be casually strolling, enjoying the night. And they seem to be headed towards this bar. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> you, um, you fucking think that Chris planned this shit? I we didn't make you roll a thirteen. I know that's what I'm saying. He couldn't have planned for this shit. <laughs> anticipated a 13. Uh, I'm the best at what I do, and what I do ain't pretty. 
how long does the hat of disguise work last? I, Doesn't have an end time. I think it's as long as you have it on. Mm-hmm. I will describe myself as someone else, All right. or disguise myself as someone else, and um, I'll continue keeping an eye on everyone. All right. Um, they in, they enter they enter the bar, Rangram. Uh, she's fifteen feet away from where you're at at the moment, and you she's speaking in Elven right now, um, which you don't speak, correct? Uh, no, I don't. Well. No. If I roll um, a thirteen, did I notice him change to somebody else? Uh, no, actually, it just looks like Ringroom left. Okay. Um, Good. Uh, don't like that some of it right I, now. Anyway, I, 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 I do. I would tell them. Oh, I'm just, I'm just having a little bit of fun. You guys, you guys keep drinking. Um, and uh, and she, she's, she gets close enough that you can hear her speaking in Elven, and she laughs. And her laughter fills fills you with this nostalgia and yearning. This <laughs> fills you with this nostalgia and yearning, and you know you. It's a laugh that you've become intimately familiar with, and is one of in fact one of your favorite things about her. And it it aches inside to hear it and not be able to do anything about it. Uh, she walks right past your disguise and heads up to the bar. Orders a Elven wine, her and her friends, uh, and then sits down at a table, it, kind of in between you and where your friends are at. Uh, she actually kind of gives them a look, and then they say something in Elven and laugh a little more, um, and uh, they sit down. All right. Well, I will. Um, I will continue keeping an eye on my friends, and. Uh, Do you also keep an eye on, on her? I, th- I don't think I would be able to uh, to resist, but I, my uh, my goal is to is absolutely no interaction. Mm-hmm. All right, roll me a perception check with disadvantage. One of which is not happy with you and knows what she looks like. <laughs> oh shit, you do! Calamity, roll me a perception check. Oh, no. We all know what she looks like because he used silent image to show us. Everybody roll a perception check. Oh, no. 19? With disadvantage because they're drunk? Yeah. 19. Uh, I I will say that Calamity's advantage for having scried her will cancel out her disadvantage for being drunk. Mm -hmm. But the rest of you, though, with disadvantage. I mean, I rolled a five. I can't get much worse. I rolled another five, so. What'd you get, Kel? 22. With disadvantage? Yeah, <laughs> Cal, you and Calamity both noticed that Rangram's future wife has walked in, looking much younger and more radiant than the uh, even the his little hand image had shown. Huh. Also, Rangram is gone. <laughs> no, I, I, I. Oh, you told them. Yeah, I told them I was going to disguise myself. <clears throat> now you know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, is it, this is the place we're staying for the night, right? Yes. I mean, if you need to call it an early night, I understand. He texts the DM. Right. <laughs> uh, as he texts me hate mail. <laughs> 
Fuck yeah! <laughs> ah. I'm testing you something too, Chris. Oh my god. <laughs> This is all of your own making, Christopher. This is all of your own making. No, I'm delighted by all of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, message received, Sean. Uh, Kel, do you do anything with this knowledge? Nope. Do you, keep, do you ignore her? Do you keep drinking? What do you do? Uh, well, I mean, I, you know, I, I tell Rangram that if he wants to call it an early night and leave, I certainly understand, but, uh, Rangram, what do you, how do you respond to that? I <laughs> say I'm, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on you and, and that's, uh, and that's what I'm going to be doing. Calamity, I get up Calamity, Calamity, roll me a stealth check. With disadvantage. Ooh. <laughs> So you're drunk and not able to stealth. Eleven? Okay. All right. Uh, Calamity gets up and goes to the bathroom. Along the way, she's talking to an attractive man. Um, the rest of you. Uh, Kel, do you, Kel asked, Rangram, Rangram, Kel asked if you wanted to kip her off early. No, I... Yeah, he said no. Yeah, I, I'm going to keep an eye on you, you people now more than ever. I look to where Calamity was. Yeah, you're doing a good job with that. <laughs> Rangram, yeah. you see her heading to the bathroom. Is she is she walking past my future wife? No. Going in the other direction? Yeah. There's something a little creepy about calling her your future wife. <laughs> a little. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so uh, Calamity comes back. Uh, the rest of you are drinking. The night's swirling around. What's that? We order another round. All right, you order another round. Rangram, you're laser focused on the three of them. Us? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, and and I'm keeping an eye on Alurian. If I catch him looking at her at all, I'm going to tell him he's being a creep. <laughs> uh, you got the idea that he was when he first came in, but he seems very focused on the three of you now. Okay. He's actually moved. He's closer to you now than he was before. Is Naristana know what's up? No. Rule of five. I'm going to point it out to her. Obnoxiously. <laughs> I'm gonna like elbow her in the side. But you're like, look over there. Do you see that girl? That's right. That's why. <laughs> we are um, the biggest bunch of assholes. <laughs> all of you are. You all are. <laughs> it's like it's like a special hell that you're all in, but you deserve each other. <laughs> Um, all right, so Ringram, um, after about 20 minutes, roll me a perception check. Just straight. Mm-hmm. I got a 10. Um, you look over at your wife and you realize that some uh, very attractive young elven man is sitting at the table. Uh, and he seems to be chatting her up. 
Is this the same elf that Calamity went to the bathroom with? I didn't go to the bathroom with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did see her talking to him earlier in the evening, yes. I message her, what did you do? Drink a lot? What are you talking about? <laughs> what did you do to put her next to him? He's allowed to talk to people that aren't you, Rangrum. I have no clue what you're talking to me about. Can I roll insight on her obvious bullshit? Roll me insight and roll me bluff. No advantage or disadvantage. 26! Nope. <clears throat> <laughs> if, I, if I find out you're meddling, this is not going to end well for you. No. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, so, uh, after that... What's that? Daenerys, you want another round? Sure. All right, so you continue drinking, and uh, the night continues to scroll down the drain. Rangram, <laughs> Rangram, to their credit, none of the group goes over and messes with your wife. After talking to that hot elf for about a half hour, the hot elf leaves, and uh, so does her and her three friends, but like in the, like not with him, but like in the opposite direction. They seem to be heading back. Okay. Their drink had. They, they go back to their, their studies. Um and uh yeah um do you head to bed like do you stay up until the last one of them goes to bed or <laughs> I guess that depends on which one of us is the uh oh everybody cut out And are we back? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I had a funny line and everything died. Caitlin, Caitlin was very correct in that it's going to depend on the order in which these jag holes go to bed. Uh, calamity first. Um, Kel, do you want to do you want to pick up somebody for the evening? You're no. All right, Kel, next. I would, okay, I would, I might as well just stay up and let, keep uh, an eye on everyone all night. Shit. No, I will. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it, and yeah, he's 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 wasted. Yeah, he, yeah I'll, I'll try and pick up somebody for the night. <laughs> all right, you pick up. Not the halfling who wrestled me. <laughs> No, 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 but his girlfriend. Yes. Um, you pick up. You pick up. Uh, she's actually. Uh, you get the idea. Some minor nobility. Um, uh, she's a a woman. Just to be clear, minor meaning lesser. Yes. Yes. No, this is ne- this will never be that kind of game. Um, no. What? He, he picks up a lesser noble. Oh, I was thinking like a nobility of the people who work in the mines. <laughs> uh, not not a minor, as in somebody under the age of eighteen. Um, she has um, she has dyed silver hair, blue eyes. She's wearing fine raiment and jewelry. Um, she also has an animal companion, a hawk. You get the idea that she's also an adventurer. Um, 
What's what's the weather like? Is it quite warm over here? Uh, it's like um, Seattle in the spring, so it's like sixties and a little rainy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just checking. Uh, 60s and a little rainy if you're Chris. Um, rainy and cold for most of the day and slightly sunny in the afternoon for me. <laughs> and what was her animal companion? A hawk. A hawk. Mm-hmm. All right. I will work my boozy charms. She takes you up to her room because her room is nicer than yours. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, she's quite the looker. Um, Rangram, it's just you and Narasthana. And Narasthana is like... Well, she's... She, Narasthana, you don't remember this moment, but yeah, she is very... She's, she's bobble-headed. Yeah. Did you? I imagine that I talk about some of the things that I found in my adventuring. In your 15 years of adventuring? Mm-hmm. Uh, she she tells you the same story six times about about how cool it was when she like extended her wings and like flew out of Krailson. <laughs> Finally, on the sixth time, I've I've heard enough of the words in actual language that I understand the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and shortly after that, she heads up to bed. Okay, I will I will go to bed as well. <clears throat> all right, you all wake up the next day. Which is a minor achievement on its own. <laughs> we're in the same same city we're in when we went to bed. Eleventh of rebirth. Eleventh of rebirth. All right, um, Cal, you wake up in a very very comfortable bed next to a very attractive person, uh, and you see a hawk staring down at you. Ah, <laughs> That came out weirder than I intended it to be. But fuck it, it's Kit. And and you've met my animal companion, Voyeur the Hawk. (laughs) This is where we find out it's actually a fake creature, like biting. I think he might her ex in hawk form. She do you, uh, she's asleep. Do you uh do you leave before she wakes up or do you wait for her to wake up? Do I remember picking her up or was I blackout drunk? You very fuzzily remember talking to her for a while and then you have like some brief like you have like a brief slideshow of the various sexual positions you were in. Uh. <laughs> but nothing's like all that slideshow is like it's all just still images, nothing's moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's not will, clips, it's just pictures. Yeah. I will get dressed, mm-hmm. then wake her up mm-hmm. and thank her for a lovely evening. <laughs> she says, oh, thank you so much. She says, um this is uh, really embarrassing, but what is your name? <laughs> Keldrash. Well, this was a very lovely evening, Keldrash, what I remember of it. Um, she says, I think I had too much to drink last night, but she looks you up and down. She says, I don't think I had any regrets. <laughs> um, she says, name is, my name is Deha. Deha? Yeah, D-E-H-A. Well, <clears throat> Deha, if I find myself passing this way again, neighbor... 
we can enjoy a more sober evening. Uh, she says, of course. She says, perhaps if you are um, in town, just look me up. She says, my... Uh, uh, my, I live here, so, <laughs> uh, she says, but I do like slumming it down here sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's fair. She says, you've met my hawk, Tozo. Yeah. We met. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> and on that note, I wish her a... <laughs> you know what that is? That's a bird. That That's someone not a bird pretending to be a bird. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't at first, that was that first squawk it was. <laughs> I, I wish her well, and I see myself out. Oh, you head downstairs. <laughs> Rangram, you wake up. If that thing said just birds, you might know anything. I wouldn't. Just the tip. Oh my god! I don't know whether to be proud of you or ashamed that I didn't. No, not proud. Um, Rankum, you wake up exhausted because you didn't get enough sleep, but otherwise fine. I will grumpily stomp down the stairs as much as my 39 pounds can muster. Uh, as you're heading down the stairs, you bump into Kel, who coincidentally is heading down at this moment as well. I mean, have you ever heard a six-year-old stomp? I really only have one pair. <laughs> Calamity! You wake yes. up. There it is. Uh-oh. Did you hear the delight in its little god voice? Um, you wake up and you have four unexplained bruises on you. What kind of bruises are they and where are they? I leave that up to you. Oh no, arms! <laughs> All right, you've got four large bruises on your arms and you have no idea how you got them. Okay, that's weird. That is weird. That's disconcerting. Well, it's more weird that you got to choose where the bruises were. Yeah, I think it's good that she got to choose. Probably. <laughs> Okay. The, I looked around. Anything the, weird in the room? Like, did I look like I fell into something or something? No, as far as you can tell, like, how'd that happen? You have no idea. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you 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 vaguely remember Rangram's wife, future wife, perhaps person being there, uh, and it's all kind of muddy after that. Hmm. You remember you remember challenging that orc to a shot contest, winning, you think? <laughs> <laughs> but who really loses in a shot contest? Oh, as you as you walk on the floor towards the door, like you stumble over something, uh, yeah. there is a large naganata on the ground. A large what? Naganata. The fuck is that? It's like a large katana, like larger than a. It's like a katana polearm, basically. Huh. Uh, okay. Rangram, you'll remember that she won it from the orc after beating him at the dr- drinking contest. <laughs> uh, it's a very yeah. fancy sword, though. Very nice. Sweet, and I put it in my bag of holding. All right. You head downstairs. You see Kel and Rangram down there, grumbly, eating their breakfast. Narasthana. 
Nobody wants to be the last on a carousing table. (laughs) You wake up in your bed, headache. You're back in New Haven. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You swing your legs off over the bed. And as you put your bare foot on the floor, one of the one of the bare foot goes on the wooden floor. The other one lands on something squishy. Yeah, what is fleshy. it? Fleshy. Oh fuck no! What is it? You look. There's a hand sticking out from under your bed. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. An unmoving, pale hand <laughs> attached to an arm that continues under the bed. <laughs> I pull it out from underneath the bed. Uh, outslides the body of that halfling from last night. Is he dead? I did say body. (laughs) He's dead? (laughs) Yeah, as in not alive, as in dead. Can I tell how he died? Uh, you kind of look, roll me investigate check. I don't have any dice that aren't going to fuck me over. <laughs> Said every player ever. <laughs> Except I rolled a three. Well, the and obvious things ten. you can see, he's not, he doesn't have any ten. wounds. It's a ten with my... He doesn't have, he doesn't like have any obvious, like, cuts. He doesn't have any burn marks. He doesn't have, like, any stab wounds. His head looks to be pretty intact. Um, just just dead. And so he was shoved underneath the bed? That's where you found him. <laughs> oh, man. I'm really upset that apparently I'm a murderer when I'm drunk. <laughs> now, that's a conclusion you don't necessarily need to leap to. You Typically, when you murder things, there's a lot more burning and fire. And I mean, nonetheless, I locked the door, right? <clears throat> uh, you check the door. The door is unlocked. Though you do remember locking it. Uh, I gather my shit. Is there anything unusual in the room? <laughs> besides the dead guy? <laughs> yes, Sean, besides the dead body. <laughs> uh, you tear the room apart? No, but I mean, is there signs of a struggle? Mm-mm. Well, then I pick up the body and go to find a guardsman, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Why? you three are eating breakfast. Narasthana comes down the stairs, cradling, like, holding a body out in front of her. <laughs> Calamity just laughs. Why are you laughing? This person is dead. Rangram, weren't you supposed to keep what? her under control? How the fuck? What the hell? I don't know. Went to bed. I know. What's wrong with you? I don't know. I woke oh. up and this halfling was shoved underneath my bed. 
downstairs? Why, why did you just bring a body to Narasana? Hey, guys, I need to I talk to you. I got there. I couldn't just leave him up there. Yeah, you could. You could have left him up there, come downstairs and be like, hey, guys, got something to talk to you about. Well, we go upstairs and then be like, bam, body. <laughs> You know I can talk to dead people now, right? Actually, I don't know if she does know that. No! I didn't know that, Calamity! Well, information that might be useful. Chris? I didn't know you! I never thought you'd be walking downstairs with a body. Chris? Yes? I rolled a 26 perception. How many people are staring at our table in horror? (laughs) I mean, every person in the bar... uh, That looks to be about a dozen at the moment, including the shopkeep whose mouth is literally just... I point at the shopkeep. Guards, guards now, please. Yeah, I think we're going to need some guards. Please get the guards. I don't understand how this man... The same person who was tending the bar last night? No. And whoever was tending bar last night, now. Uh, Okay. I'll do that. He says. Uh, And then he says something in the Western common that you guys don't understand. Uh, He kind of announces something in the Western common to the room. With his hands in the air, like, okay, well, calm down, calm down. And like, pe- people go back to their meals, but they keep a wide berth from you. I mean, apparently they need to. Would you Would you like to put the dead body down somewhere while we wait for the guards, Narasthana, or are you just going to stand there holding it? Well, I don't know what else to do. Is there, a, like, a side room, Chris? There's a chair. I'm not going to prop him up like... You put him in a booth. There's a booth you can put him in. That seems weird, too, but if that's all I've got, I guess, all right. <laughs> please please tell me this halfling's name was Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't before, but it is now. <laughs> what? All right, so uh, about 20 minutes later, uh, the guy comes back in uh, along with um, uh, what well, actually looks to be a cleric. Um, a cleric of Colth. Hmm. Thank goodness. Hello. <laughs> he bows to you. I bow back. He says, he says, you found the body. Yeah. Uh, you get the idea that his words are being magically translated. He probably doesn't speak your language, but it's using tongues. Cool. Uh, yes, I woke up and I put my feet on the floor and one of them landed on his hand. I locked my room last night and there was no halfling body in my room when I went to bed. <laughs> he nods. He says, we'll, we'll get to the truth of this matter. Speaking of which, Calamity, did you speak with Dad or anything like that? Or? No. Alright, the guy looks over at the corpse he says, uh, no obvious no, cause of... Uh, no obvious signs of death. Uh, let's see here. Peeking it over. Uh, he holds up his holy symbol of Kolth. Um, and then it glows as he casts a spell. And uh, uh, the sort of a... The uh, body is imbued with, uh, with uh, a brief breath. And uh, he speaks to it. Uh, in his native tongue, though you guys, after, though after you, the first, after I see him cast this spell, mm-hmm. I would I would like ask to interrupt him and, and tell him the last time I saw 
this guy because the last time we saw him, he was tied to a chair. Yeah. Over yeah. The corner. So he was in the shame chair because he's an asshole. <laughs> Don't help, Arizona. And and I was uh, and I would just tell him that I was sober and keeping an eye on these guys. And the last I saw him, I went to bed at whatever time, and, and he was uh, alive. Uh, and, well, yeah. Whenever I last saw him. Um, and so the priest asks his questions, um, and it's in Western common. Um, and the corpse speaks back. <clears throat> All right. And then he turns to face a lot of you. And he says, you are not at fault. How did he end up in my room? Uh, he says, he intended to extract vengeance on you for tying him to a chair with a sign labeling him an asshole. Uh, so he snuck under your bed and choked on his own vomit. Oh. He says, an unfortunate end for an unfortunate soul. Ugh. What the fuck? He says, he says, whoever came up with this new carousing table, he says, is quite the ass. <laughs> <laughs> you can thank, I believe you can blame Shanzi for that one. Yeah. <clears throat> I, was, I was pretty happy with how that landed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, I we do apologize for any inconvenience this may have caused you in any sort of Trauma. She's done worse. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. What? What? Huh? Huh? <laughs> he, he he apologized for the trauma you suffered. No, I was talking to calamity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said she's done worse. <laughs> yeah, and I was calling you on your salt this early in the morning after I just found a dead body. All right. So uh, he collects the body. Take it out. <laughs> As, and I lean forward. So did everyone have fun last night? Yeah. No, obviously it was a bad idea to start drinking again. Well, hey, the night was fun up until that point. Hey, maybe <laughs> you should lock your door better. The door was locked after I got in it. Better. All right. So. <laughs> this inn has a great location, fine service, excellent quality food. But I found a dead halfling on my bed. <laughs> Six out of ten stars. I mean, Narasana's really upset. Honestly, she's at like a three right now, to be fair. <laughs> uh, your your breakfast is comped by the establishment for... Your traumas. <laughs> okay. uh, do we need to do anything else here? I think we can go home. Unless you want to go up the mountain. Yeah, unless you want to go up the mountain and visit Amantoff. I'd like to I do like, like to see if I can talk to my sword again. We can wander yeah. over there and teleport from there. Yeah. See what the big deal is. Okay, Chris, how long would I need to spend studying an area to be familiar with it? Um I mean if of intense studying, like maybe a few hours. <clears throat> so try with the trauma could she teleport in the room that she slept in last night <laughs> yeah I'll say she's familiar with that room <laughs> don't forget you can also take an object from someplace oh 
All take right. A, take a rock from the mountain. The, you start the stealing the soap in all the hotels you go to. <laughs> <laughs> I have that bottle of alcohol from that first bar we were at. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Um, actually, they told me to go to the Wizard's Tower, so that's where they told me to go, right, Chris? There. We were sightseeing. What are you going to the Wizard's Tower? Oh, to find the teleportation circle? No, just to get a piece of something. Well, you can just get a rock. You can just take a piece of something if you want. Like a rock will do? Yeah. But you probably want it to be something a little more distinct so that you don't have a bag full of rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, which one was this? Let's let's just be clear. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that, but yes, it might get a bit hard to be like, shit, which rock went to which place? Uh, no, I think that actually that wouldn't be hard. Each rock is very distinctive. You can also get, like, just a little, like, tchotchke geisha girl or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll pick something up then. But will it, ta- will it take me to this general area? It'll take you back to the location that you got it from, yes. So it probably don't want something in the middle of the marketplace. So I'll walk behind the inn. Mm-hmm. Is there, like, an open area where I can get something from. You can literally just take anything from this end. You don't have to pick a rock. You can just pick... It could be It could be like a, a coaster. Okay. It could be... <laughs> the, qu- the problem is I don't want to teleport in the middle of a lobby. Why not? You you would be able to teleport around the end. It doesn't... It's not, okay. like, it's, it's not like you go to the room that you got the object in. It's just... That. Yeah, no, that's what I wanted to avoid. I don't want to teleport in the middle of a bar. Okay. So that's all. Yep. Okay, so you, I'll you, grab something. So what, tell me, what, what did you grab? I don't know. A rock. <laughs> Can we get like a like a, a, sock, a fork from breakfast? <laughs> or like a sake shot glass? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, do they have tourist shot glasses? Sure. That would name it well. All right. I'll get a tourist shot glass from Akita. Uh, Hakai- yeah. Um, Hakaido. 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 Yeah. Spell it. Um, let me pull it back up. Uh, H-A-K-I-D-O. Hokkaido. And what's the name of this this inn? Uh, this inn is named the Brass Arrow. Alrighty, so I'll traverse the mountain and go to Trailson, maybe. Mountain time. Alright. Mm-hmm. So you had um to this so, really quick, how late are we playing tonight? I don't have any plans. I got nothing to do. Yeah, I got I mean I got a thing at ten ten AM, but that's late. Nice. Okay. I just wanted to clarify that we didn't have to end in like an hour or less. No. Hey, I'm happy. Thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. 2 a.m. at the very latest. <laughs> um, Skeletal time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Holy shit. No. <laughs> no. All right, so you guys um, head to the outskirts of the city, uh, north towards the mountain. Um. On your way out, uh, you see on the road kind of a guard station with a large 
Uh, it's like a huge ballista. Um, and on the ballista, you see a very, um, a very uh, kind of intricate uh, black iron um, magical arrow with a dragon motif. How big is it? The arrow? It's as big as a ballista bolt. Is that how big mine is? No. Oh, okay. I was like, that's not... Okay. <laughs> I'll hang for this. <laughs> However, they, they magically resize to whatever weapon you put them in. So that's... Oh. oh. That's interesting. Like, like most magical things. <clears throat> okay. Um, and as you guys are walking, um, one of the guards flags you. Um, I confidently stride forward and wave him down. <laughs> Apparently. What's a semaphore? <laughs> and uh, he says, "Travelers." Yeah. He says, "Are you heading Hello. to the?" He says, "Are you heading to the mountain?" Yeah, we're gonna check it out. He says, "Are you prepared?" Nope. <laughs> Almost never. Is there something we should be prepared for or with? He says, the mountain is an incredibly dangerous place, he says. He says, full of spirits, good and bad, and he says, and of course there is Kobawa. Kobawa? Yes, he is a, he is the black dragon, he oh, yeah, says. Oh, oh he, yeah. He says he makes his home on the mountain. It's cool. We can run away really fast if we need to. Yeah, I'm always prepared with a teleportation circle, so not too big a deal. When we aren't actually interested in talking or seeing Kabbalah. I might just be to go up a little ways and grab a sword. What's that? When my friend just needs to drop a little ways and grab his sword. He raises an eyebrow. He says, well, to He says, to each their own, he says. But, um... Be careful, and he says, he says, if you do um, encounter Kobawa, do not provoke him. Mm-hmm. Do our best. We're great at that. <laughs> Sean's laughing from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, you guys head north out of the city uh, through foothills. Um, the mountain looms ever larger as you guys get closer to it. Um, as you guys go down hills, it kind of disappears from views, and as you get towards the top of hills, it looms again. So I was just thinking the other day, um, the uh, flying carpet, mm-hmm. did you say it could hold 800 pounds at yeah, 30 feet? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> so that would fit all of us, right? Yep. <coughs> um, I, what's your weights? Me and Kel together are like 400-something I'm 175, and Rain Run's like 60 pounds. <laughs> well, it, is, it is a four foot by six foot space too, so you would be, you would be a bit cramped. I all, mean, it's up to calamity. All four of you being on there. I mean, we proved last night that a halfling could easily ride Kel's shoulders. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Mush. <laughs> <laughs> On the Sparky. Oh, God. You're going to make another enemy. (laughs) (laughs) He's a Virtusian paladin. He'll forgive me. (laughs) 
opportunity to make better relationships but you keep fucking it up on purpose all right so you guys spend the entire day walking towards the mountain um camping that evening at near the base of it um along the way you're attacked multiple times by various creatures but well below your well below what would be a threat to you you get attacked by a pack of wolves you get attacked by uh some sort of large sort of reptilian creature um, that spits acid at you. Yeah. Um, but you're able to slice through them with, with ease. Okay. Most, most of the dangers of this world are... You've, you've kind of kind of maybe earned a little of, earned finally a little of the cockiness that you've had since first level. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> As you find the world is not as um, not as threatening to you as it once was. However, you, when you get to the foot of the mountain, you each of you feel uh, feel it. Sort of, it's almost like a. It doesn't feel like magic, but it does. There's like just sort of an energy in the air that vibrates in you. Does you it feel dragony? No, it feels old. Feels ancient. Mm. Want to play with your sword? I'll take my sword out. See if I can see anything special. Um, Rangram, you are standing at the foot of the great mountain. Um, behind you, a line of people a mile long stretches into the foothills. Um, petitioners here to see as you look up uh, as you look up at the mountain the mountain itself stretches into the clouds um, however uh, up ahead uh, perhaps 100 feet up 200 maybe you see a large it looks like a um, well it looks like kind of like a shrine almost um, and you see people one at a time going to the shrine um, and uh, visiting it. Uh, as you follow the people, um, uh, kind of up, up past the uh, up to the line, up to the uh, up to the shrine, uh, you realize that there is an old old woman uh, at the shrine. Um, she has no eyes, um, <clears throat> and uh, and the so- where the sockets are are fleshed over. Uh, and she apparently has no ears either. Um, people come before her and kneel in supplication, um, and then they state their prayer, their request for the god. And uh, she sometimes gives them a response, sometimes doesn't. Um, and uh, one, and occasionally, occasionally will work some sort of magic. Um, and the people leave, uh, usually weeping, either with joy or sorrow. Um, um, but nobody, nobody argues. Nobody, nobody talks back. They just listen, receive, and leave. Um, and uh, the woman, the old woman who's who's there, um, uh, is wearing a very thin, gauzy sort of um, 
clothing. Um, embroidered in it is the uh, symbol of Amintaf, the sun and the moon that you've come to know so well. Um, and uh, what she's sitting in front of is a giant. It's like a. It's like a, it's almost like a font of that same shape, uh, filled with a sort of silvery ambrosia. Is the best you could describe it. It's like magical liquid. Um, that she looks into. Um, and then you're back. Uh, you're back in the back in the present. Still at the base of the mountain. Mm-hmm. I will say I I did see something, and I lead these guys up to where the shrine was. Uh, there's just like uh, you see some ruined pillars like lying on the ground near it, uh, and just the vaguest hints of what used to be a stone platform. <laughs> I would say I think we need to dig up the font, which is right here. Why? Point at Why? Um, you could calamity roll me a detect magic. Or just you detect if you detect magic. I guess you don't have to roll for it. Yeah. Uh, there's like the magic itself has a very strong magical aura, but there's no like font here. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but did the stone thing go away? I, I assumed it was in, like, it was bubbling out into a, into a, the stone container. It was so it was a, it was like a platform. It had a container like sitting on top of it, like like an urn. Oh. Um, okay. And you can see the platform. You can even see maybe like a little bit where the base of it was. But you get the idea that whatever's here has been destroyed. Okay. Like based on the scatter, based on the, like the scattering of what pieces are still above ground, like. You get the idea that something blew this up. Is there any sign of acid damage from, like, maybe a giant black dragon? Uh, no. No. Okay. Do the ancient dragons predate the Telvians? No. The ancient, all the ancient, the oldest of the ancient dragons uh, were created, the two oldest were created in the year of the apocalypse. They were created? Or born? I've maybe said too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The two, uh, oldest, the, uh, the two oldest dragons are 1,633 years old. Huh. Interesting. I'm going to touch my orb and see if there's anything weird going on. Uh, your orb doesn't seem to have much of a reaction to this place, actually. It's weird. I'll, I'll, touch, I'll touch my sword to the altar. Mm-hmm. See if it doesn't. It does not. Okay. I'll put my sword away and search. You're just going to search yeah, around here? The altar. Yeah, I'll just... Wait for Rain Room to get over whatever's bothering you. I'll search around the altar. All right, roll me an investigate check. Mm, 18. You, you, you get the idea that this place has been p- picked clean. Okay. And it's pretty... Pretty barren and scraggly here. Yeah. So the magic that we're feeling—is it just emanating from everywhere, or is there a direction? It seems to be emanating from the mountain itself. And it's not dragony in origin. No. If I pick out up a rock from the mountain, does that rock have the magical energy, or once it's off of the mountain, is it just blah? It, it fades as soon as it's off the mountain. Okay. Oh, you want to keep going up? 
There's a dragon. Is there. there a point in going further up? I don't know. Also, that's a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a big douchebag who has to spit acid at the top of it. Oh, we can take the day, and when it gets to be evening, we can bamf back. I'll also to remind the- you that it takes a minute to cast Teleportation Circle. So I have Teleport back. Oh, right, right. That's a good, good Teleport. Um, I, I will say that uh, I've fought a black dragon and um, if you think that Narrakesh is bad we don't want to get anywhere near this thing's territory and set it off and set it on these town pe- townspeople. That would be extremely irresponsible of us. Yeah. Was there... Anything else in the description of, that we heard of this mountain, of Amantoth's kind of sway here, that leads me to believe there's anything else further up the mountain, or is this? Well, I mean, you heard about the forge. Uh, that's true. I still think we can take a day and look around. We can always just, at the end of the day, go back to Krailson. So you want to camp here? Well, no. It, we camped one day already. Is it, I mean, is the day like half over? I thought when we got to the base of the mountain, it was night, right? Like we the end camped. of the day? We slept. Yeah. Oh, I thought we were doing this before we slept. Yeah, I thought so too. Oh. Uh, well, you just said that we slept. Did I? Hey, you said that we slept. So we did that first thing in the morning. Okay, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, cause so it's, it's like, what, mid-morning, early afternoon at this point? Early yeah, morning, yeah. Twelfth okay. of her birth. So we can just dick around. Okay, we have spend the rest of the day. Rest of the day. Sure. Okay, uh, if I get a sense of uh, Black Dragon, I'm going to pull the ripcord and suggest very stridently that we leave, but I'm good as long as we're not actually right. a Black Dragon character. So you spend the first four hours of the day climbing up the mountain. It's... It's surprisingly hard work climbing a mountain. Your legs are sore. We can't use the magic carpet. Are you flying? I mean, you wouldn't all be able to fit onto it. I thought it would hold us. It it can hold at most three of you. I mean, you the weight's not an issue. It's the physical space of fitting. You have a four foot by six foot area. Okay. Okay, so we walk. It's what's four times six? Twenty-four square feet. Mm-hmm. Twenty-four square feet. I mean, if you're standing, if you were all standing, you'd be able. To yeah, it'd be fine. It would move a little slowly because of the weight, but. Okay, so you slowly go up the mountain on this flying carpet. You guys are standing like you. It gets a little uncomfortable because you can't really move. And, well, how many uh, sits now? Does anyone else is standing? Um, <laughs> and uh, so you're you know, you're forced to awkwardly stand like right next to each other. Like, but, I mean, it, so this is about so these squares are about a foot. Yeah, four by six what? isn't as small as space. Pretty big. Yeah. Yeah. Four it's like six. it's it's the size of my table with the leaf in it. Yeah, that's plenty enough room for four yeah, people. Yeah, so like it's from 
Okay. I mean, we couldn't lounge. You see me? Yeah. My arm? Yeah. Yeah. One, two, three. To here? Mm hmm. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six. To here? Mm hmm. And back to here. Yeah. I think it's plenty enough room for the four of us. Okay. You've made your case. I'll accept it. Yeah, I mean, we can't lay down and lounge, but especially if we were just sitting tightly or kneeling, we'd be all right. All right. Regroom would kick his little legs off the edge. All right. Case, case made. Uh, the, the God rules in favor of the, uh, rules in flavor of the claimants. All right. Moving on. Um, uh, Calamity's demonstration, or Amanda's demonstration, really helped. So, uh, about midday, uh, I need you all to roll me a perception check. damn it oh man I'm distracted by the beautiful vistas Mm -hmm. nine I'm just useless eleven five cool alright you guys keep heading up towards the mountain I'm gonna Um, fucking piss off a dragon uh, an hour later um Calamity's kind of acting like a 11, like a 14-year-old brought on like a family trip to like the Grand Canyon and is not at all interested in any of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Narasthana is still really paranoid about pissing off this black dragon. All right. Well, it's about one o'clock when you see it for the first time. Uh, the dragon. It's ah, Teleport! It doesn't when seem to, it doesn't seem to notice you, but yes, it is. As you fly up, you see what looks to be look. It's like a black long ribbon almost in the sky. It's because these dragon this dragon doesn't look like the others. It doesn't have the big wings. It's more like a long flying serpent. Uh, Calamity, get it from the floor right now. And she takes a long drink. <laughs> yep, yeah. fucking whatever. And I land the magic carpet and roll it up and put it in my bag. All right, so the dragon hasn't seen us, it seems like? It doesn't appear to have yet, no. Okay, thank God. All right, guys, so here's the question. Do you want me to roll the dice for fucking Krailson again, or you just want me to take us home? Krailson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, did you ask for it? You don't have anything from home, do you? Uh, Can't you go to your house in Krailson? I tried. No, you tried to go to the Dragon Quarter in Krailson. Yeah, but I don't know my house any better. Like, I spent as much time at Devorn's house as I did at the Dragon Quarter. I'm just so saying... What? Huh? I take off my shell bracelet, and I give it to her. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I use that to cast? Does that... what? It, do I still roll for it? No. No, you have 100% chance. Oh, all right. Well, cool. Kel, where's your where's your shell bracelet from? Uh, it was a gift from a. It's in my it's in my character sheet. It was a gift from a young love before I set sail out of Krelson. Aww. All right. So. Uh, you you pop uh, you pop tor- you pop back into the noble district of Krelson. Oh, fancy. And I'll hold out my hand. I'd like that back, please. I give it back. Your memento. Uh, the, the we need to get something from your house while we're here. The thin, <laughs> the thin mountain air is replaced by the thick, 
slightly humid air of Krailson. Yeah. Uh, all around you, um, you see a city in the process of rebuilding. Um, you see carts la- laden with stones and timber uh, up, moving up and down the streets. You see uh, construction crews um, eating their lunch as they repair things. Um, the city is still very much recovering from the earthquake and from everything else. Um, what do you guys do? Uh, Dragon Quarter to begin with, right? Yep. Yeah, we gotta yeah. go. You guys want to go see about the bathroom? Yeah. What was that, Caitlin? I said clean up the mess we helped to make. I mean, he was tolerable last time we talked to him, but... This will be last two times. And it's mostly the mess he made. Yeah, it's as soon as, as soon as I said it, yeah, I realized and remembered actually not our faults at all. <laughs> and we are kind of the ones who ratted him out. But also at the time, we thought he was 100% to blame, and now we've realized he's not actually because he was tricked by Morad too. So, so maybe there's some shared responsibility there. Yeah. Like, we're not 100%. He's like 70%. Because he takes advantage of new adventurers all the time. I imagine we're, uh, we're having this conversation as we're walking yes, down the street. Yes, we are. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you are at the Dragon Quarter. What do you do? Go in. Knock on the door. I mean, Kel? So are, you, are you going to the monastery, or are you going to go to the, talk to the desk? Talk to the desk, right? Yeah. Or talk to somebody who will talk to the desk yeah. and see if they want now, to Now, you, you know that they, you can't just go talk to the desk. It's not... Well, sure, but we can get a message to them. Well, not, not the... Obviously not the... the Pharmax official or not, but surely I could drop in on um, Uragil. Uragil. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So you go to you. So the uh, you you go to a different place uh, to the headquarters of the of the brass dragons. Bronze. Bronze dragons. Rather, sorry, uh, the bronze dragons, which is not where the Das Tharmax meets, because each of you have your own kind of quarters throughout the Fang district. Yeah. All right. Fang district. That's what it's called. <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys are you guys are put in front of a kind of a large wall to do. Uh, it's like a it's like a big, almost like a three. It's a three story kind of townhouse thing, but it's about the size of maybe four or five townhouses put together. It's very wide. Uh, inside inside, there's a dojo and many quarters, and well, there's a couple libraries. Um, and, uh, yeah, for the most of you, this is your first time, uh, in the bronze dragon, uh, headquarters. I've been here before, right? Well, you've been here before. Yes. Uh, Kyle does not want to go in. <laughs> he hisses at the door. Whoa. Really? <laughs> hey, you Kyle. Always, you can always send him back to New Haven. Send them back to New Haven. First off, Kyle, do you want to go back to New Haven or do you want to stay with us? And we're going there. One meow for you, New Haven. <laughs> meow for staying with us. Nerissana, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Jim Newcastle, which is in Circle and Central, back to New Haven. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. I, I look at Kyle, and I think about the bell that I want to put on him. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cast an Invitation Circle. While she's casting the circle, I write a little note to um, Osborne. Yeah. With Osborne, yeah. yeah. Um, instructions on taking care of Kyle while he's there. Okay. <laughs> and I add a couple of coins to it. All right. <laughs> I tie it around his neck. <laughs> now you be good. If cats could, and- if cats could snicker, you think you would have heard one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin anything mommy likes. Don't ruin anything in the house at all. (laughs) All right. So, uh, you guys, yeah, Kyle disappears, dematerializes. I don't know if that works. It's worth a shot. Are you sure? What's worth a shot? Nothing. Nothing. You can't have secrets. <laughs> you can have secrets, but they can't be from me. That's the rule. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was the rule. All right. So, um, uh, so I, I lead the way okay. to where uh, Urigil's office is. Mm-hmm. Or quarters or whatever. Or, uh, no, your office. All I right. You head there and you see your sister standing outside of it, keeping guard. Yep. She says, well. Thad? Look what the, uh, I don't even have a good thing for the rest of you. I was going to say hodgepodge, halfwits, but. Don't be rude. Who's your, who's your tall friend, Kel? I just look at you. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we need a word with Urigil if she's available. She says, um, yeah, I think she'd want to have a word with you, too. So, Come on in. Held it. All right. Any number of things. <laughs> she knocks the door, cracks it open. She says, uh, Cal and his band of feisty merrymen are here. Can't get away from feisty. Nice clever, she's a big You hear a voice from like, ah, yeah, send him in, send him in, send him in, send him in. Walk in first. Mm-hmm. She uh, stands up and kind of walks over to you, hunched over, and says, Cal! Cal Drash, welcome. It's good to see you. She uh, she extends her hand. I'll shake it. For you to kiss. <laughs> oh, I kiss it. While kneeling, of course. <laughs> um, and she and, and once you've been sufficiently humbled and prostrate in front of her, she uh, says, "Now yep. let's see your friends. Come on in. Come on in." Uh, she says, "There they are: Narastana, Calamity, Rangram the Feisty." <laughs> she says, "Where's you- your bard?" I had a bard. What? <laughs> Larissa, we need to scry on her again. She says, no matter, no matter. She says... She, I will blown up and retired her. She, uh, she offers you some chairs uh, seated in front of her desk. 
and says a seat. <laughs> uh, she uh, kind of um, steeples her hands in front of her. You can t- you can see her fabulous like rings on her fingers and her jewelry. Uh, the sunlight <laughs> coming in her office catching off of her bronze scales. I got a 19 on my acrobatics check getting into the chair. <laughs> nice. <laughs> she says, first of all, I've got to uh, hand it to you. She says, word of Flavi's defeat in New Haven has reached my ears. Who's telling everybody about Flavi? She says, the whole town of New Haven was a Twitter. I guess I keep forgetting that gnomes are still a thing. Sorry. Yeah, also, didn't you talk to the Sylvian priestess in this town about it? Not yet. No. Oh. Mm -mm. She got summoned, but she hasn't stopped by there yet. Oh, my the priestess and the Sylvian priestess knew about it, so I'm sure it's true. Yeah. No, I it's... mean, it, literally, that was just me being okay. I forgot about the gnomes. Ha ha ha. Yeah. All right. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, but it's all it was. I don't know if you guys told me that the gnomes were gone, so. Mm, probably not. I don't know. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. She says, um,. She says she she asks you to tell her all about the battle, and I'm sure you do in great detail. Yep. All right. Great. Um, and she says, "Wow, uh, sorry for your loss, there, calamity. Uh, it must be hard to lose a husband in such a manner." Yeah. Thank you. Oh, okay. She says, oh, "Anyway, what?" She says, "I'm sure you didn't come here to update me on Flavi. What's what brings you by my office today?" Checking up on Valthrun. Valthrun, the prisoner, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would think that would survive, uh, pry a little cackle out of, out of Ranger. A tiny little guffaw. Mm-hmm. So on a scale of one to ten, how fucked is he? She says, well, um, he, he, did, uh, he did order a hit on the Narakesh's daughter taking the poison glands, stripping her for parts most foul. She mm-hmm. says, um, she says, by, uh, by the rights of the Kornari, she says, the green dragonborn are entitled to their revenge. She, she wags her eyebrows. She says, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, life for a life. Against him or against the Church of Morad? She says, against him, of course. She says, we got your letter. She says, um, she says, it's a shame that you, uh, didn't send that before he was arrested. She says, considering it was your words that got him imprisoned in the first place. Yeah, unfortunately, the whole Morad angle was kind of a new discovery. New wrinkle. She says, um, she says he still will have to face a trial. She says, unfortunately for you and for him, she says the it will not be conducted by the Dask Thromax. It'll be conducted by the Green Dragonborn. Um, unfortunately for us. Well, I mean, he's your friend. I, 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 it's generous. I assume you care for his well-being. You know, having written your compassionate letter and all that. I mean, doing the right thing doesn't necessarily require that you care for someone. I barely know him. 
I give like three fucks. <laughs> see him swing for yeah something someone manipulated him into doing. Dude, Even though it is kind of gross. Uh, really affair. more about blaming Morad than saving him. Yeah, putting the blame where it actually belongs. Do you know if they're planning to uh, subpoena a priest of Morad to testify? She says, they're most likely going to ignore your letter. They don't give a fuck about the truth. They want justice. Do you think there's any way... justice. Do you think there's any way that I could speak to the desk of the green? (laughs) She says, you could request an audience with Nera Khan, she says, but... She says, I, she actually Wait, laughs. Nerakon was the dragon. Nerakesh is the Nera dragon. Nerakesh is the dragon. Nerakon is the, the one who threw us into the river. And was a bitch about it afterward. And remember, we sent her that lovely fruit basket. And that picture. And that picture. Didn't I? Didn't we talk to her, though? Like, didn't I actually yeah. speak with her during the Baylor fight? Uh, yeah, yeah. And she's... She, exiled you from Krailson and said she never wanted to see you again, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you've met. And yeah, you guys made a, an agreement with her that you wouldn't attack the green dragon again and that they wouldn't attack you. Yep. Alright, well. Well, we tried. <laughs> no. <laughs> she says, you could probably arrange an audience. She says, well, I don't think you'll find her in a very receptive mood. She, she, she says, I'll be honest, she was quite this, the Nera Khan was quite dismayed to hear about the Baylor's destruction. Uh. She says, because she knew that ended your exile from the city. Well, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well... You know where they're holding Balthrum? She says the green dragons have him sequestered away somewhere. We're not sure where. Hmm. <laughs> what? Just the face. Caitlin's, Caitlin's, I'm planning a prison break face. <laughs> I have very little interest in breaking the ball through and the press and out of anything. Especially something where we'd be pissing off the green dragon board. I mean, let's be real. They were born pissed off anyway. And, like, there's no way we could do anything worse than what we're about to do. So I'm saying we don't do anything beforehand and make them suspicious of us. And Valthrun can help. Valthrun does have a lot of power and knowledge. He hasn't been that useful as no, far. No, he's not. He would owe us. I still don't think he's... he's a lot, and he still does jack shit. Yeah, I mean, he's given us a little bit of information, but he's not the most useful. I just feel bad. Well, maybe he shouldn't have been a dick in the first place. I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. Maybe this is a discussion we have later. Mm-hmm. Your girl says, no, no, keep going. I find it very fascinating. Oh, I'm sure you do. Manners. Saucy. What? What? You're going to give me shit about that with all the salt that I've been getting tonight? They all <laughs> and the salt between you two tonight? Whatever. It wasn't even that bad. 
<clears throat> she arches the yeah, eyebrow. You can manage you a little bit. Is is there anything else we need to take up Urgil's valuable time with? Huh? I'm just saying we should go. Alright. Well, I would like a, a word alone with her if you all don't mind waiting outside. She's as good. I actually had the same intent. Somebody's already out. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, hey, I'm going to run to the Temple of Sylvian, so I'll meet you guys at the uh, Broken Mug. <sighs> really? What? We have errands to run. Fine. What? All right, I'll meet you guys. I'll meet you guys there. About how long, you think? I don't know. I don't understand why Calamity's mad at me. <laughs> Calamity's just trying to wait for Cal while they to leave. Okay. All right. All right, so you two head off to your various errands. We'll get to those in just a second. Kel, the door shuts, and it's just you and your girl at the moment. We'll learn something distressing. Desira, do you have any idea what she wants with arrows of dragon slaying? She cocks an eyebrow and says, no, that's actually quite... She says that's actually quite um, worrying. She says, where did you hear this? She's been asking about acquiring some with a uh, magical goods dealer in Carthal. And Carthal? Quite yeah. interesting indeed. She says, you know those blue dragons? She says, vain, as vain as they are, deadly. Yeah. She says, She's- she could be plotting something. Something big, something against one of our one of our elders, perhaps. That's what worries me. She says, but that would be a violation of everything we hold dear in the Kornari. She says, I'd expect that from Narakon, she says. Not the Sira. Though she raises an eyebrow, she says, though. Perhaps this does reek more of a Narakon thing. Perhaps the Sira is just the Patsy. You think Narakon has that much of a sway over? She says Narakon has more of a sway over the other Dask members. Some of, some of the other Dask members than I'd care to admit, she says. She says Cobus, she says, simple as she is, she says is particularly vulnerable. That's the black one. Uh, and she says, and of course, her and Desira are thick as thieves. She says, right. obviously, obviously, Malshan does not suffer any of that, but Wait, what was the black dash name again? Cobus. Well I just wanted to let you know. So I appreciate so- I appreciate that, Kel, she says. Um what else troubles you? She says you come in here, she says, with a heavy heart. She says, normally you're all boasts and sexing or whatever it is you do. <laughs> Your sister's told me stories. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I think it's best left at that. Uh, nah, it's just, it, it's been rough. You know about the whole Flavi thing. It was, it was messy. I can only I imagine. 
Yeah, worked out in the end. Bastard's gone for now, at least. And, um, and the world's better for it. I agree. You had something you wanted to talk to me about. She says, yes, it's actually um, related to that. She uh, opens a drawer in her desk and pulls out a, uh, a small box uh, and hands it to you. I open it. Uh, inside, um, you see a blue, not blue, sorry, a bronze, um, a, bl- a bronze claw <coughs> uh, on a on a fine necklace. Uh, you recognize it immediately as um, pretty much the highest honor that somebody in your clan can get from a desk. Ooh. She says you've earned it. Um, a person who's earned a bronze claw is afforded special privileges in the desk. They're essentially viewed as um, almost an elder. It's kind of that kind of like, you know, like very, they're, they're pretty much, they're viewed as the best of the, of the clan. Like they are the people, they are the one, the role models, the ones that people look up to. They're the heroes, the legends. Um, You're a hero of the people, Cal. Uh, it's something that, they one. give out maybe one every two or three years, if that. Not really sure I deserve this. She says, don't be so hard on yourself. She says, she says you've been to the blight. Yes. Actually, have, have I? I? I don't know. No, I don't think I have. She says, you've heard of the blight, yes? Yeah. She says, that's what happens when Flavi gets out of control. She says, that or worse. She says, look around. She says, you, you, you nip the problem in the bud before it could get worse. Boldly <laughs> going where no one should have gone. <laughs> and she says, and she says, um, we're probably going where a DM wanted us to leave. <laughs> and, she, and she says, uh, and don't think your efforts over the winter went unappreciated. She says, you put more time out there helping rebuild the city than anybody else could have asked you to do. I hear they practically had to pull you away from it when the snows came in. Just about. She says, don't look so glum. Yes. She says, besides, she says, besides, your sister hasn't earned one yet and it's going to piss her off. Yeah, I was going to say she's going to flip her ever-loving crap. (laughs) <laughs> um, your girl says Keldrash you've you've done right by the Kornara you've done right by your Dask she says you've done right by the clan she says you've not forgotten the face of your mother you've not forgotten the face of your ancestors she says you're a sterling example of us and I'm proud of you Thank you. This is more of an honor than I could ever have expected. And she stands and she gives you a matronly embrace. All right. 
Do I have to wear this thing around town? She says no, but I would recommend you wear it as you leave, and she gives you a wink. <laughs> oh, that's just mean. I love it. I like this woman. Like the virtue symbol in. <laughs> Put the claw on. I like it even more now. <laughs> Give her a respectful bow. Mm -hmm. She opens the door for you. And you're, you're, as you walk out, your sister goes to say something to you and her eyes widen. <laughs> Did I notice that? Uh, you notice he is wearing a new necklace. You don't quite get, you know, you don't know what it means, but yes. And, uh, and she's just like, Andraconic, no fucking way. <laughs> Give mom and dad my love. Jesus. And we walk out. As we leave, I'm going to kind of like lean in towards him and say in a voice that's obviously supposed to be overheard, Sister's kind of a bitch, isn't she? <laughs> you didn't grow up with her. Let's go. <laughs> All right, you guys head out. Um, uh, Rangram, we'll go with you since I can see you. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> I didn't have a specific plan. If, I don't remember. Have I ever? Have I ever hooked into the Florist Network in this town? I think I did. Yes. I don't remember. I would just go go and check in, see if there's any messages for me. Also, if they can, if they've got a line on the um, where no, the no, you didn't because you didn't know it. Funny, and she's like, maybe you should ask your girlfriend, and she didn't tell you, and you never found the Florist Network here. Yep, <laughs> because it was right after you slept with her and then got a new girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> and broke into Fergus Tower. Oh yeah, that too. All right, well, then I will just wander the streets looking for thieves' markings. Uh, you find them all over the place. This, this, this is this person's territory. This, way, you know, this is this person's territory. This way is a safe hideout. This is a place to go buy drugs. Do I know any of the... I guess, do I know anything about the thieves' network in, in Krelson? About um, who's... They have the um, the same assassins guild that uh, that's all over Carthel, the orchids. Mm -hmm. um, there's also like the merchants often. The merchant guilds also operate a lot of their own thieves guilds, um, especially the more shady of them. Okay, I will. Um, I'll just go to a gnome office and send Shani a um, a gnome asking mm -hmm. her to. If possible, to give me an entree to um, any an, an entree to anyone who might um, have their ear to the ground in in Creelson, and she can send a message to me at the mug and what's the, the broken cup? The broken cup. The broken mug. Broken mug. Is that right, Chris? I believe so. Yes. Uh, Memory. Yeah. Because I'm, I've got scry protection now, so yep. she can't find me. 
All right. Uh, you'll do that, and then we'll get to you in just a second, um, Narasana. I need to take a quick potty break and a refill mm-hmm. my beverage break. So I'm going to hit pause, so we're going to be paused. Okay. No, I've never gotten a dick pouch ad, but, but I've, <laughs> I've definitely gotten under like lots of custom underwear ads. Mm-hmm. I just rolled the dice, and I rolled the one, and I rolled it again, and I rolled the 20. Me undies. <laughs> I get a lot of me undies ads. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Also, we're so, back uh, on, so. Hi. Hello. Dick pouch. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't he a U.S. senator or something? Yeah. <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this break was brought to you by the MeUndies Dick Pouch. <laughs> MeUndies, sponsor our podcast that we air to no one. <laughs> 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 Audience of ourselves. <laughs> Bag of holding, one size fits all underpants. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of cupping. Boom. All right. Um... <laughs> Narasana, you are heading towards the Sylvian Temple. Are we recording again? Yeah, yes. oh yeah. We started recording when I said dick pouch. Oh yeah. I that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So. Oh, there's also the the. I'm assuming the bar you're staying at is the Broken Staff, the one that's owned by Boar Stormwind. Yeah. Not the Broken Mug. Anywho. I thought it was. Owned by Assad. No, that's um, Assad owns the one in East Hill. Anywho. Okay. Pretty sure. Anywho's. Anywho's. Let me double check. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Crimson. Assad is the barkeep at the Crimson Mug, which is here in Carlson, yes. Crimson Mug. That's where I'm at. Okay. There's the Broken Staff and the Crimson Mug. Okay, so. Yes. Uh, two rooms and meals are four gold pieces a night. Four gold pieces a night. All right. So, anywho, uh, you head to the Sylvian Temple, a large tree right on the uh, right there on Broad Street. Um, I do. Uh, you are given a few respectful nods as you enter the temple from various other acolytes and clerics who recognize you. Um, and you quickly find your way to the chambers of High Priestess uh, Ariel. Okay. Uh, knock, knock. Narasana, come in, come in. So pleased to see you. Yeah, you too. She says, How's she says that you've been well. She says, um, glad you could make some time to visit. I, you got my summons, I take it. Yeah, um, Chris, I forgot what I wrote to her. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, I have it somewhere in front of me, but you said you wanted to talk to her that some shit came up about the 15 years thing. Flobby thing. Okay. I can't for the life of me remember what I was... She says, we have much to discuss. Much to discuss. Yeah, um... Yeah. She says, I was have a seat. by High Priestess Leodon of the Coal Temple in Eastville. Ah, she says, yes, that is one of, the, one of the topics I wanted to discuss with you. Yeah. She says, I believe you will find them most welcoming of you in the future. I was surprised. She says, why are uh, you surprised? Well, the last time that I was there and spoke to her, it wasn't a great interaction, I didn't think. Uh, I think that's more a factor of her personality 
and mine combined. Yeah, she is in- she is very intense, High Priestess Leodon. She says, um she did speak to me of the conversation you had then, yes. Yeah. She, she says, uh she actually spoke very highly of you and your friends. Um she says she says she really enjoyed the conversation, she says, even though it was quite obvious that you did not. Yeah. She, she enjoys sussing out the um as she calls it, the, the finer definitions of good and evil and morality and all that stuff. She says it's a cult thing. They're always concerned with the truth and justice and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I believe I owe you this, and I give her the book. She says yes, and I take it you've used it. Mm-hmm. She puts it on herself. She says, well, in a hundred years, that'll be uh, quite the relic for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, um, <clears throat> out of curiosity, can you, what I understand if you can't, can you tell me what Sylvian gave Cole in trade for the book? Uh, she says, it's best not to discuss the details too deeply, but suffice to say, we gave up an artifact of our own for that. Wow. Or a relic, rather. She says, she says, among other among other concessions, um, well, concessions isn't the best word for it. She says, she says in these trying times, she says, um, the church seeks out any allies it can find, and she says, and because of your actions in the blight and your more recent actions with Flavi, she says, we were able to strike a an allyship with with the Colth, the Colth Temple. She says. There's much going on that they're worried about, um, mm-hmm. as we all are, even outside yeah. of Flavi, she says. The situation in the capital is very fraught. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's that's one of the things that I wanted to make sure. I mean, I know you're aware of it, but uh, I don't know if you had anyone in Carthol, but I was there two days ago, and it's uh, even worse. She says, yes, we are quite aware. We have our, of course, we have the temple there near the alienage. She says, it's been relatively protected, she says, by the elves in the area. She says, our, my fellow kin. But, of course, it is, it is going to be, there's going to be some hard decisions to be made going forward. What's going on in Carthel? Yeah. She says, um. she says, but do not let that worry, worry you for now, she says, um. Um, you've got more pressing concerns. Yeah, well, there's the um, the issue of the dragon. <laughs> Minor thing. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, I'm aware of the dragon. I don't think, as much as I would prefer not to kill her, I don't think that she's going to let that be an option. She says, yes, I imagine she blames you for her for her imprisonment in the uh, in the gray wastes. Yeah, and I mean, best case scenario, perfectly honest, is that she our grudge, her grudge against us, is greater than whatever agreement she might have made with Morad while she was there. Yes, yes. Um, On that note, I was wondering if there was anyone you could spare with a proficiency in healing and hiding. She says, yes, um, we will have several um, clerics um, available uh, on the day of the return for you, 
and a paladin or two, she says. Awesome. What we can spare, of course. Of course. Of course. Um. She says, now, you mentioned something about an ordeal you encountered with Flavi. Please tell me about this. Um, well, in the Temple of Madness, mm-hmm. and uh, it turns out what actually happened was some sort of demon that feeds by, by um, constructing a bliss fantasy. Mm-hmm. It feeds on the psychic energy or whatever. Um, that's what really happened, and apparently, as I keep getting reminded, it lasted like a minute and a half. She says, yes, the, um, the bliss demons. I've, I've heard of them, she says. Very rare, very, very nasty creatures. Um, you don't know the half of it. Um, she says, I, I can only imagine the existential horror of living 15 years of, a, of an imagined existence in the span of a minute and a half, she says. However, you are one of the lucky ones. She says, she's, she says many, she says, well, not many. She says, these are very rare creatures, but the reports we've heard have been, you know, they've been left on for hours. Yeah. And the people, um, the people go through their entire lives, die, and then go through them again, over and over again. Oh, wow. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah, that sounds way worse than what happened to me. She says, so whatever, whatever brought you out of it, count yourself very lucky. Well, we did um, we did discover that, or we heavily assume that it was they're actually based on divination magic. She says yes, that's what we've heard as well. So I've written a list of uh, some things that I helped Sylvian take care of, some dangers that I ran across during my time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I give it to her. Um. To be actually made by me at a later date. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's. I'm really glad that I don't have to convince you of this. Yes, she says. Um, of course, I trust you. She says. Um, you wouldn't have even if I hadn't heard of them. You would not have had to have convinced me. I would have believed you. That's a weird feeling. <laughs> Awesome. Um, She says, um, she says, um, um, shoot, she had something else she wanted to talk to you about. What was it? She talked to you about 15 years. She talked to you about Flavi. She talked to you about the dragon. Crap. Well, let me get, let me check my notes real quick. Sure. Sorry. I have one other thing that I want to talk to her about, but I kind of want to make it the end of the conversation so I can run away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because that's how social interaction actually works for Caitlin. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's something to do with emotions, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, tangentially. <laughs> she says, um... She says we got a uh, a gnome the other day. Okay, sorry. There's a weird sound outside. Oh, there's a party next door. Sounds like a really loud wind, but no, it's there's fine. a plane going by. Maybe that's what it is. You got uh, a gnome? She says yes. Uh, we got a gnome um, from 
Well, it's actually a courier, she says, uh, from Windhaven. <laughs> Great. Um, she says, uh, we were to inform you that you're, you've been pardoned of the crime of killing the paladin, she says, in the attack on uh, McKinney. Huh. Um, it was sent to us because they'd heard that you were in our service now. Interesting. She says the um, letter also implores you that you could make amends for the unicorn. Well, I guess that leads me to the last question I had for you. I told you what Virtues did to me here in Crailson. She says, unforgivable and terrible. She says, truly, truly an example of how the, a church can fall so far from the tenets of its God. The question is, can I actually trust the Church of Virtues in Windhaven? She says, from what I've heard, she says, the Church of Virtues in Carthal has been corrupted not because the God, but because of the Church being wielded for political influence. She says, once you mix politics and religion, she says, corruption is inevitable. <clears throat> she says, Windhaven is a holy city, yes, she says, but... She says, the corruption that exists here does not exist there. She says, Virtus, she says, is an ally of Sylvian. She says, though we, we disagree on several tenets, she says, um, he is the god of the ocean and of protection and of healing, she says. She says, the ocean is not far removed from nature, she says, it is part of nature. And what do we do in Sylvian if not heal nature, she says. So there is some overlap there. She says, but I cannot tell you to do anything, Marisana. She says, we, we, have, uh, we have our accord between yourself and myself. And all I can do is offer advice and you can choose whether or not to take it. She says... Don't judge the flock for the bad sheep. She says, she says the Church of Virtues is a wolf in sheep's clothing. At least here in Carthalia. <laughs> she okay. says, uh, she says, I cannot imagine what you went through as a child, but know that the people in Windhaven are different than the people in Carthalia. She says the people in Pericles are different than the people in Carthalia. Hmm. All right. She says, but is that it, the choice of whether or not to trust them and whether or not to do anything with them, she says, is the choice you have to make for yourself in your own time. I mean, I always knew that. I just have a hard time, but she says, I can only imagine the horrors you've gone through. I'm thinking about it. She says, All right. 
Well, that, I think, was all the questions. Um, actually, I do have one question. Yes. Is there, is there a paladin in service here in Krailson by the name of Ymir? Um, you'll have to remind me. <laughs> Sorry, out of character, is that one of the uh, paladins from your story? Yeah. Um, and he's from he's in the story. He's from Krailson. Mm-hmm. Uh, how old? How old is he in your story? Um, he. I didn't really give him an age, but he was human. Yeah. She says. Um, she says we have a squire named Ymir. She says he's showing some promise. Says he's almost ready to take his oath. Cool. Why do you ask? <laughs> Look at Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so much attitude at that table right now. <laughs> I may have peed and missed something. <laughs> now you can never pee again. <laughs> um. All right, well. Mm, it's like a bonfire in my mouth. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Yomir that I knew was a very, very good man. Um, I hope to meet him again. She says, and you might, she says, assuming he returns intact from his current mission. What's his current mission? Uh, she says him. Uh, she says him and his uh, and the paladin he's been squiring under. She says have have gone. Uh, she says uh, north uh, into the hills. Not to Lorraine. <clears throat> she says no, 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 not that far north. She says uh, rumors of an aberration. She says in a cave up there. So oh, she says something that's infecting the local fauna. Oh, right. Um, and I assume you are aware of the big-ass problem that Veracast is, right? Oh, of course, yes. It's been... If it wasn't for the uh, if it wasn't for the whole, you know, holy war in the capital of the city, it would be kind of our biggest deal concern right now, she says. <laughs> she says, unfortunately, she says, unfortunately as, as it is a huge concern, she says, but we have many concerns on several burners, she says. I hate to use the phrase back burner, she says, but... He's not here destroying the place yet, so... Exactly. All right, well... She says, uh, on, that, on that token, she says, you used to travel with this Veracast, yes? Yeah, unfortunately. He's the reason unicorns died. She says, well, um, I would certainly love for you to meet with us and some of the other church leaders here in town. Obviously, we won't, we won't invite the virtuous folk. Uh, and she says, and if you could share anything you could share with them about Veritas, his aims, his motivations, his weaknesses, would be very helpful. Uh, I mean, I've met High Priestess Tassil. Mm-hmm. And she didn't deliberately antagonize me. And No, and in fact, she actually was one of the ones that was said that she was trying to clean things up. Clean things up, yeah. As long as she's the representative of Virtues, I won't make a fuss. She says, well, then High Priestess Falone, I'll invite her, High Priestess Tassil, and... Um, Falone? 
She is the Celian priestess. Isn't Celian chaotic evil? No, that's no. they're lawful evil. Lawful evil. Um, she says these are the these are the other priestesses that worked together with us when the Flavi situation came out. You've met high priestesses. Surely it was more ad, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So Falone to seal, mm-hmm. and who else? Uh, and herself. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, anything else? that uh, we need to talk about? Uh, she says, keep up the good work. <laughs> she says, yeah, let, we will uh, we'll have the, the clerics and the paladins there two days before the, um, before the dragon returns. Awesome. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Rangram, you find yourself standing in front of the large temple of Solari. Also, um, also along Broad Street. Uh, the uh, sun seems to, like the doors open and sun seems to pour out of it. I walk in and I look around for like an acolyte or something. Um, you are an acolyte comes over and says, "Hello, how can we help you?" She says, um, "Are you here to receive a blessing?" She says, "Is someone you love dying? Is there?" Uh, no, um, actually, I was. Uh, Hoping I could have a brief audience uh, with the high priest or priestess or whoever of, of this uh, of this temple, I have um, some possessions of the church. I need to I need to return to Solari. What? All right. Uh, she um. She says one second. I'll get the high priestess. Uh, the high the high priestess a um. Uh, she's tall, half elf. Um, comes over. Um, she says, "Hello, my name is High Priestess Dama." Spell that. D A M A. Oh, Bana. Dama. D is in dog. Okay. Uh, she's tall. She has um, uh, long, uh, long blonde hair. Uh, kind of done up in intricate braids. Um, she's very muscular. Uh, she's carrying a large, uh, large long sword that has an intricate, intricately gilded uh, pommel uh, and the, like kind of a sun on the tip of it. Uh, and she's wearing full plate mail. Okay. I may we sit? She says I'd prefer to stand, but uh, mm. perhaps in my office. Okay. <laughs> yes, out of the public eye would be best. Um, she says, so, she says, um, you are Rangram the Feisty, are you not? <laughs> I prefer Rangram Forest. She says, I saw you, I saw your play. <laughs> she says that when you swung out in the, from the balcony in the third act, she says, Consequences. She says, I uh, nearly lost my breath. She says, quite the courageous stunt. <laughs> I... I actually am. I'm pretty amazed. I stuck the landing on that. One. Uh, she actually she opens a drawer and she pulls out and there's an autographed picture of Kyle. <laughs> she says, um, "She says you uh, you put on quite the show." Well, thank you, thank you very much. It's 
It's always nice to it's got, uh, got, the, got the inky paw print on it. Yeah, uh-huh. it's always nice to entertain um, folks when we can. Um, sadly, I'm here on on a little more um, grim business. Um, she takes a sip for scotch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I, I imagine you've probably heard about um, the my group and I having a conflict with Flavi recently. She says, "Yes, I heard you. Um, you stopped him. We did. We did. We 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 killed a, a, a figment of him, a fragment of him." Um, she says, "Yes, um, in New Haven a few weeks ago. Yes." I even feel like a week ago, I guess, at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But but before that, um, we discovered something uh, disturbing before before we unfortunately really awakened nice. uh, um, awakened Flavi. And Flavi uh, cultists had taken and captured a um, an angel of yours. Is it is it planetar? Mm-hmm. A planetar of yours. By the name of Brother Darby, she her face kind of goes ashen for a sec. She, says, I, Father, I, she says, "Father Darby." Yeah, he was. She um, says, "He who was slain by Veracast and rose again." I believe so. Um, she says, "That is very interesting." She says, "Tell me of this." I, and I, I describe um, kind of the battle that, that we had seen him um, in, in Scry earlier in an unknown location um, being tortured and that we later determined it was the... Um, she says, yes, we, we, we found him in our Scryings too, but we could not ascertain a location. It was, she says, we had many paladins searching for him. Well, he was, he was being kept in the Temple of Madness. He was, he was eventually... Um, he was eventually broken to work Flavi's will. And um, unfortunately, my, my group and I needed to destroy him. And I, I reach into my bag and take out his bones to give to her to return to the church. She, uh, she clears her table off and sets them up almost reverently on the table, kind of forming the skeleton as you do, making sure that each bone is accounted for. Did I take his middle finger? I was going to say, is each bone accounted for? It's not. I touched some. There's, yeah. there's a couple other missing. Um, they're <laughs> mostly there, though. The middle, middle finger's gone. Several, one of his wings was missing, so, um, mm-hmm. yeah. so one of the wing bones is gone. Um, she says, um, you are not a solarian. She says, I, but I do appreciate this gesture of yours. She says, she kind of goes over and shuts the door and locks it. And then says, have a seat. I sit down. She gingerly sits down in her armor. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She says, you traveled with Veracast, did you not? I did. I, I thought it. I thought it best to make sure um, any enemy that an enemy of Veracas is respected. She says, 
She says, and you were there when Flavi returned to, or Flavi's, Flavi's uh, Baylor returned. She says, were you not? Yes. She says. She says. From our from what we've heard of the event, she says, from the eyewitness accounts we collected, she says Veracas summoned that demon from his own body. Hold on, Perp. Yeah, I don't believe she, she. She goes on. She says. She says, through through some investigation, and through some divination, and some other divine guidance, she says we believe that that demon seed was placed in him by Darby. Mm. She says. He had made, she says, um, we found some, after he went missing, we searched his belongings. He had, he had taken a blade that was stuck into him by Veracast. The soul blade? She says when it was stuck into him, it was not a soul blade. She says, however, there was one who convinced him who, who who promised him that it could be made into one um, and a person who claimed he could enchant the blade into being a soul blade assuming this is from the unit of Conmores she says um, she says this person went by a pseudonym she says however whoever they were had great power and whoever they were it gave him a soul blade, she says, but also enchanted it with the necessary essence to bring Flavi back. Could you share the pseudonym with me? <clears throat> she says the person only went by the name Ivanovel. Want to spell that? I V O N V E L. She says, we don't believe it to be their real name. She says, judging by the judging by the letters, we believe it to be a woman. Um, and uh, we believe her to be an elf. Or at least, or at least in the guise of one. She says... Our hunch is that after Darby's confrontation with Veracast, that he returned this to, to this Ivanovil and was imprisoned. She says, um, we... We think that brother, Father Darby was, in, a, in an essence, duped into helping bring Flavi back. And for this, for this, our church bears much shame, these recent events. She says, we are the purifying light that roots out such evils. And it, for something like this to have slipped past us, we, it's unfathomable. 
She says, I would appreciate it. She says, You've, you're known to me as a, a person of great character. She says, I would appreciate it if you did not share this widely, she says. Um, however, I thought, given your close involvement in all the events and your close association formally with Veracast that you would like to know. I do. Thank you. And thank you for your trust. She says, so Flavia is slain, she says, and the bones of Darby will, will be given the honorable, honorable funeral they deserve. And he shall be enshrined, as is the custom, and then, and then burnt. I think, I, I think I, I and I, I think and I fear that Darby still has a place, a, uh, a part to play in the the confrontation to come with Veracast. And I explain the, um. The prophecy that we think names the two of them. Yeah. You mention it, that means you have to read it. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I will dig through my folder. Right. Is that the fifth time you've had to read <clears> that? Yeah, <throat> <page>? a lot. <laughs> Apparently, I mentioned this fucking thing too much. All right. A flame of shadow, a flame of light. Over tombs forgotten, blood will rain. The noonday sun gives way to night. The two-headed bear split in twain. On the field of death, the brothers fight. The dragon struck by iron is slain. In the last gasping breath, sisters unite. This possible future we do ordain. Hmm. She says, well, that's an interesting prophecy. She says, Especially considering we, we were in the, what was it, the Tomb of Madness? The uh, Temple of Madness. Well, we were in the Temple of Madness, and we walked in on a river of blood. There's a carpet. Is there a river of blood? No. No, but uh, over tombs forgotten, the blood will rain. Mm. Hmm. Anywho. Yeah. She says prophecies are vague. She says, and favored by those who like to twist them to their means. She says, that said, we don't want you to go away. We appreciate your service. And she says, we, we have a gift for you as you leave. Oh. Um, she says, I do not know if um, any of you in your party use a bow, but. Somebody does. She pulls out a short, she pulls out a short bow. Um. Golden in color with a sun on it. Uh, she says, this short bow, she says, um, will strike true. Uh, she says, it is yours for the taking. Wow. Um, so, uh, upon command, this short bow will uh, shed light in a 30-foot radius. Um and whenever you roll a 20 on your attack roll with it, it deals an extra 7 points of radiant damage. Nice. Plus critical? Damn. Yeah. She says, right. um, I, I, we appreciate your bringing back the bones of our fallen father and 
wish you nothing but luck in the rest of your journeys and travel. She says, I really hope to hear the sequel to the song. <laughs> we got to find our bard before we can do that. <laughs> Please do keep me in mind if you hear any more of Ivanabel. I think that's, uh, that's someone that, that I think has been operating in the background for far longer than we would think. Yes. Well, good day to you, Ringham. Stay Thank feisty. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, just, that's it from now on. Ringham's new theme, new new saying is "Stay feisty, my friends." I imagine. Uh, the <laughs> that's it. Hashtag stay feisty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you guys meet back up at the Crimson Mug. <clears throat> Yes. Oh, the Cal, Cal and Calamity, the Calamity. Was there anything else you wanted to do on your way back? I'm assuming you just. Do we have time? Shit. What? I want to do a thing, but I kind of don't want to do it. What do you want to do? That's the best kind of thing to do. And I'll tell you if it's a good idea. Calamity <laughs> will tell you if it's a good idea. Is it a group thing or is it a by yourself thing? Kind of. Uh, Come on, and I roll persuasion. Yes. Twenty-four. Fuck it. Okay. <laughs> He's a charlatan. If if it, if we have time, I want to go to the Temple of Virtues. Oh. Ooh. All right. Yes. Which I'm assuming I'm assuming you want to go to the big one down on the waterfront. Yep. You know what the best thing about this is going to be? If Calamity encouraged it, and then she's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys walk down uh, down the hill towards the waterfront where the giant Temple of Virtues is. Yeah, and I'm putting the claw away and pulling the holy symbol back out. Yep. <laughs> All right, what, what do you do when you get there? I'm assuming we're allowed inside. Of course, yes. All are allowed inside. To drive the money lenders out of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> money lenders, isn't that Lilith? No, no, it's a Bible reference. Bible reference. Yeah. Oh. Um, looking around, what what sort of like? I don't suppose ah, fudge. I, 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 I find, no, no, no. <laughs> <sighs> I, I find a like an acolyte, and I say, "I'd like to have a word with Lord Ralstar." Oh shit! <laughs> Does Kel not know that he's been imprisoned? He's been in prison? Yeah. Yeah. They keep him in a, in the same cage that they put me in as a child. Mm-hmm. I, I totally would have told you that, because that would have been a really good moment for me. Oh, <laughs> I completely forgot that happened. Yeah, after we saw him last time we were here. Yeah, Tassel let me see him because I wanted to throw some hate, but they definitely kept keep him locked up. Okay, I'll have to re-listen to that episode. Um, Isn't that right, Chris? Yeah. 
I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I just re- recently re-listened to that one. Okay. I'll have to go back and find that one. Um, that, that's the same episode that we talked to the Nafeshni, right? Yeah. Under the- mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, then I'll find... Uh, instead, I'll, I'll go to one of the guards and say I'd like that. Well, no, it wasn't with- the episode where they talked to the Nafeshni. He was, he was still out at that point. It was a later time. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah, because I just re-listened to the episode where you guys talked to the Nafeshni. Uh, okay, that's, that's the last time I remember seeing him. No, we... We were told that he was in prison in the same room that she had been in prison then. Yeah, you didn't see him in that room, but he was... I spoke to him. You spoke to him before then, but he was still free. And then we were told later by the high priestess that she imprisoned him after she found out what he did. Hmm. I don't remember exactly. You're probably right. In that case... Yes. I would like to speak to... <laughs> uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find... Uh, an acolyte and ask if I can speak to High Priestess to seal. Okay, yes. Alright, so you are you are seated in front of High Priestess to seal. Um, are you joining me or are you staying outside? Would I be welcome in joining you? Of course. She's tall, broad shouldered, dark skin, short cropped hair. Uh, you immediately notice that she has mismatched eyes, one bl- one's blue and one's brown. I've met her before, right? Yes. She says, Calamity. Mm-hmm. She says, Welcome back to Krailson. Thanks. Love it here. And she says, A new paladin. I, I do, not have the, do not have the pleasure. Keldrash. Keldrash, she says. Um, Thank you for seeing us. She says, Oh, you were the one that helped take care of Flavia in New Haven recently. That's correct. She says, New recruit out of Windhaven. She says, well, may virtue place his protection upon you. You've done great good to this world. How can I help you two today? Uh, I uh, was willing to inquire on the, um, the status of Lord Ralstar. Last I heard, he was imprisoned beneath this temple. And there he remains, yes. She says, Keldrash, she says. Brother, I guess brother Keldra should be appropriate. Um, she says, "You're from Windhaven." She says, "So let me." She makes sure she kind of looks up, makes sure the door is shut. She says, "Let me be frank with you." She says, "This church isn't a battle for its very soul." I'm well aware. I'm not from Windhaven. I'm from Krelson. Oh. She <laughs> says, "And you took your oath in Windhaven." Yeah. She says, so you know about the cancer that's eating this church from the inside. You know Narasthana, right? You've she, met. Says, she says, we met a few times. She says, very, very angry person, very powerful, <laughs> and um, has, some and very, has some very significant grievances with the church that I cannot dispute. She's also my best friend. Oh, she says, well. So I'm well aware of the issues this church has in Carthalia. And it's my intention to solve as many of those issues as is possible. She says, that pleases me to hear. She says, for my part, she says, I've been feeding Windhaven information for months now. She says, 
She says, the the Carthals, Lord of Falkir, she says they need to be removed from the positions of power within this church. Lord, Tristan Verisax needs to be removed from the position of power within this church. She says, they, they have corrupted the good name of Virtues and done many horrors in his name. And she says, and that is why Lord Raustar shall stay in that frigid room until his heart stops. Well, I'm off for kicking Verisac's ass. <laughs> Again? You guys have never met Lord Verisac. Right? You never met Verisac. Oh, right. Never mind. Sorry, I got it mixed up. That's okay. She says, what is, what is, what is your issue with Verisac? Uh, he killed my parents. Well, she says, you know, you have better reason than many. She says, obviously, Keldrash, I have to publicly continue my support of the capital. She says. Chris, you're really loud. Sorry. <laughs> she says, but is there, if there's anything else I can do, she says, behind the scenes, she says, consider me your friend. If the day comes where there is a war for the soul of this church in this country, and I don't just mean behind closed doors Mm -hmm. and in secret conversations, but I mean an actual fight for it, can I count on this city being on the right side? She says, we'll be on this. We said, we'll be on whatever side. She says, we'll be on whatever side opposes those in Carthel. All right. She says, I've been slowly weeding out the bad apples in this church in Carlson. She says, many, many a corrupt cleric and paladin have been transferred to Carthalia or Carthel. She says, that's good. Well, if it's not too much trouble, I, I would like to see Lord Ralstar and have a short word with him before we go. She gives you directions to where the room is and, and says, um, she says, uh, you'll find that the guard shifts in about 10 minutes. There'll be a, a three or four minute window where there's no one outside the door. While he goes down there, I'm just turned around to the temple proper. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. So I'll head downstairs. <laughs> Uh, true to our word, uh, you head down there and you see two guards kind of walking away, uh, and the door is briefly unguarded. Uh, is it like a solid door with a little window? Uh, sure, yeah. I was sure it was that or like a iron bars. It's, got, it's a solid door. It, um, it, you can open it if you want, or you can open the little window. I'll open the little window and look in. Uh, you see a, a thin, gaunt man, um... His skeletal frame even more exaggerated as the skin's sort of falling off of his bones. Um, kind of withered and old. And, but he looks up and his eyes are just pure malice. Cold and sharp. <laughs> he was there. Someone who's a lot happier to see you where you are. I do not recognize your voice. Who are you? My name is Keldrash. I'm a paladin in the service of Virtus, you son of a bitch. He says, well, paladin, 
As the true high priest of this temple, I order you to open the door and let me go. <laughs> you forfeited your right to give orders to anyone when you hurt my friend. And if I opened this door, you wouldn't be walking out of it. He smiles. He says, and which friend was that? There were so many. Gross. He says, you're going to open that door? You're going to do something, big man? Yeah, I'm going to do something. I'm going to leave you here to rot. And I close the door and I walk off. You hear a muffled voice say, Come back and face me like a man. <laughs> While he's doing that, um, I take out the little drawing that I got in our last visit to Krailson and hide it. <laughs> Inspiration point. Oh my god! <laughs> I recently listened to that episode and the notes literally say I thought, no, Chris, he, he's the one who had the funny note. I think it put it in the episode description or something. They go looking for pornography and then forget about it. Chris <laughs> <laughs> yeah. had, had us send the stuff to him again, so I read through all the stuff that I had and I remembered I had a couple of those. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh yeah, I need that from the rest of you. What you what, what you what you have equipped, what you've attuned, other stuff you have. Yeah. Where you keep it. Uh anywho. Um So as we leave I go to trial and I'm like so I want to go back to the end and get shit-faced? <laughs> or watch me get shit-faced. I don't care what you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's go. Sweet. All right, so you guys head back to the Crimson Mug? Yeah. And you are a few beers in when Rangram and another beer in when Narasana gets back. So, what do you what do you do? <laughs> this episode turned much more emotional than I yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. Every time, you, every time the DM drinks scotch, things get emotional. <laughs> I think I've pretty much calmed down by the time I get back. So, how did your errands go? They were informative. Very informative. Um, Sylvian is going to... Um, Lend us the services of several clerics and paladins for the fight with the dragon. That's good. Oh, so we won't be alone in that fight. Thankfully. Nice. I went and talked to um, Damo, the high priestess of Solari. Uh, yeah. Oh, God. What? I don't like Solari. Don't you feel about Solari the same way I feel about Virtues? No, I don't have a personal gripe with Solari, except that Solari, you know, tried to wipe out a bunch of tieflings. Oh, I thought it was more direct than that. Most tieflings really dislike Solari. (laughs) Um, 
but they've discovered and, and I kind of like lean in and mm-hmm. say it quietly to the group um, that that Darby was duped by someone called Yvonneville. Um, possibly a woman, probably a woman, maybe an elf or disguised as an elf, um, who said she said she could make the soul blade that um, out of the knife that Veracast used to the other way around? Yeah, yeah. Can I roll and see if I recognize that name? Yeah, me too. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh, I would say for you, Calamity, let's call it a history check. Um, for you, Narasthana, just um, a history check with disadvantage. Oh, <laughs> Well, I got a 17, but now I have to roll with disadvantage. History? Mm-hmm. 15. Wait, all right. Um, and what'd you get? Uh, 17. 17. And, and actually, Chris, if, if, um, would I be able to do an arcana check? What? 18. 18. Okay. Um, would I be able to do an arcana check? to just kind of see if I can recall anyone that was an artist, artificer by that name. Um, sure. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. It's not a good roll, Sean. Uh, 15. Good point, though. The artificer in secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, Narasthana, um, you don't remember. You remember a story, um, probably five or six hundred or more years old. Um, like it's an older one. Uh, it's it's a play about uh, about a uh, about a blacksmith who um, who accepts aid essentially from a devil, um, and the devil convinces him to let let him enchant the enchant his stuff and. Uh, the story ends with the blacksmith going to hell, or nine hells, um, and the uh, the the demon, the devil in that story was named Devonival. Um, um, so you think it's if it's you you, you don't think that this is that person because it's a fictional story, um, or at least it's purported to be, but you get the idea that if this is an alias, that maybe somebody with a six, somebody with a sense of humor, um. And, uh, Calamity, you do actually remember, um, uh, Conmore once, just in a conversation he was having with somebody else, you heard the name of Vonneville, um, but, uh, it was, it was kind of a hushed conversation, and, um, you know, you got the idea that you weren't supposed to be listening to it, so of course that made you want to listen harder, so, (laughs) um, and, uh, all you... And you just you caught that this was some person that was coming up, uh, and was going to be in town for a little bit. Um, but you were, you're not sure, so you you know that it was a person that Conmore knew. Um, but you get the idea that it wasn't something. It wasn't something he was happy about happening. Like you get the idea that this was the start of a scheme that he was about to uh, enact, but he. Uh, he kind of caught you listening and shut the door. So. 
How long ago was that? Uh, pretty pretty early on in your relationship with him. It was way before you got married. So. Do you know who he was talking to? Um, I forget the name of the elf with the tattoos. Thurman. 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 Thank you. All right, so you guys are drinking. No. At the Nothing for the Arcana check. No, not for a seven. No, it was a fourteen. Oh, um, <laughs> you don't know any artificers named that. Okay. <sighs> I don't like the. Number of leads that go back to a mysterious artificer. A lot of talk. I mean, how do you find an artificer? You don't. They find you in the worst way possible, right? Well, they. I mean, we could always ask certain Rakshas that we know. Oh no! If we see him again, we're killing him. No, if we see him again, he's killing us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How does a Rakshasa compare to uh, a little bit of a god? Probably better. Don't get ahead of yourself, Arasana. <laughs> I'm always ahead of myself. What are you talking about? All right. So, what do you, what do, you do at the at the mug? Drink water. I drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, it is. I'm gonna just move right along. Wait, uh, so that night, mm-hmm. um, when we go to bed, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay up late. Yeah. I want to go upstairs, go to bed. I'm going to pull out that book mm-hmm. that I took from the basement. Yes. Think about reading it. <laughs> and then set it aside. And instead, I cast Dream and try to contact Veritas. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, does does the flame of Morad dream, Chris? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. He, he sleeps. He, he's still mortal. He still has to sleep. Um, okay. Give me just a moment. Um, Holy shit! Yeah, you know we we just we just won barely against the avatar of a living god, and you know we're just gonna have a conversation with another one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Calamity, you find yourself... You find yourself... Well, I, I can decide what the dream is. Well, I, I'm going to just say for flavor, you pop in and then you can reshape it. So okay. you can change the dream, but you do just get like a hint of what they're dreaming about when you when you head in there. Veracast, she comes into Veracast's dream and it's a Disney movie surrounded by animals. A hundred percent. Um... In in the stream, you you briefly glimpse a um, a kind of a taller than tall person whose face is obscured by flame, um, wearing uh, wearing dark robes and standing in front of two large gates. Um. What do you change it to? I'm going to instead change the dream like a little shush, and <laughs> it's going to be me and Veritas floating on the river in Krailson like we did the last time we were here. Oh, the float episode. <laughs> yes, the float episode. Yeah, okay. 
All right, so you and Veracast are floating on a raft. He's, he's, he's a skeleton. Then when he notices me, I'm going to be like... Oh, I'm a skeleton again? Yeah, sure. Okay. I assume that's how Calamity kind of yeah. really envisions That's how I prefer him. <laughs> Tell him, um, feel a little bad about the way things left off last time I saw you. <laughs> Can I tell that this is real and not a dream? Um, uh, neither can end the trance or wait for. It is a dream, though, isn't it? I'm it just is a dream. It is a dream. Yeah. Um. So um. I'm just telepathing into your brain. Uh, you, you, yeah, you, you, um, you can, he, she can converse with you, but you're not aware that it, it's, it's still a dream, but I guess in dreams, you think that your dreams are real. Mm-hmm. So you were floating on a river with, uh, with calamity. And she says, she's sorry how things ended. <laughs> and you're, you're a skeleton again. I am. Well, why is that? I felt like it was a better... It, it suits you a little bit more. What suits me? You know, the whole bony thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> it had its perks. I'm not sure what you might know, but I do feel bad for the fact that my orb tried to suck the life from you. So I thought maybe... You'd like to know the fact that a couple weeks ago we uh, happened to kill Brother Darby, and you're welcome. Well, that's nice to hear. Mm-hmm. Splashing my bone feet in the water. I'm just going to relax back into the dream. Mm-hmm. like, yeah, so that was basically it. So, you know... Maybe don't hold it too much against me. That the orb got a little hungry. No, no, it's not your fault. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't understand what I was doing. No. No, I didn't realize how valuable you are, and I shouldn't underestimate you. Neural insight. <laughs> you have inspiration. I'm not sure he's my inspiration on a dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's true. I am pretty badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole reason I popped in. You know that delightfully once hollow scroll of yours. <laughs> This is a strange, strange dream. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You remember when I was a crocodile here? Yes. And I scared the shit out of Rangro? It was very funny. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> very funny. Anyway, maybe I'll talk to you later, and I end the spell. All right. Veracast, somewhere you wake up in your bed in your tent. You look out the, uh, you look out the, um, the flap at the, uh, snowy plains and your troops all in their tents. 
It's been a hard march, but you know where you're going and you're getting there. Mm-hmm. You do wonder, though, was the dream real? Was that Calamity talking to you? And even as you wonder that, it slowly begins to fade from your mind. I'm going to wake up one of my spellcasters and see if they can scry on Calamity. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, you took off your scrying necklace! You're so fun! All right, um, <laughs> roll. Uh, right? I get a roll. Jasmine... Jasmine looks at you and says, "Of, of course, yes, of course I can." Oh, yeah. it's gonna be harder. Closes her eyes and focuses on her holy symbol. She's in an inn. She's in their a bedroom at an inn. She says, "Um, I don't get to try to save." Oh yeah, you, you, you get to try to save. Sorry, go ahead. Right, 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 right. Uh. Do I add anything to it? It's a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Wisdom save. Uh, 21. Um, and you get... Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 24. And you get minus 5 on this. <clears throat> minus 5. 24 minus 5, 19. 19? Um, 8 plus... Uh, you just succeed. <laughs> oh, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> Another minus four. Uh, what? Um, she's holding left line as she does it. Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker! And um, and she says, "Yeah, she's in a hotel room." Um, she says. Um, she says, looking at the window, it looks like Krailson. She's alone. That's very interesting. Do you see her orb? She says, yes, it's attached to her on the chain. <coughs> Good. <coughs> Good. Well... Sorry to wake you. She says, No, I'm at your service. Flame of Morad is strong within you. Go back to bed, Jasmine. Yes. Uh, tomorrow. Of course. Tomorrow we move forward. All right. All right. It is the 13th of her birth. Okay, guys, I can't even stop. Player knowledge versus character knowledge, I totally understand. But, oh, my God, Barakas wants to use the orb. He's going to use you. Oh, my God. Narasada will never know this. I'm freaking out, though. Caitlin's freaking out. It's the 13th of her birth. It is a beautiful spring day. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. Nothing is wrong. Is it 13th or the 12th? That's all we want to say. 13th. Mm-hmm. You lost it. You guys camped at the night and then went up the mountain the next morning. That's where you lost. Yeah, it. you lost the day there while we were on the mountain. <clears throat> okay. So, what would you guys like to do today? Um, at some point today, I am going to pull Kel aside. 
Hopefully while the other two are occupied with something else. Um, <laughs> I literally have nothing else to be occupied ooh, with. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, I'm going to send you something there, Asana, that would be very pertinent right now. Okay. I never get DM secrets. You live with DM secrets. I just texted I mean, you. That. <laughs> that is accurate. Oh. I wasn't prepared for that. Sorry. Sorry. I wasn't prepared for that at I just, all. I just found it. I just found it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, still, I'm gonna. I'm still gonna do what I was gonna do. Okay. So I'm gonna pull him aside at some point during the day. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Hey. Um. So I told you that I talked to. Uh, High Priestess Ariel yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think I understand what you did when you uh, at least part of the reason why you decided to commit to Virtues. And uh, I just wanted to thank you for that. They uh they sent the pardon for McKinney and and the paladin to Sylvian. You know, I got your back, right? Yeah. I mean, I always knew that, but thank you. Given any more thought to the unicorn? <sighs> it's not something that we can address right now because... We have a yeah, dragon to kill. Crazy right now, but. But yeah. Um, I don't want to go by myself. You wouldn't. Okay. After the dragon is taken care of, then uh, we can find the time. Maybe we can go to Windhaven. That was very loud, whatever it was. I don't know. It wasn't on my computer. I don't think it was on mine. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. <laughs> it's just a random, Ooh, intensely loud ding. Does somebody have their cell phone right next to their microphone? I mean, I have mine on, but it nothing. It was through right. speakers. Oh, was it? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Weird. Uh, okay. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. So, um, in other questions, what do you want to do for your birthday? Oh, shit, that's today. <laughs> your birthday? Yeah. You two don't know. I would not mention it. You guys don't know Narasana's birthday. Oh, wait, do you know Narasana's birthday? No, you... I thought about you, it afterwards. I thought we found out about it afterwards, right? I don't know if you did. She kept, Somebody, it, she kept it to herself. Yeah, I didn't want anybody to know. But you know what? I think you guys did find out my birthday. And then because he knew it was coming, Rangram was able to keep his a secret. I'll have to go back and listen to it. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't remember. You know, we didn't know about it when it happened, but I thought we found out when it was later. Session Maybe. 17, it was your first day in Carthel. Yeah, I remember when it was. I just can't remember whether I actually managed to keep it a secret or not. You did. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Uh, so I asked Cal in privacy if he wants to do anything for his birthday. <laughs> uh, not 
anything I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to send you a text. Carry on. Uh, um, so we had a little side adventure, me and Calamity yesterday, after I talked to Urigil. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, popped in to talk to Tassil. Mm, right. Just had to clarify a few things about her position. You know, when the time comes, is what side she's going to stand on. It sounds like she's going to be on the right one. Do you take her word for it? Given everything she's done so far, everything you told me about her, yeah, I trust her. And uh, seeing Ralstar in a cell really helped, really helped to cement my my trust in her. I had to stop in and see him. I couldn't, couldn't stop thinking about it. I, okay. I don't even want (laughs) to, I don't even want to remember it. It's ridiculous. Still seems like I think about it every single day. Well, I'm glad that you feel you can trust her as well. Um, Sylvian is pretty closely aligned to virtues and also Celia. And they want to meet in order to uh, go over the problem of virtues in Carthol. Celia. Yeah, they wanted, to, they wanted to meet to go over the problem with Veracast. Oh, I wrote so Veracast. Sorry, yes. I wrote the wrong V word. That's right. Aren't the <laughs> I don't know that I'd count the Sillians as trustworthy, really. Um, I I honestly don't know. Um, they're completely unknown to me. So, but I mean, any more manpower that you can get in order to take care of that problem. And what's what's Cilia's alignment again? Lawful evil. Lawful evil. Paraxia's from Cilia. Yeah. And Virtues is lawful good. Yeah, neutral. Good. Neutral good. Neutral good. I was quite surprised by Cilia's involvement as well, especially considering everything. Maybe I'll write to Ariel and suggest maybe the meeting just be between Virtues and Sylvian. What about the Solarian priestess? Hmm. I'm sure she has no affection for Veracast. Yeah. I, I would trust them, I don't know, about as much as I trust the Sillians. They've They've done things that aren't that dissimilar from what Virtues has done. Colth maybe Uh, Colth would be yes and there is a deal between Sylvian and Colth now I don't I'm not privy to the details obviously but 
maybe maybe I could talk to them about that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I think today though we need to focus on the Narrakesh issue. Yeah. I mean, are we going to see about getting some arrows? Um, are we just going to not worry? I, I assume we're all together now. Um, after um, that, I wanted to come down a little later than usual, uh, emboldened by her discussion with Veracast yesterday. Calamity decides to read chapters two and five of that book that she got from the basement. Okay. Um. Okay. Hmm? World ending terror? I mean, you've met Calamity, right? Yeah. <laughs> and pancakes. World ending terror and, and pancakes. pancakes. Mm-hmm. And then after she reads that, she's going to take the book and go downstairs, slam the book down on the bar, and go, I need two breakfast sales. Neither of them are going to be empty, ever. Okay, okay. They take your money and give you the ale. That is my breakfast? Mm-hmm. Ale. <laughs> uh, hey, Calamity. Not now. You okay? Problem with your book? Fucking stupid book. Can I burn it for you? No. Alright, well, I thought I'd offer. I'm really good at it, so. Want me to take a look? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I down my first breakfast ale. Alright, uh, while you're finishing your, while you start working on your second one, the first one's refilled. Nice. <laughs> <sighs> Great people. All right, so. I can eating breakfast. Eating breakfast. Drinking breakfast. Drinking breakfast. Well, you want to... Um, ben Felden? Yeah. What do we do about this one? I know Ben Felden. You're just going to get hammered in the morning and uh, go try to convince a dragon slayer to help us? Better at it than you are. Possibly. Maybe better sober. Nice sober. I'm sorry, I missed that. What did you say? Just now? Yeah. I said I'm plenty sober. Oh, I meant what did... I missed it all. Wow. We, were, we were trying to convince her to stop drinking her breakfast so we could go talk to the Dragon Slayer, but... We can go. And then I pay up for how <laughs> much breakfast I drink. I mean, I mean, you know what? I look at the two of you, I'm like, guys... You know that she's half drunk all the time, and before our 15-year jaunt, I was too. Like, I have ale in my bag of holding. We're fine. She's fine. She's fine. I pat her on the back. You guys ready to go? Lit a city on fire. <laughs> I mean, what? Nothing. I'm sorry, what? Nothing. Did you did you want to throw some shade? You lit a city on fire. Oh! I I just wanted to double check that you were actually throwing salt at me two days after you blew up a house. Just checking. Sean, you know I love you, right? 
Dragon Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that the biggest threat to the world isn't you guys. It's just is is the the possibility of you guys just having one of these tiffs that just escalates into world-ending proportions. Dragon <laughs> was this close to casting minor invisibility on himself <laughs> just to get out of that conversation. <laughs> You know, clearly, you have to buy a flower before things get awkward. No, I gotta say, complete success. That's what I was going for. <laughs> so much shit. <laughs> like, any little bit I can get in there. So, Ben Fell, then? <clears throat> we have to pay a fuck ton to get over there, don't we? We've been there. We try well, to teleport. It's a brand new day. We could teleport our asses also, over there. Also, um, Narasana knows some places over there. That she could I lived there for like three years. Um, what, do you, what do you have on you that's made of leather from before you started adventuring? Um, I never let go of any leather. So you, you, you actually have some leather from there that you could use. Oh, you know what? Actually, I kept the piece of, the first um, piece of leather that I tooled. Cool. As the, like a memento type of thing. Mm-hmm. Before before we teleport across the river, do you want to make sure we can get back and see if we can't? Oh, shit. That was the other thing. I've just now remembered Princess or Priestess. You really want her to be a princess. <laughs> Scotch Chris really wants her to be a princess. <laughs> Priestess Ariel gave you access to her holy symbol or her teleportation circle. Yay! There we go. Yes. And yes, you can to answer your, your message. Yes, you can. But yes, that was the other thing. Thank you. Yes, Ariel gave you access to the temple's holy symbol. Teleportation. Teleportation, sir. Fuck, yes. Teleportation. <laughs> you don't no, care there, Chris? I'm not going to get any more confused because I'm delighted and I don't care. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I, actually, I actually loved, I loved more than anything else, watching that fuck work its way down your face and out your mouth. <laughs> It was kind of delayed reaction, and then we saw it happening. It was great. <laughs> In slow motion. Oh no! Oh, hey, Mister, is that drunky water? No, it's it's medicine. All right. <laughs> so that's a dark scotch. Yeah. Is it a- oh, it's in a colored glass. Yeah. It's a blue oh. glass. Okay. All, All right. right. So uh, you guys are across the river. The smell of leather enters your nostrils. Yes. You find yourself teleport, having used this the seventh level teleportation magic to teleport all of like a half mile. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though? That we say we just save a lot of taxes. We also don't want to role play. <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> We just re- re- we rearranged reality to move us from one location to another, transporting our molecules from one place to another to get out of the plane like fifty gold pieces. Bureaucracy. <laughs> anything that saves us from rolling a rolling a one, on filling out a form in triplicate. <laughs> I'm never quite sure what I need to declare when crossing borders. <laughs> I do declare. Um, all right, where are we? You are in, you are in Ben Felden, the Heraclesian sister city to Carlson. Um, Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
So do we know where this guy lives? Um, no. No, you have no idea. I mean, we can just look around. I have some contacts. Yeah. He, he is very famous, though, so finding him probably won't be too difficult. Have I heard anything about this guy from... Because uh, Tilius was an old <laughs> battle mate. He you know anything about him? Um, even or odd? Even. Uh, no, he does not. He, he never yes. mentioned it if he did. 50 50. Sir Casper. Yeah. So you, um, all right, so you're walking, you're walking through, um, Ben Felden. And Hang on. Do I know anything about this guy? <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a famous dragon slayer that lives in Benfelden. You say dragon slayer? Yeah. Specifically chromatic dragons? As far as you know. People the the, the dragon slayers usually are the dragon slayers. The dragonborn usually spit when they say his name, but yes, they Alright. Um, and, uh, as you're walking through town, uh, you see a big statue of a, of a tall knight holding a big lance, uh, standing on top of a dragon corpse. I mean, I would have known about that. Yeah, no, you, you remember this. You figured this would be a good place to start your search. Is there a plaque? Yeah. <laughs> there a phone book. Does it have the name of the dragon? Uh, it just says uh, Sir Casper of Benfelden. And then it says uh, slaying the hideous beast. Am I seeing a lot of dragonborn in this town? Uh, roll me a perception check. Also, you could ask Narasthana. Narasthana, are there a lot of dragonborn in this town? 21. God, do I have to roll a check for this? Uh Kale, you really don't notice many walking about Narasana. You don't recall coming across too many in, in Benfelden. I mean, I lived here for three years. Is it an anti-dragonborn sentiment? Oh, man. We didn't teleport somewhere racist, did we? Um, That's what I'm asking. It's not like the orcs in Carthel. Um, but you get the idea that dragonborn are... <laughs> it's a racist town. It's not racist. It's just got a racist. No, no, it's, it's 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 racist. It's just. I'm I'm going to let calamity the tipsy lead the way. <laughs> Did you say All you're right. bringing up the rear? Yes. All right. Roll me a um. Roll me an investigate check. Uh, I'm guiding from the back. Investigate? Yeah. 20 lots? Calamity, you get uh, advantage in this role. Why? Because she's helping you? Because I'm kind of like, oh, try that way. Oh, what about over there? 15. And Grady, you guys maybe should have let the local lead this, but you made your choices. Uh, He told me to go first. I went first. All right, so... um, you are able to find his estate. It's not hard to find. Wow. Uh, it is a large estate in the center of town, and there is a statue of himself in front of the city, in front of, in front of his house. Oh, God. Wow. 
such a douchebag. Yeah, kind of. <clears throat> maybe maybe <sighs> let Narasana do the talking. I mean, you know, unless you'd like to just walk up to him and say, hey, douchebag, would you like to help us out? Anyway, you're at his I, gate. Uh, so a series of guards posted there. Um, okay. So, I wave. <laughs> one, one of the guards Hello. waves back. <laughs> you're like, you're like We're a looking foot away for an audience with Sir Casper. Uh, you have an appointment. Who do we make an appointment with? He says, well, are you at least wealthy or fabulous or famous? Uh, yeah, we're famous. Have you ever heard of the Order of the Flaming Ox? We put on a fabulous play a couple months back. The Heroes of New Haven? The Heroes of New Haven, he says. Rangram the Feisty, he says. Uh, Calamity the Mysterious. And the others? <laughs> yep, that's us. Somewhere, Ericass is very insulted. Narasana's <laughs> yeah, right here and mildly insulted. I, I hide behind uh, Calamity and um, and then sneak up behind him and whisper in his ear, I hate feisty. Uh, he says, anyway, yes, you're you're wealthy and famous enough to see Sir Gasper. And he says, he says come on up. Thank oh. you. That dice goes in. We follow him up. What's that? I said we follow him up. He says, by the way, my name is Sari. Sari? S-A-R-I. Okay. He says, and I am sorry for, (laughs) well, for this. He opens the door and the smell of gin wafts out of the house. (laughs) I'm sorry for this. And uh, he says, go on in. And he says, make yourself at home. I'm sure he'll find you. Oh. We're in England. I go and I uh, find a couch and take a seat to make myself comfortable. The scent of gin and repression. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> and, uh, to dubious accomplishments. A tall, voluminous, overweight gentleman who's um, wearing a kind of a... Uh, night shirt that's a little too small for him uh, and wearing uh, some undergarments but no pants comes stumbling down the stairs and just stares at you Hi. here's the best one to talk to him he says are you real wow yeah we are oh shit what day is it? Does it even matter? A little bit. So uh, uh, point of order. Um, the potion of vitality. Mm-hmm. How much is that worth? Lots. Somewhere between fifty and five hundred, I think. Let me let me pull it up. Wait a second, Arizona. Well, I just I want to know before I actually make a move here. I um, pull out a couple of cups from my bag and some of my nice sake. Oh, no, it's... <laughs> Potion of Vitality is worth a shit ton. Oh, okay, never It's mind. very rare. 
Just, just hang and on. To I it. pour two glasses, push on towards him, and go brunch. Oh, someone who speaks my language. Yes. You're gonna make him more drunk. He can already barely function. He walks over and picks up a glass and raises it to you. I raise it and take a sip. You're quite the looker, you know. Oh, and you're disgusting. All right, Nerissana. Nerissana, you and I are going to stand out in the entryway. You know what? No. Please. I'll, you know what? I'll keep my mouth shut as long as he keeps his creepy old man comments to himself around the mo- youngest of this group. Nerissana, calm down. This, you know, this man's super important. He's killed so many disgusting dragons. I'm super fucking. That's crazy. right. Have I ever told you about the time that I slain the adult red dragon? I mean, I've heard the stories, but I feel like it'd be better coming from you. So, so there we were, wrestling on the peak of the top of the Frost Mountain. Me versus it, claw versus sword. He says. One-on-one, man-on-man, dragon-on-man. And I thrust my sword into its chest and drove it to the ground below. He says, And and as it lay there dying, I looked down on it and I said, You fool. You lost the fight when you engaged with me. Sir Casper had been felled. And he died. It's pretty tits. <laughs> Sorry, tits. <laughs> oh pretty tits? <laughs> just say it's pretty tits. That is not an acceptable descriptor. Sir Broseph of Ben Felden. That's a good story. Roll me a stealth check, Rangram. Much better coming from you than it was when I heard it. I think Calamity's got this covered. I'm not leaving. 25. Okay. He says, so... What brings you to the... Brings you to my home, my estate. He says, are you here for autographs? He says, I think I left my quill in the other room, but I can go get it. I mean, yeah, sure. We'll get autographs, and then we'll talk to you when you come back. Uh, He says, um... Page! Page, go get my quill! Silence reverberates throughout the house. I mean, obviously we've heard... Page! Oh, yes, Page. Oh, Page. Uh Uh-oh. I'll get my own quill. I'll be right back. And once he goes... I telepath near a sound. I'm like, will you keep your fucking mouth shut for a second? <laughs> He's too drunk to even notice. As soon as I say something, he forgets it. I'm not leaving this room. Rangram, roll me an investigate check. I mean, this is obviously a waste of time. He's all drunk. <laughs> Alright, I'm using my inspiration. Alright. Hey! 29. Um, you find behind a pile of empty liquor bottles um, uh, a small 
uh, a small little bobble. Um, it looks to be some sort of medallion uh, um, that well, you'd wear around your neck. Um, and it definitely feels magical when you hold it. Alright. <clears throat> I will stick it into my one of my bags for now. Okay. See how the rest of this conversation goes. And um, when he comes back from the other room, mm-hmm. when his back is turned, I'll slip into his study. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you slip into a study. Roll me a stealth check with advantage. Sean. Uh, That's a plus 15. <laughs> Nine, 29 again. He doesn't seem to notice. He comes back in. He says, I brought four autographs, but there's only three of you. Anyway, I have an extra one. No, thanks. The courtesy of Sir Casper have been filled. Well, we'll keep this one on us and then put one up in our, in our house back in New Haven. New Haven, yes. He yeah. says, where's that? Oh, middle of nowhere. <laughs> Trivalia. He says Paige was from the middle of nowhere. Oh, Paige. He was from Drith. Oh, I've never heard of that. Must be really middle of nowhere. He says, yes, it's a small town in the haunted forest. Oh, wow. Oh, cool. Haunted forest. Yes, right. he says that Paige. Pericles, right? Yeah, Pericles. Where you guys are. Um, what? He says you were in Pericles. Uh, yeah. He says, I remember the day I met Paige. Oh, he was a looker then. He says, him and I got together after a, a joust that I won. Mm-hmm. He says, I unseated the Prince of Pericles in a joust. And the crowd was cheering. Casper, Casper, Casper. And the, uh, the Prince had been trying to win him over by throwing his silver pieces into the air, bribing the crowd. But at the end of the day, who won? Sir Casper. Yeah. Sir Casper won. That's right. But I remember seeing Paige for the first time. He says that half-elven face never looked so beautiful as that day I first met him. Uh, Sounds like a magnificent, valiant day. He, he left. Oh, no. I forget that sometimes. Why do you leave? He says, uh, <laughs> he got too uh, too jealous of how great I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, they do that sometimes. I had me a husband. Men, I right? Always kind of jealous. He says, had though, he's not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He comes and he goes. Oh, I don't know, you know. Mostly goes because old men who hit on young girls are nasty. I agree. (sighs) Terrible, folks. You missed the opportunity to say he's all over the place these days. (laughs) 
cookies here and there. <laughs> he says, but enough, enough sad talk. He says, you're here to hear all my great stories. And he pours you each a drink. Well, yeah, to hear your great stories, but really, so I don't know how much you've heard about New Haven. He says, what's that? It, it's, a, it's a very small town. Not important at all. We have a dragon problem, and, you know, we knew that the one person who could tell us things, these amazing stories about how to handle this dragon problem would, of course, be Sir Caster. He says, yeah, I could do that, he says. Uh, he says, uh, Paige knew their weaknesses and gather their gear and tell me what to do he says but yeah, yeah i could do that he says so what kind of dragon is it a green one he says never fought a green one he says i recommend getting yourself a big lance and stabbing it through the heart that usually does it yeah, I mean that seems really good. Out of curiosity, but what if we like wanted to stay a little? I mean, obviously we're not as badass as you, so we'd want to stay a little further away. Um, well, yeah, who could be as badass as me? I'm Sir Casper Vinfelden, the mini dragon slayer. Look at us! Yeah, he says one time I slayed this dragon whelp. Couldn't have been more than two years old. He says it was it was a red dragon, he says, but it counts. It totally counts. Totally. I mean, it had to have been, like, enough scales to, like, make some nice shoes or something, right? <laughs> he points at the mugs, and you see that they're reddish. Mm, sweet. But, yeah, so speaking of standing further away... Uh, Look on your so, face, Caitlin. Could melt. Arrow? Could melt. Could melt steel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know anything? Maybe about arrows that might help. Oh arrows yeah, that- Paige always would have these arrows that he gave me, and I'd fire them at the dragon and miss, and they'd explode. It was so hilarious. Paige is the reason you're the dragon slayer, Cal. If he hits on her again, punches fucking lights out. Narasana leaves. <laughs> She's she's so fiery. This is a waste of time. Old fucking drunk doesn't have uh, anything to give us. Did I find anything in the study? <laughs> yeah, we'll get to you. Roll an investigate check. And there's side we'll get to you in a second, too. All right, Kel and Calamity, you're sitting there in front of this old man. You don't happen to have any of those, like, hanging around somewhere in a closet or something that you haven't been using. He oh. says, uh... He took it all with him. Mm-hmm. I mean... You just couldn't handle my celebrity and my greatness. Bullshit. You're not there. You can't say any more comments. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He fucking sucked. You know what we need to do? We need to grab everything here that belongs to him and take it outside and burn it. And I pour more alcohol for the two of us. He says, I like the cut of your jib, he says. Unfortunately, he says, uh, he cleaned me out pretty good. Nothing? Not even something that maybe he gave you at one point in time or something that he left behind because he didn't care about it? 
Chris, uh, I'm looking for something I could steal and scry off of it. Um, <laughs> he says, yeah, he says, just, just the letters, but those are mine. Mm. Any envelopes with those letters? He says, I don't know what you're getting at, but we're talking a lot about Paige and a lot, not a lot about, not a lot about Sir Casper of Benfelden. Mm. Calamity, don't be rude. Yeah. Varric, er, uh, Varric, uh, <laughs> Rangram. Mm-hmm. I got a 28 on my investigate check. You find some love letters. Uh, correspondence between Paige and, um, Paige and, um, Sir Casper. Can I hear the drunken ramblings coming from the other room? Yes. Okay. Well, I will sneak one letter out from the middle of the pile and stick it in my tunic. <clears throat> and now I, I assume that's all I find in that room? Uh, I mean, you find a bunch of liquor bottles, this and that and the other, but not, those are the interesting... I've given you the interesting things. Okay. Well, then I will... Um, <laughs> I will... I will walk out of the study, and I'm assuming like I'm facing his back, and yeah. these two are sitting over here. I just kind of hold up the letter and point at it, letters. and say, "Well, I'm only I'm only going to take one." I'm gonna, so the so the packet is still there. It yeah. looks like yeah. it's complete. I'm just going to take one out of the middle. Nice. And then uh, I'll kind of wander out. I'm sure Calamity would love to hear more stories from your glory days. I, myself, not being accustomed to imbibing... I telepath to him, I'm like, God damn it, Kelsey, you leave me here alone with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid... Your is gonna be pissed if you leave Calamity alone with that jackass. I, I'm afraid I'm in need of a, of a chamber pot. Is there a... Is there a room somewhere in here where I could relieve myself? He kind of gestures towards some of the bottles... Ew. But then also points. You know, yeah, you can go. He gestures in another direction. All right, I'll go down the hall in that direction, and I'm looking for a trophy room. Hmm. Roll me an investigation. Assuming, assuming the house is empty, I'm just going to open every door and come across until I find it. I'm going to refill natural our twenty. Drinks. Oh. <laughs> natural twenty. All right, we'll get to you in a second, Cal. <laughs> Rangram, are you are you heading outside, or are you what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I would I would probably search the rest of the house as long as I can hear talking. Oh, I will. I see that they're doing shit, so I'm just going to keep giving him more and more booze, but no more of the good stuff. I've moved on to like yeah. the shittier stuff that I have. Pouring um, flame on the counter. Roll me a perception check. Okay. All right, you get him talking using your charisma like you do. Uh, he tells you many stories that you you realize are heavily embellished about his various dragons that he's slain. Uh, you really get the idea that Paige was behind most of his successes. Um, and in fact, maybe Paige slayed a few of the dragons himself. Uh, <laughs> um, your perception check, unfortunately, is high. Uh, so you notice about about two stories in, as he scratches himself, one of his balls falls out. Oh. 
One of his what? Like his actual testicles? Yes. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a monster. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, uh, hey, if I if I had to spend the evening in a bar room with my wife, <laughs> everybody gets to think about Sir Casper's nuts for a while. Cool. <laughs> oh, that would be. Oh God, this is a strange Just game. Listens to his stories and doesn't look down, <laughs> and, and, and does a lot of this. Oh yeah. That's fascinating. Cal, you find a trophy room, third door down, full of dragon heads. What colors of dragon heads, Chris? Um, Chromatic and metallic alike. Oh, my God. Some adult, some, most of them are younger. Just heads? Claws, tails, wings. I'm going to close the door mm-hmm. and go back to the parlor. Um, he is telling a story about the time that he slayed uh, Varagar of the Blacks, which is a name you don't recognize, so you think he made up. Um, <laughs> and you roll me a perception check. Fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you notice that one of his balls has fallen out of his boxer shorts. <laughs> <laughs> Red Crim rolled the investigate. Got him in another room. Twenty-seven. What are you looking for, Ring? I'm just generally searching for anything of value, <laughs> or or a, a page's journal. Um, might have left. You get the idea that aside from the letters, there's nothing of pages left here. Um. <laughs> I tempted to go out one of the windows. <laughs> Just went up to roll perception. Meta gaming show. Can I talk to the guards? Yeah, as you step outside, Sari's waiting there. And he says, I said I was sorry, right? Uh. Why the fuck do you still work for this man? He pays well. <laughs> Ridiculous. How much does he pay you? He says he pays us five gold pieces a day. Wow. Ridiculous. So he says, this pay- he says uh, I don't think anybody would work for him for any less. <laughs> I'm surprised you work for him for that. That's a disgusting hot mess. There's so much alcohol in there. I was afraid just my very presence was going to set off a fireball. Anyway. He says, yes, that's what happened to the East Wing a few years ago. <laughs> Not surprised. What happened to the person named Paige? Oh, he says, he says, Master Casper must be in a morose mood today. Apologies. Further apologies are necessary. He says, yes, Paige, wonderful Paige, he says. Um, he says he's moved. He says he lives in a smaller manor across town. 
I can give you the address if you would like. I would like the address. Sort of my uh, way I, of saying sorry. Yeah, no, I I get it. Uh, I I assume he left because the man is a disgusting drunk. Uh, he says he the drunkenness was more a side effect of him leaving. Okay. He says it's gossip, and I shouldn't tell you this, but. He says, without without Paige, I'm sure you figured out that Sir Casper is just a raging drunk and nothing else. Is an imbecile. Yeah, I did get that. A formerly well-built, chiseled imbecile. Hmm. Square-jawed and with a face that looked good on a statue. He says, of course he started getting the credit. Hmm. He says, Master Page is a little more unconventionally built. He says, when people think of a hero, he's not the first thing most people would pull to mind. He says, but most people are ignorant and have dumb delusions about what a hero is. Let's be honest, my tolerance for this bullshit is really low, so I actually don't care <laughs> about why. Oh. I give him a platinum for the information mm-hmm. and the address. Nope. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. All right, so uh, you guys managed to extricate yourselves. Hang on. You no, know, okay. Kel, yes? <clears throat> Getting back into the parlor, I will say, well, Calamity... Not yes, to pull you, pull you away from this fascinating series of stories. Really so exciting, they almost are almost beyond belief. Mm-hmm. But we really must be going. Sir yes, Casper, sure, yeah. Sir Casper, thank you for having us. And I hold out one of my hands towards him. He takes it. I use lay on hands to, ca- to remove poison. And sober his ass. You ass. (laughs) Nice. He says, Oh, what did you do? Can I lean in close? My head. It hurts so bad. Look him dead in the eye. He looks back with his eyes bloodshot as they are. You are a very, very lucky man. Because not too long ago, I made an oath that I would act in a way that inspired goodness and kindness in people. And you being a local celebrity, if you were to be mysteriously decapitated one day, well, I don't think that's going to inspire much goodness. He says, are you threatening me? No, 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 no. I'm just laying things out for you. You see, another part of my oath was to bring hope to people who are hopeless. And you are about the most hopeless son of a bitch I have ever met in my life. So, Dragon Slayer, consider this a wake-up call. Get your shit together.
He stares at you. He says, get out of my house. Let's go. Follow him out. Rangram? <laughs> Only a stealth check. <laughs> He's sober now, too. <laughs> Oof. Ooh. 33? Yeah. <laughs> Functionally invisible. I walk through him. <laughs> Rangram, you found a belt that you took with you. When you get outside and out of off the estate, you take a look at it. It's clearly magical. Uh, do you have Calamity look at it? I think I could hold off until tonight I can identify them. The the medallion and the belt later. When Kel comes out, by the way, Narasana sees he is fuming. <laughs> so that went well. Did you punch him? My better nature overcame me. That's too bad. <laughs> Yep. Um, good news is I got the address of the... What was the name? Payne. Payne? The actual Dragon Slayer? Yeah. Good. We need to have words with him. <coughs> yep. All right. Flash cut. One hour later, you're standing in front of a more modest estate. Any guards out front? Nope. There's a little name on the mailbox. P. Williams. Good. I go up and bang on the front door. Cop knock. Yep. Wait just one second. <laughs> oh. Narasana casts fly on herself in case the little fucker tries to run away. Alright. Uh, where's his his race? Yeah. All right. So standing in front of you is a very tall, um, spindly, like very skinny, um, kind of almost goofy looking. He's got like his his limbs are a little too long for his body. His face is very thin and narrow. Uh, he stands about six foot tall. Um, uh, he's uh, he's aging well. Um, you get the idea that he's probably in his mid forties. Uh, he's got dark brown hair. Um, long, uh, kind of a little, slightly unkempt, and he's well-dressed and poised. And he looks at the four of you and he says, you selling something? Yeah, yeah, Dragon Slayer. The actual Dragon Slayer. Because, How drunk am I? Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are, you are... You are past tipsy, but before shwasted. Okay. <laughs> he says, where did you hear that? Your ex. Raging drunk. Oh, you've talked to Casper. Well, you better come in. You better come in. 
takes you inside uh, a a Spartan estate, uh, very very um, sparsely decorated. Um, however, there are uh, but what decorations there are are purposeful and nice. Um, I assume that Kel told me what he found in the trophy room. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be honest. Daristhana mm-hmm. has a. Uh, a fifth level chromatic orb mm-hmm. acid just readied just in case like it's not cast or anything like that but she's ready for him to be an asshole <laughs> and go after Cal oh okay I just, I just always assume that Narasana has something ready to cast so you don't have to actually <laughs> let me know of these things I, mean, I just wanted you to know that I'm on edge and I don't like this person around Kel okay it's- so he takes you into a, a small dining room um, with an ample number of chairs. He says, tea? Anybody would like tea? No, thanks. Nope. Is there alcohol in it? He says, We're no, inter- I, he says, I don't drink, he says. Ugh. We're interested to know if you have arrows of dragon slaying for sale. Or where we could get some. He says, I have some, yes, but they're not for sale. And why is that? And he says... He says they belong to me. Yeah, that's why we would give them money. He says yes, but they're not for sale. Hanging on to them for your hobby? He kind of looks you up and down. He says, he says, what has Sir Casper told you? Well, it's not what he told me. It's what I saw in his house. He says, did he show you the trophy room? I saw it. He says, so I imagine you saw the metallic dragons. Yep. The old ones and the young ones. He says, yes. He says, I cannot, he says, I cannot do anything but take responsibility for that. He says, I've made many mistakes. He says, I blindly followed a person I thought I loved. He says, a person who did horrible things in the name of fame and fortune. Are you willing to take responsibility for those mistakes? He nods. He says, I've already paid in flesh, but I realize it's a continuing road. What, what does do that mean? mean? Flesh. He unbuttons his shirt, takes it off, uh, and shows you his back. Uh, his back is covered in long claw marks. They've long since scarred over. What are those from? Dragons. So the ones who attacked you while you were killing them? He says no. He says the ones that I sought out to make my reparations with. And they let you live? He says I escaped when I realized that they were going to kill me. I got a 15 insight. Does he seem to be honest? He seems to be telling the truth. 
He says they don't take too kindly to you killing their kin. No, we really don't. He says. He says perhaps I deserve to be dead, and perhaps me, me fleeing was a cowardly act. He says, but it is what it is. So the question remains: Why do you still have the arrows of dragon slaying? He says, because the chromatic dragons have sent more than one assassin my way. He says, they know. They know who's really at fault. They know that it's me. Listen, buddy, your personal journey is all well and good, but we kind of need one of those arrows. Um, You went from being super suave to just being... I got drunk. (laughs) I got super drunk. <clears throat> he says. You, he says. I take it you've been. He says, the other one. He says. I take it you've been to Sir Casper's house. Yep, it was fun. I apologize. <laughs> so did sorry. You know what's funny? Everybody keeps apologizing for his behavior instead of firebombing it. Much better solution. Or taking public responsibility might be more productive. Look. He says, look at me. He says, he says, look at him. Look at me. He says, not, not him now, but him, the statues. He says, I've tried going public a few times, but no one will listen. I'm just the squire. Like, I hear you sitting there feeling sorry for yourself. And... I don't give very many fucks about that. You see, what we need is for you to fucking fuck up, sell us an arrow dragon slaying so you can do something fucking good and help us save an entire town of innocent people. He says, what kind of dragon are you? He says, what kind of dragon are you facing? Green. Green. How old is the dragon? Very. Ancient. As old as... His eyes wide and he says, Narrakesh. Yep. We didn't have to confirm that. She's the only one. She, says she is the only ancient. Of, she is the only of the ancient dragons. That's why I said old and not ancient. <laughs> <laughs> he says. He says. Are you going to her lair, or is she coming to see you? She's coming to us. Coming yeah. with prejudice. He says that's actually good for you. He says fighting them in their lair is foolish. He says, obviously you know that they green dragons spew poison. However, what many folks do not know is the ancient ones can turn into human forms. Oh, we know know that too. Yeah, we've met her. So you've had previous experience. That's great. He says, green dragons are cunning and treacherous. He says, Narrakesh most of all. She won't come at you headlong. She'll come at you sideways. She'll take anything you hold dear and use it against you. If you think she's going to engage you in a straight-up fight, you're mistaken. Can they take on any form? They can appear as anything they want. 
This is they can polymorph. He says true polymorph. He says, mind you, not not a not a pretend. He says they can take on the form of a human, of a of an elf. He says of a of a goose. <laughs> Dragon goose. Mm-hmm. It's the worst guy. You have experience. He nods. I don't suppose we have any right to expect that you'd be willing to put your life on the line for strangers. And I can't promise you any kind of meaningful redemption. But it would mean a lot to us if you helped us. He says, when is she coming? Do you know? Five weeks. Um, I have the date. A month from a month from tomorrow. Fourteenth oh. of planting. Yeah. 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 Yep. He says. He says. He says you're going to lose this fight. He says. She's very cutting. She's very ferocious. He says, but I'll be there. He says, and as a sign of my good faith, he says, let me give you something. He he walks into another room, comes back out a few moments later, holding three arrows. He says, these are my last three. He says, take them with you. I take the arrows and put them in my bag before he changes his mind. <laughs> says, Maybe make sure we each have one, because I've already got one, just in case. Pass it around later. He says, where where am I meeting you? New Haven. Carthel. Like a couple yeah. days before. The 12th, maybe? He says, I'm familiar with it. He says, I'll be there on the 10th. He says, I believe there's a pretty nice tavern there. He says, I'll meet you there. <laughs> Says it's the, he says the New Haven Inn. <laughs> That's not what any of us expected. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion he seems like a douchey type to be at the New Haven Inn. <laughs> <laughs> he says, well, until then. Until yeah. then. Let's go. Back to the inn. <sighs> Cal. He says, as you guys as you guys get up, he says, he looks at you, Kel. He says, there's nothing I can do to make up for the wrongs I've done. Except maybe the rights you can still do. He says, I'll be there. You can count Good. on it. All right. We leave. All right. I mean, I know he's an ass, but I kind of feel for the guy. You would. I know. I really don't. We have a similar, similar life path. This whole paladin thing is weird. <laughs> yeah, it's got a behavior. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you realize that I left that room, so I didn't actually punch him, right? Like, yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what do you guys do? You're 
You're in Paraclase in the city of Benfelden. It is about noon. Let's get the fuck out of here. It's Kel's birthday. Oh, fuck me. No, I, I still don't tell them that, so it's up no. to you. It just makes today that much worse. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Do we want to go home? Do we want to go get swisty somewhere? <laughs> what what other business? What else do we have to do? I don't think we really have anything else to do. But we should go back to our side of the river. I just remember Pericles as being not very friendly. I mean, the only experience you really had with him before this was with the, essentially the TSA. So, yeah. <laughs> and the palace. Yeah. Palace was nice. Yeah. Well, now, was, it, was it yesterday that I teleported Kyle home? Yes. To teleportation circle, then. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I can teleportation circle us to New Haven. Oh, no, I can take us back to Crailson if we need to. Yeah. Do we need to go to Krelson? I don't know. Are you gonna go? Are you gonna go? You're gonna be in Krelson and not say hi to your dad. It's true. We passed through without you seeing a Devoren. Yeah, in a couple of days. Rangram has learned that lesson. Huh. I mean, you would be the one to point it out. Yes. Yeah, if you guys want, don't mind. I mean, it doesn't... He's not going to be overly upset. He's not really the most emotional guy ever. Yeah. Let's go home. At hiding their emotions. (laughs) Just depends on where Calamity wants to drink. New Haven or Carlson. I mean, honestly, let's head to New Haven. I can teleport there anytime now that I want. So that's pretty exciting. I can literally pop over in the morning and come back home in the evening. Yeah. Totally as I can do now. It's a thing you can do. Yeah. And now, now, oh, now, okay. now everyone's going to be like, you can teleport here every day and you never see me? What? No phone call? No. <laughs> uh, plus, I, I want to talk to Chani. I got some things that I want to talk to her about. Oh. Secrets. Not really, but... All right, so you guys yeah. head back to New Haven. The uh, and you're standing in your trophy room, the teleportation circle cooling down as you guys step, in, step into reality. All right, does anything attack us in our own home? <laughs> no, uh, you uh, as you guys pop in, you hear a door open, and then Kyle comes walking into the room. He's like, Mrr. Hey, Kyle, how are you doing? Doorknobs? Yeah, you got a while ago. That's wording. Yeah. What's that? He's just so smart. Kyle's figured out doorknobs. I mean, he is a cat. <laughs> After it. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Hey, I'll go to my room. Yes. I want to identify those two things I found. It's mid-afternoon. You're gonna go to the bar. All right. uh, I'm gonna stop Kel and give him his birthday present. So what did you get, Kel? I'm sending it. <laughs> Which apparently is gonna take longer than I thought. Nope, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Oh, 
Mm-hmm. Should be coming through. There we go. It's actually a bracer. It doesn't. It's not perfect. That's not exactly what it is, but it's the closest that I could find. Uh, not a bracer. It's a band for up here. Oh, nice. Awesome. All right, Rangram, you have a medallion of the tech thoughts. Uh, three, t- three times a day, you can use it to detect thoughts. Like the spell. Shit. Okay. I am really unhappy that you have that. <laughs> it regains 1d3 charges daily at dawn. Holy shit. Um, and then you have uh, it does it requires attunement. Okay. Um, and then you have the um, the belt of variable resistance. Um, what is that? You can set it. And forget it. Uh, whenever, <laughs> yes, once per day, uh, you can set it to fire, cold, lightning, poison, or acid. And uh, it will give you resistance to that type of damage for an hour. Okay. Also requires attunement. Okay. All right, Calamity, you're drinking. There, Asana, you give Kel his birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go talk to Chani. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to hold off, are we getting ready to end? No, we'll talk to it now while it's fresh in your mind, and then we'll probably end soon after that. Okay. I can see Illinois yawning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, get over to the mayor's house. You find her. She's actually, uh, she's actually um, outside meeting with some constituents. Well, I don't want to interrupt, so I'll wait around until she's free. All right. She uh, finishes chatting with them and waves you over. Cool. How's it going? Very busy, she says, making preparations for next month. I do have some good information about that. Uh, we will have several paladins and clerics from Sylvian. They'll be here two days before the event. Mm-hmm. And you know how everybody says Sir Casper's this great big badass dragon killer? Oh, she yes, she says quite the drunk, but yes. Yeah, it's all complete bullshit. She says, um, I th- I th- she says he's drunk, but I thought he did all those things. Uh, well, he may have been leading the charge, but there was actually a different person actually giving him information and telling him what to do. Oh. He's literally just the face of this huge farce. Oh, she says, well, that that definitely reshades the several encounters I've had with him. Yeah, well, he's a, a drunk braggart and a disgusting kind of person. She says, those things I did know, yes. Uh, I'm really unhappy that I didn't blow up his alcohol-ridden house. <clears throat> that being said, we did meet the actual dragon slayer. His name is Payne Williams. Page? And, hmm? Page? Oh, Page Williams. And, says, oh, yes, uh, Page. He was, he was much more of um, a... Much, a much, much nicer person, she says. Definitely Sir Casper's better half. He says, how is Page doing? Uh, well, I mean, Paige is also the one responsible for all the metallic dragon heads that were in that trophy room, so I don't know that I would use the descriptor better person. She she blanches. She says, I had no idea. Babies. Dragons may be only one or two years old. 
She says that she says that does not surprise me that Sir Casper would stoop to such levels. Oh, I am surprised that Paige would. She says that's very disappointing. She says I'm usually such a good judge of character. Anyway, she says Paige has agreed to help us. With- <laughs> what's what's Illinois laughing about? She's, she's usually a good judge of character. Whoops. She's <laughs> <laughs> her judgment of your character already. Yeah. Which one of us? All of us. Ranger. Um, but anyway, Paige has agreed to uh, show up and help with this as well. Great. That's uh, is the plan also to clear out the town completely? She says we'll be evacuating people that we can be evacuated, hiding others. Anyone that's hidden in this town has the potential to be duplicated. Because not only is Narakesh disgustingly powerful, but she's also completely capable of true polymorph. She says, of course. She says she's an ancient dragon. They all are. If, if at all possible, I think it would be good to have the assurance that only the people who are here to fight the dragon are here. That way mm-hmm. we can honestly shoot on sight without worry. Yeah. I would, I would hate to have that moment of doubt and not know whether I was killing a townsperson or at least shooting at a townsperson, mm-hmm. not a dragon. She agrees. So I don't know if it's possible. I know there's going to be people who refuse to leave. She says, we'll do what we can. She says, dragons put the fear of God in people, the gods and the people. So have you ever seen something come back from being banished? No, she says, this will be quite exciting in a morbid sort of way. A bit morbid, yeah. Do you know anyone who might have experience with that? She says, I'll talk to Thurga. Because the more we know about how she's going to reappear on this plane, the better trap we can set, because she's spent a year just contemplating our deaths. She says, I'm pretty sure the portal opens, and then she just gets spit back out. Well, that would be convenient if it was nice and bright and obvious like that. She says, the portal should reappear where it was when when it banished her. Okay. Well, all we can do is hope, I guess. Yes. All right. Oh, uh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. Um, so you remember that money we paid you for you to send us to uh, Krailson, like Where? Along- yes. Yeah. So, Rangram told you about the whole 15 years thing and all that. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure that I actually know the teleportation circle for Wary's storehouse. Uh-huh. Uh, could I draw it out and have you confirm that it's the right one? That is, it is actually what I'm thinking of? Sure. So I draw it out on a piece of paper. She says, yeah, that, that's it. Is it really? It is, yes. Is there any way that you could get me in contact? He was very hostile to us when we were there last time. He is a, he is a wary person, she says. A, yeah. mer- a merchant, and I'm sure that if you wanted to use his teleportation circle, he'd be happy to let you use it for a charge. Oh, okay. That's what it is. All right. Um... Do you think he would accept a letter from me, or... She says, I'll, I'll explain the situation to him for you. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, then I'll contact him after you've uh, 
Let him know about me. Sure. I appreciate she it. She says, also let your friends know. She says, I've, uh, she says I have an order of ballistas on their way in. Awesome. She says, um, and uh, along with um, several fortified movable barricades that we should hopefully use to funnel the dragon. All right, cool. Uh, we do have a few arrows of dragon slaying, so that's good news. That's very helpful. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Johnny. He not. Now it's going to bounce through all of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so is there anything else you would like to do today? Um, I want to get a big picture of Aeol and just in the back corner of the Mustang Narwhal and read through my book All as right. much as I can. And once I'm done identifying these two, I'm going to go down to the to the bar and ask for one of the arrows. All right. All right. Kel? Kel's going to take a walk. Mm-hmm. Just feels like being by himself for a while. Okay. Did everyone fall asleep? No. no. <laughs> Kel's emoting. Yeah. Alright, you take a walk. Feel the cool spring air on your scales. Yep. Walk by uh, walk by the several the ta- both both taverns, hearing the sounds of laughter and merriment inside. Let's see uh Let's see. See several uh, several people playing in the streets. Several families sitting down for dinner together with their windows and doors open. Way to twist the knife, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop at the uh, at the temple. I guess is it just a foundation now, or the old temple of virtues? That's now the temple. Yeah, it's just it's just a. It's basically just a. Stone, stone pad. Okay. I'll wander through the garden and probably find a bench or something and sit there and meditate for a while. Okay. As you're sitting there, um, a gnome appears out of nowhere, kind of looks around and says, Caldrash! Yeah. He says... Letter for you, sir. Thank you. Does the gnome stick around? or no, he, he walks back and disappears. Okay. I open the letter. Um, it just says, Today is your birthday. Birthday greetings are in order. Your sister. For the first time all day, I smile. (laughs) (laughs) She's your twin, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's all. That's all right. Uh, And as the moon sets and the night grows long. 
we'll end this session, this long marathon session. <laughs> Much longer. All right, but um, comedy wasn't about to get ring room anything. What were you going to do? He said he came to ask me for an arrow. I wasn't going to give him anything. And we'll deal with that next time. I just want him to remember. Well, yeah. great session, everybody. Um, much, much to go through. I just want to play D and D forever. I know. <laughs> uh, everybody, give yourself fifteen hundred experience points. Oh my god, we inch ever closer. That puts us at uh, one three seven. Yeah, one three seven. Yeah, one three seven. Three thousand experience points. And I will, I will try to get my bonus offering from this week done, from last week done this coming week. Oh, and yeah, I don't have mine done. I'm fine, I'm fine pushing it a week. I think everybody had needed more time. So. Uh, when are we playing next, boys and girls? <sighs> Important question in this life. <laughs>